November 18th, 2022 to March 17th, 2023. RIP Milk Bar Vancouver. It's gone. Did I pour one out for the homies? Did I drive past it today? today in on, hopes it was on there. The way to you, thinking maybe you can still scoop some. Maybe up. they were just putting boxes up for they a second. They were they were plastering brown paper over the windows. It's the saddest thing I've ever the seen. The only thing I can hope for is that it gets moved to its own location. That'd be fine. Is the only you already have everything here. You've got all the deco and the displays. That's true. Everything's already in country. You have all the milk bar infrastructure. Just put it inside Pacific Center. Put it inside me. <laughs> inside you. Like you that's that's not fair. To give us something so beautiful and to take it away in less than four months. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry Nordstrom sucks in Canada as Except does for Vancouver. Nordstrom Vancouver was keeping the company afloat in Canada, but and now it's not. legitimately yeah because there's two there was two in Calgary, one in Edmonton, two in Ottawa, and then like three in the Greater Toronto area yeah. And the Vancouver one was doing more sales than every other store combined yeah. Also, why are you putting a Nordstrom in Calgary, Edmonton, and <laughs> Ottawa? Yeah, fair. Who's shopping there? The wives of NHL players, <laughs> and, and that's, that's it. it. But, uh, yeah, I guess Vancouver tried its best, but it couldn't support the rest of Canada, so no, no more Nordstrom's in Canada. It's They're calling it the new Target. And, regrettably, the milk bar was inside the Nordstrom's and not inside us. <laughs> so Yeah, we didn't uh, get it enough because we thought it was going to be there forever. We thought we'd have it forever. Yeah. Th it's My heart is broken. It's a very sad day. I don't know, I don't know how, to, how to handle it. What do I... What can I do to feel better? G give me options. Do, do you know what will make you feel better? What will make me feel better? Like five hours of podcasting talking about movies. Okay. That always That's makes us idea. feel better and definitely doesn't make us regret our life choices. You can do that. Mm -hmm. You could have a one-on-one -on -one singles match with SEDS. <laughs> sure. Uh, you could uh, replace Milk Bar by only eating your meals from 7-Eleven every day. <laughs> Get it? You can get an egg. I, I could get a hard boiled. You get two egg. hard boiled eggs because they're together. Uh, oh, it's a double. Pack. It's a double pack. Well, that's just smart thinking. I d I am currently sitting on not to brag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently sitting on eight free hot dogs from Seven Eleven. There you go. Two a day. Do that'll get you through almost a week. That will get me through the better part of a week. Now, do we? Do I do two a day or? Do we do eight at once? Do I get eight and we do it on the pod? No, I mean, I, that's... That's very funny. That, it's, it is very funny, but it also feels irresponsible. <laughs> I think it would. it's just going to be a very funny visual going into a 7-Eleven saying, I have enough free points for eight hot dogs. Yeah. I would like to do them all right now, please. Hit me. And just see what happens. And if you have to go make more, make I, more. If you don't have eight at the ready... Fix yeah, it. I think if you're doing eight free ones, yes, you're getting them for free, but the least they could do is put out eight new ones for you yeah. and wait for them to be cooked. Eight freshies. Eight freshies. That's fair. Because 
you're you're you've given them so much business that you've now hundreds accumulated of thousands of dollars free hot dogs yes so they should give you brand new hot dogs cheddar smokies no cheddar bullshit. smokies yeah yeah None of this regular dogs, regular or even your your big bites or or the ones that are made of hamburger. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty gross. Those are bad. Those, those are, are pretty fucking. Those gross. are a tough eat. Yeah, they are. So I'll uh, I'll debate what I'm going to do with my eight free dogs, but I feel like I'm getting getting closer to using it. What with the newfound lack of milk bar and thus happiness in my life luckily we are going to vegas which has a milk bar so maybe do we just buy the whole milk bar in vegas maybe buy the whole milk bar and tell them to move to vancouver oh yeah let's move the milk bar from the cosmopolitan in vegas to vancouver to vancouver to pacific center in vancouver yeah we're not fucking put it at park Royal so i can get it every day Ooh. Put it, put it next door to you, and see how long you live. Yep, two days. <laughs> two days. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat one whole red velvet cake. No, and I'm gonna be the weight of dark matter. <laughs> I'm gonna sink through the earth and out the opposite side, and I'm gonna die. <laughs> Think of what one slice. Think did of what to you. half of one slice did. <laughs> slice did to me. We cut that slice in half, and I almost couldn't. Oh, we did move. cut it in half. It wasn't even a whole. Yeah, we yeah. each had a half a slice. And it Half nearly slice, killed and we both, both of us. Almost died. Yeah, because it was too thick, thick cake. But it was real good. It was real good. <laughs> the the thickest and most delicious cake I've ever. Yeah, had. I want to be because I think a couple people, based on I think you opened the episode uh, with a moan about <laughs> a mo the cake. Uh, too thick. Too thick. But let's be clear, we loved the cake. We did love. We the did. Cake. We did not. It not enjoy it the would cake. have suited us a lot better had we not eaten the cake then had to record four hours yeah i think we if we ate it at the end i would have felt so much better i agree but just by talking for mm -hmm. a, like an hour and i was like oh this uh we have done things in the wrong order yeah Hi, everybody. This is the worst year of our lives, uh, frequently known as the news. I am Drew, and you can follow me at Sarian Softballs on most things, most notably on Letterboxd. And that is The Other Guy. Hi, I'm The Other Guy. You can uh, follow me uh, at not Scott Henson. You can follow me at not the other guy at uh, on uh, uh, Tinder. No, you don't, uh, use your, you don't use your email as your name on Tinder. Shit. Whisper, that's a good one. Whisper, that's a good one. Uh, Howler, R.I.P. Yeah, the uh, the furry dating. I How think about happen. What's happen? Happens a creepy one Ooh, where one. it tells you how many times you cross paths with someone and oh, then weird. you can just like message them if you're like hey it's out over the last week we've crossed paths like six times I that's strange I don't like that at all yeah that's also, the worst one. Also, do you remember a couple episodes ago that I jokingly made a farmer's only uh, yes. thing? You're getting hits. I got so many push notification emails <laughs> from them. Not like messages from oh, people or just matches, like from just the like actual app. That I was like, I have to delete this, so I had to delete it immediately. No more farming. There was too much shit going. So on. So you won't be farming for love. Well, I went on once Thursdays just like, on CTV. Yep, yep. <laughs> I went on once just to like jokingly see, and there was like. Yeah. Nobody, like, the closest people were, like, Wyoming. 
Oh, so there weren't a lot of farmers in metropolitan Vancouver? Well, I don't think it's a Canadian thing. I think it's an oh. American thing. Oh, yeah. You, no, yeah, it was actually farmers only, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it is American. So, like, yeah, the closest people were, like, maybe eastern Washington, but mostly, like, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho. Well, you want also, I'm not a farmer. <laughs> I see. True. I, I but... broke the law, Scott. <laughs> a non-farmer went on farmers Impersonating only. a farmer of the law. Yeah. Stole, stolen farm valor. Stolen farm valor. But if you can get in on that Wyoming action uh, and marry a Wyoming farmer and get Wyoming citizenship, yeah. your electoral college vote counts Ooh. for three times that of a lowly Californian. That's pretty sick. Or a New Yorker. So is Nader running again? I think Nader's probably running. I'll, I'll vote you independent. Go, you go Because I get three votes. I'll vote independent. You do get three votes. For the... Yeah. Your your three votes count for a, a total of one electoral college vote. But proportionally to population, way more. Not bad. Than California IA. Beverly Hills, that is. Swimming pools, movie stars. You know what I'm talking about. I can't wait for them to start running political ads for the uh, presidency again, because it's going to be so fucking annoying. It's coming. It's going to be the end of this year, or like towards the end of this year. Yeah. Who you got? Who's Ryan? Mayor Pete? Izzy? I don't know. Jeb? I mean, if it's if it's Yeb with an exclamation point, I'm in. Yeah. Um, Kamala, the first uh, girl Indian Asian, uh, hasn't been seen in six months because she's president. Probably dead. That would be interesting. Secret dead Kamala. That's pretty funny. She did like. She, I like the boldness of because like everyone knows the vice president doesn't actually do anything. No, like they keep up appearances. They they break ties in the Senate, which uh, uh, unless, at this point doesn't uh, happen uh, unless the Senate is fifty fifty doesn't happen. Um, so a lot of them like at least like try to make themselves feel good and and pretend that the office carries some sort of importance with it, and like they, they take up a cause. Or something. Because, like, Michelle Obama... Oh, she, I guess she's more of a first lady than a vice president? What do you think? I would say she's definitely not Look, the vice president. Look, I see... A, a you see dark, a woman of I color. See, I see a dark-skinned woman. I'm like, vice president. Hey, isn't that a step up? <laughs> I think you can say a lot of things about a lot of things, Scott. No? I think a lot of people are going to be real mad about you shit-talking Michelle Obama. I'm not shit-talking her. You're just saying she's a regular woman of color. No, I... As yeah. if she's not the most influential yeah, and I'm saying I, first I, lady. Because of her and Kamala, I see... Oh, so they're the same person? Even though one's they're of not? Indian descent and one is of African-American descent? Well, they look pretty similar. But, uh... <laughs> I but now they they're both so influential. I see uh, what do you call them? Woman of color, uh, and I think vice president. I guess what I didn't used to think that when I saw a woman of color. That's how much good they've done. I still don't think that. What do you think? Quick, I think it's a man's job. I think it's a man's world. <laughs> no, when you see when you see when you see one, what do you think? Go. See what a woman, a woman vice of color. president. A woman of color. What do you think? If you don't think vice president, what do you think? Quick, don't fat, fat ass. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where was I going? I don't care. <laughs> oh yeah, Kamala. Uh, zero cause. 
doesn't show up for anything is just like just in the weeds i respect she's like look i did my part by being a minority i don't need to actually do anything else as vice president so i respect you you broke the color barrier yeah except maybe become president when the president dies of old age in his second term in office in his third term in office Ah, yes. we're, we're FDRing it. Well, you can do 10 years. You can do 10 you years. You can do 10 years. So all he needs to do is get reelected is get again. Assassinated. Then get elected as vice president again <laughs> after being president. And then the president, and then gets, the assassinated. president gets assassinated. And he becomes president for two more years. <laughs> that is a fun trajectory. Although I don't think you can do that. We are not advocating... The assassination of any presidents, because nope. I think... That's not what I said. I th- no, I know. I'm just making clear that I think you're not a supposed to do that. A supposed to. But, you, but what you are a supposed to do is just offhandedly, off the cuff, uh, say things about your friend's projects. Uh, but we can't tell you which friend. No, or maybe we can. No, we're not allowed to. He he said we weren't allowed to. Let's see. Uh, Hey, Thick Hogs, and other less important people, it's your old pals Scoot and Drew here, uh, here with... Wait a minute. That doesn't sound like me. No, it's you. Okay. Yeah, it's you. Are you sure it's me or Kelly? Because we can't tell the difference. You sound the same. (laughs) Uh, Not an ad read, not some paid advertisement for money. But an honest-to-goodness shout-out to our pal, and Caroline Ray is definitely real godson and not just something he thought because his mom was friends with her, Mm -hmm. Uh, Zimbo Venus, and of course, Japanese baseball. Now, I actually am going to ad-lib this next part and then go back to the fake (laughs) ad-lib right after. Hey, what are the the Japanese... What is Nippon not better at than America? Answer: Nothing. You know, you you know American baseball. Guess who does it better? Japan. Hey, uh, World Baseball Classic of recent days. Anyone? The greatest American baseball player of our generation, Michael Trout, fucking iced by uh, not Shinjiro Otani because he's a wrestler, but someone else, Otani. And he got him. You I can do it. I can't. You I, can do it. I truly can't. You can do it. Mas, masonobu. No. Mas, masonobu Otani. Daisuke. Uh, is there a Mitsuharu. Is there, is there a wrestler that has the same Naruto. Wasabi. Sushi. Uh, e, e Honda. Is it E Honda Otani? No, it is. Is it Chun Li? <laughs> uh, judo actor, actor, football artist, dancer. I don't think there's a wrestler with the same first name. Oh, not none with the same first name. Uh, Masa, Masa, Masamichi, Hara, Hiro, um, Hiro, Hiroyuki. Oh, yeah. He's got the same first name as one of the most famous. Japanese wrestlers of all time. Real name, though. Shoot, real name. Jumbo. <laughs> Jumbo. Jumbo Otani. Antonio. No. That's not even a Japanese name. <laughs> uh, I was trying to think of a third funny one. <laughs> I've got one. 
Great. Does <laughs> <laughs> he have the same the, name the, as the Great the, Otani? Does he have the same name as the Great Muda <laughs> or Great Kabuki or, or, great, or... Great, great Sasuke? Uh, uh, um, Kenta nope. older, older. Uh, um, oh, 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 easy, 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 easy. Giant, <laughs> Giant Otani. What's his legal government name? Uh, uh, Shohei. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. I back back to it. Iced, lame white American Mike Trout. So if you want to see some actual good baseball played by good baseball players from Japan, might I suggest you check this out. As some of you may know, Japan just won a the World Baseball Championship. And if you're interested in seeing the best brand of baseball on the planet, head on over to Pacific League TV. YouTube.com slash at Pacific League TV ENG. That's for English, because who's got time for Japanese? They've got everything you could possibly want in baseball. Japanese guys, non-Japanese guys, screaming fans, beautiful stadiums, cheerleaders, and even furry mascots. None of this Philly fanatic, weird-looking-ass alien bullshit mascots. We're talking... I lost my place. Proper, <laughs> honest-to-goodness quality furry mascots. And hey, will we be reviewing some of them in a week or two? Who's to say? They've got tons of videos up already, even more to come. And this coming Saturday, April 1st, their live game coverage kicks off at midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on March 31st. And again, this isn't an advertisement. It's encouragement for all of you little piggies to come get some baseball and culture in your life. YouTube.com slash at Pacific League TV ENG. Maybe someone is making their live speaking debut on that very broadcast. Who's to say? But uh, so, yeah, check that out. That was, uh, to be clear, a non-paid advertisement. Just uh, saying things about friends by other friends. I can't believe Drew would go to the bathroom at an important time like this. It better not be another shit. That's too recent since the previous shit. Um, so what else is going on? Do I have any news? Guys, let's go to the news. <laughs> um, oh, I guess I should, we should just hit the, uh, hit the other things that uh, may be applicable to you if you uh, have your finances in order. Uh, this is, against all odds, one of the last request episodes, but we can still fit you in. I we sucked him! You I sucked him dry! Sucked dry. <laughs> uh, that made me lose my train of thought. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, requests to, uh, hey, you want us to talk about a movie? We can still do that. But time is running thin. Is that, is that a term? Thin? Time is running thin? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so get in while the getting's good. Uh, send 100 US dollars or more to paypal.me slash Henson with your movie request of under two hours. Or if it's over two hours, then just send for two. We'll still do it. You just gotta pay for it. It's a, it's a very simple procedure. And uh, providing they pay us one day, maybe, <laughs> maybe sometime into our third contract with them, uh, go to manscaped.com. Use promo code CATS20 
see ATS two zero and uh, and buy some stuff. Do you ever feel like a big corporation? It's got a hold of your balls and they won't let go, but you you don't want to pull away because you're still waiting for them to give you the goods. Yes, I feel like that's what Manscaped is doing to us yeah. right now. Yeah, I I keep thinking they're going to give me a hand job. <laughs> And then instead, they just keep grabbing my balls. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I like I almost I'm almost to the point of feeling like they're gaslighting us. If they didn't keep sending us free stuff, but maybe that's part of like the larger gaslighting scheme. Do, do they, I don't know. Do they think that we're just gonna like eventually give up because they're giving us free stuff? Even though we don't really I think overly might, need the free stuff, I think right it now? might be a social experiment to see how many three-month contracts <laughs> we're willing to sign yeah whilst getting zero dollars yeah i think that's a fun test that is so a fun test. uh the the answer is at least two <laughs> and uh and we'll see how it goes further when i uh send them a, a new invoice that this time is an invoice even though the last one was an invoice no i'm not gonna get into i like it. Not, how bitter no, you're not, getting i, I, I yeah. I, I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do to <laughs> to make to convince them that the invoice, the invoice you is an invoice is an invoice yeah so uh, I don't know we'll f- uh, figure that out but I don't want to I don't want to get too far into the weeds on that one we got uh, we got five movies to talk about we're gonna do it do we have any other stuff uh, how close to an hour in the preamble are we twenty minutes well that's not much at all do I need another forty probably right all right. What's the news? What do we got? Do you want me to just Google some stuff and see I, what comes I up? I wish you wouldn't. Uh, we should probably talk about 2005's... Let's see if I have that yep. right. Feels good. Yep. Mirror Mask, which whenever Mirror, I say Miramax. feels like Miramax. Did Miramax produce it? No. Probably not. It was produced by the Jim Henson Company. Of course it was. And Jim Henson Pictures. So this is bright. I, I hope we're in store for a lot of puppets. Lo- this is I a love big, me puppets. This is a puppet-heavy movie. Uh, this is brought to us by Tyzok, fellow cat furry, which is maybe the only thing keeping me from killing you. Uh, as What kind? Don't know. Find out. Didn't specify. Let's see if... Uh, Find out. Do I have... Are you on Twitter? Tyzok. Uh, I don't know if I do have you on Twitter or if your name is maybe something else on Twitter. But, uh... Oh, that's interesting. There is a, uh... There is a Jim Henson documentary being made that's coming out in theory at the end of this year called Muppet Man. That's strange. They haven't asked me for an interview. That's because you're the wrong Henson. What? Yeah. The wrong uh, how? They only want talented Hensons. Oh. Well, they want yeah. ones that put their hands in puppets, not in children. <laughs> so I guess the guy who does Elmo is out. <laughs> No, he was exonerated. Yeah, sort of. It was bullshit. He was still doing stuff he wasn't supposed to be doing. I don't know if he was. No, he was. Just look at him. He looks like a pedophile. Yeah. I mean, you have to be, <laughs> you have to be a bit of a pedophile to like work on a children's show. But that doesn't mean yeah. you're necessarily doing anything wrong. You might be God's favorite pedophile. What are you... You've pushed the mic aside to do serious research now. 
Are you ty- are you searching is Elmo guy a pedophile? I'll be interested to find out. You're still going. Mm. Should I talk or are you close? I was trying to see if there was any kind of list of uh, biggest known pedophiles who worked on children's shows, <laughs> and uh, it only gave me that Jimmy uh, Seville, Jimmy Seville guy, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, he's he's the goat. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna get more than him. Jimmy Seville answers the question: <laughs> What if Mister Rogers fucked every kid that was ever on his show? <laughs> yeah. Also, he looks like it too. Oh, he re- he really looks like it. Like it's it's one of those in hindsight, like oh, of course he was. It's like oh, it's a, right, he's a pedophile. Yeah, it's a Subway Jared situation. Yeah, yeah, like oh, of course. Like I think we should be in trouble for not recognizing that, honestly. Well, he's British and way before our time, so it's not on us, Scott. Uh, Jared's on us, though. No, we were pretty young for Jared. I get well. <laughs> 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 I don't. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people were too young for Jared. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, that worked nicely. Tyzok says, uh, and this is an apology for his previous pick: "Where the dead go to die." One of the worst things either of us have ever seen. Uh, here's a movie I actually like this time. Miramask 2005. I want to say Miramax every time. Yeah, me too. It uh, still has strange CG and disgusting human face cats, but it's one of my favorites and won't scar anyone for life. I will give you that it is considerably better than Where the Dead Go to Die. I don't know if I loved it. Did you love it, Drew? Um, I did not love it. Oh, I see. Did you like it better than Where Did the Dead Go to Die? That's a low bar, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're, get, so we're getting is, is it an apology? I mean, in theory, yes. Was it a good apology? Am I still <laughs> waiting for an in-person right, apology? Waiting for a better in-person apology. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this is by the aforementioned uh, Jim Henson Company. When I saw the uh, logo come up, I'm like, oh, this must be good. And uh, This is your statement, or you're still reading what he said? No, it's my statement. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just seeing that the Jim Henson company was involved, I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, this this could be all right. After having seen it, I would have been kind of surprised to be told at the end it was by the Jim Henson company. Because right. it's, uh, you know what I said, puppet heavy earlier? It might have been telling a fib. It's, uh, yeah, it's conceptually... There's a dearth of puppets. Very strange. Yes, which uh, I don't mind strange. Um, I don't mind strange, strange as long as it's executed well, but this was not executed well. I think maybe if the cats had cat faces and not people faces. If the cats had people cat faces, not people faces. Um, if the CGI in 2005 wasn't from 1997, <laughs> that would be a big one for me. Fair enough. Um, maybe if they had let Stephen Fry be an actor and not a voice. Yeah. Because uh, he's delightful. He is delightful. And if Rob Bryden had been doing Man Trapped in a Box. <laughs> Which he should always be always doing. Always be doing. <laughs> the uh, the movie opens on a cum sock, which I think was bold. Uh, yep. I, I wrote Young Girl Feet Stuff. Uh, is, this, is this produced by Dan Snyder? The answer's uh, no. Uh, Dan Snyder of the Washington Redskins? Washington Redskins, yeah. 
Um, this is not produced by Dan Schneider, but uh, maybe he'll come up later this episode, which I alluded to off pod, uh, and you still don't know to which I am referring, and I think it's going to be a fun surprise once we get there. Uh, Are you excited? It must be American. No talking. You don't know. You'll never know. You know what? I'm not telling anymore. I'm being withholding. I mean, I genuinely don't care. uh, Jokes on you, I don't care. Jokes on you, I don't give a shit. Uh, Yeah, so it's a girl who works at a family-run circus. Not the family circus, which is is a, a comic for who? Who's family circus for? The very old families who live in a circus. No, it's not for that. Yeah, it's in the title. Because <laughs> this family would. The, it's in the title. The family Scott. in this movie would be reading the family circus yeah. if that's who it was for, and they weren't. They decidedly weren't. So I need to know who the family circus is for. All I know about the family circus is that I saw Your a mom. <laughs> maybe, uh, no, actually, the I saw a uh, a. I don't know if parody is the right word, but just someone like drew their own family circus panel, and it was the the mom and Jeffy, the boy, <laughs> and mom had a Cthulhu face, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was like in, in enveloping uh, Jeffy's face, and the caption was "Oh God, I can see forever," which has stuck with me for years. I don't know why, but I think about it a lot. <laughs> I I like Lovecraftian horror meets the family circus. I suggest everyone seek it out. It's fun. You know what? Maybe that's maybe that's the thumbnail. I can see it right here. Right? I can see it right here. It's great. <laughs> um so yeah, that and that's what uh Mirror Mask is about. <laughs> Family circus made a note. Uh, yeah, so girl works at her family's circus, and she was doing some like puppet show with socks, but the socks were stiff. I don't know if they were stiff. They were on her feet. Maybe I saw one. Oh, she, oh yeah, they were on they her were feet. On her feet, and she was moving her feet like this. That's so right. That's why they're stiff. They hadn't yeah. been come. No, 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 that's right. She was doing it with her feet. I was stiff. You were coming. That's right. I knew. <laughs> I knew there was stiffness and cum. Should I? Should we not do the podcast anymore? I don't. Wanna, I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> I've been having a day. Yeah. Too much. Too many kids, guys. Look, too many kids. Request what you're gonna request, but can we ease up on the kids? Yeah. Don't make them so sexy. <laughs> God, Natalie Portman. Yeah, sure. Are a lot of sexy kids in your neighborhood. <laughs> oh, look at that one. Oh man, I uh, I actually got uh, I got Daiquiri good at uh, at the the Furcon in Vancouver a couple weeks ago where I helped him with his booth. Uh, not a euphemism. <laughs> um, that, uh, mean, that means asshole. Because he because uh, I was there on the Saturday and he had done like the Thursday night and Friday already. Yeah. And Saturday was a, a shocking amount of like parents there with kids because it was a Saturday and kids don't go to school on Saturday. So like if they were going to come, they were going to come on the weekend and not the Friday. And, uh, and after I think he had already remarked on how many kids were there. And then I, uh, let some time pass until like a several walked past the booth. I'm like, man, sure. A lot of sexy kids at this con. And he he like doubled over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what what would have been just as good, I think, is if 
after that had been pointed out, you just started packing up. And then he'd be like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, uh, sorry, I can't. I'm not. I'm legally I can't, not. Allowed I can't to possibly be here. stand. <laughs> I'm legally not allowed to be here. I gotta go. You you picked the wrong guy for help today. Uh, her dad, her mom is someone. I don't know. Uh, her dad is Rob. um. Her mom is noted British stage actress Gina McKee. Of course. And her dad's Rob Brydon, who's awesome. Go watch. Uh, all four movies that start with The Trip, if you haven't, because they're fantastic. Even the worst of the four is good. Yep. Uh, him and Steve Coogan just, like, pretty much just being silly geese for yep. an entire feature-length movie, and uh, and it's always fun. If you, if you like two middle-aged British men eating food and doing impersonations over each other, yeah. then this is for you. Oh, and scenic drives through the countryside. It's, yes. It's very much for you. Absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, so this uh, this is a Neil Gaiman, a Neil Gaiman yep. property. Only Neil Gaiman could make this movie. <laughs> and I feel like, because there, there's lots of Neil Gaiman stuff out there, and I assumed I had seen, like, a good chunk of it. Nothing. I have seen zero yeah, me too. Neil Gaiman films, yeah. or Neil Gaiman property films. Yeah. I have seen one uh, miniseries, uh, Good Omens, the uh, okay. Michael Sheen, you, Simon. Netflix, you'd better not make any more of these. We promise we won't make any more of these. Do you remember that? <laughs> do you yeah, remember that? I do. Uh, it, it's Michael Sheen and... Uh, Simon Pegg? No. Um, Simon Pegg in it? As um, not a main guy? He might It's be. Michael Sheen, and it's the other Come one. Come on, you can get there. Yeah. You, you can get there. You and McGregor. He's one, he's one of my favorite actors. Rob Brydon. No. Steve Coogan. No. Steve Coogan might also be in it. Um... Brendan Gleeson in his that, bra- that is in his my bravest role favorite today. actor, but not one of my favorite actors. Um, you can do it. You can do it. Dev Patel, who's an actor from a mini series we both really like. He's Scottish. Uh, he's from a mini series we both really liked. Uh, R- R- Robbie Coltrane. I don't. What what mini? What miniseries has Robbie Coltrane been in? Uh, Harry Potter, maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> first of all, not a miniseries. <laughs> Second of all, I've seen the first three. I've seen... Okay, uh, what I've... if I told you his first name starts with a David? David Paymer. No, but he's in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's Lil Dicky's dad. He is Lil Dicky's dad. And other stuff. David Tennant. He's... Oh, that makes sense. It is David Tennant. It was him. What's what's your miniseries? Doctor Who? No. <laughs> Broad Church? Broad Church. I don't know if that's a miniseries. I think it's a regular series. I, I, I guess it I guess it is a regular series. Apologize. To no, da- it's three it's three seasons. Apologize to David Tennant. David, I'm so sorry that I implied you weren't in a full feature length TV show. And his uh I don't know, mother, Victoria Tennant. Who was married to Steve Martin, who John Frankenheimer tried to fuck. Yes. 
celebrity gossip from the 1980s. Um, so yeah, so that was Neil Gaiman talk. Uh, there was some mention, uh, I think something of this at the circus early on, uh, mentioning something, uh, from darkest Peru. Yeah. I'm like, there's darker places, pal. Yeah, but they gotta be PC. They gotta be a little bit PC. I don't know. I think, I think you could have gone harder. No. But that's just me. So, uh, she, it almost opens with a fight with her mom and she's being a real little bitch. Yeah. I mean, her mom just wants her to do stuff like for their family, for the circus, like help out with the business. You're not doing anything. Yeah. You're a child. Then she's like, I wish you were dead. Yeah. I'm like, that's a harsh girl. (laughs) Yeah, maybe don't wish your mom's dead because she wants you to help out with the family business. And because uh, bad news, uh, now your mom is uh, sick and needs some sort of nebulous, unspecified operation. Yeah. Although it's very serious, but also not that serious. Very, very unclear. Very unclear how serious it is. She'll probably go to the hospital. Will she have a yeah. routine uh, outpatient uh, procedure? Will she be there for weeks? Who's to say? Will, will she be there until the end will she die of there? this story? Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but that's the deal. So, uh, what, she basically just, like, goes to sleep that night and then it's magic time? Yep. <laughs> you, you nailed it. I thought, oh, I, I noted that uh, she and her mother look the exact same age. <laughs> um, close. Yeah. Close. Like, she doesn't look old enough to be her mother. Uh, she, Gina McKee. She probably is. She probably just looks great. Is, oh, weird. It doesn't have her birthday. Oh, it's a secret. Here. Shut that fucking dog up. Kill that dog. Or I'll kill it for you. My favorite game show. Kill that Kill that, that dog. dog. Uh, yeah, weird. It doesn't have her birthday listed. It just said that she started acting in 1979, and the other girl was born in 1984. So she's it's probably old enough. Probably significantly to be older. Well, Gina McKee looks great then. Or the daughter looks like shit. It's let's, both. Let's keep both on the it's table. It's both. The, uh, so yeah, so she. Yeah, so basically just goes to sleep that night and wakes up in Crazy Town. Uh, Crazy town. <laughs> uh, fairly quickly meets. Uh, oh, oh yeah. So there's all sort of. Oh no, that I think this is actually before Crazy. I think it was just the guy at the circus. I wrote uh, this mime piece of shit. Just talk, asshole. Yeah. Because like he wasn't even mime performing. Nope, he was just, just like. Yeah, just like so in care and like, I think he was like trying to communicate something to her, and I'm like, fucking talk. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Yeah, I was uh, I was pissed. Bart, I'm pissed. Uh, the the music in the movie is interesting. It's it is all over the place stylistically. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely not boring. It's not boring or cliched, but it's it's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it is. They were they were thrown a lot against the wall. Musically. Yeah, not just musically. Literally anything. <laughs> kind of anything. Uh, 
Yeah, pretty early in the mix, we uh, I'm like, oh, hello, terrible, uh, terrifying people-faced cats with wings. Uh, good to meet you. Uh, Tyzak was not wrong with their off-puttingness. And so, and plot-wise, basically, uh, she's uh, in this d- magical realm. Uh, she can't, she realizes realizes partway through that she can uh, see into the quote-unquote real world through little windows in uh, dream world, which correlate to windows because she's drawn all this art on her wall and she sees through the through the one window through uh, through the other and she's uh, uh, it's there's like a uh, city of light and a city of shadows basically and the yep, because she drew them yeah and there's like an uh, an imbalance in the force and uh, the City of Light... Has the Force awakened? Being, I think the Force has not awakened yet. I think it awakens uh, at the end. And, uh, and like, the shadows are overtaking the... Uh, the light the realm. Light. Uh, and they're, like... And then Rob Brydon shows up as the uh, Prime Minister of the City of Light. And I like in, like... You'd assume in, like, a magical realm, it's a king. But no, nope. democratically elected yeah. prime minister. You want everyone to know this is a nice place. I like where that. everybody's uh, opinions are heard. Yeah, it's the whole thing is uh, sort of sort of the fall vibes, but uh, more surreal. Yeah, I uh, one thing I wrote around here was uh, so it it is some terrible. CGI. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst I've ever seen. No. But considering it's 2005, this does not look very advanced. I don't know if that's on purpose because it's like a fictional, like a fantasy dream state. Yeah. Maybe it's meant to look like shit. <laughs> um, but I will, that being said, some of the like character creature design is just is very unique yeah so like it's not unique and cool. if you see other like maybe things with bigger budgets or more mainstream things you know m- most fantasy creatures have a similar look to yeah. other things mm-hmm. or are are just like oh it's a it's a this but it's a different color and slightly bigger or slightly smaller or it, it's a it's a wolf but it's blue it's got wings yeah something like that where at least in this i felt like a it's lot a godzilla of the... but it's gay it's gay godzilla it's i gay. mean she's a woman though it's so... gayzilla it's a lesbian godzilla lesbian godzilla I, is she hot though because then maybe i don't believe it um no she's the uh she's the fat the fat one from the japanese ones not the hot one from the american godzilla. Oh, okay then yeah then i believe it. then i believe it <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, like it, it, their things are like outside of the normal realm of like conceptual, which is interesting. Yeah. Like very little, uh, like from the music mentioned earlier to like character design stuff, there's very little that's cliched or derivative. It's all like uh, for better or worse original. It's almost like abstract paintings come to life. Yeah. It's a a lot of it is like, like Picasso paintings come to life. uh, Now on the opposite side of that. You're gay. All of the human 
costumes were dog shit. <laughs> yeah, it was I, like they were made by fifth graders. They used the like budget paper mache. The budget went to the CG, d- yeah. despite like the <laughs> mask thing that that the pr- prime minister Rob Brydon was wearing. Yeah, like legitimately looked like it was made out of it newspaper. It very cheap. and it was painted, yeah. painted newspaper. Yeah, it looked horrible. <laughs> the only one that looked okay was like her guide guy because it looked like it had been like carved out of something. Yeah. But the rest of them, like every character, every human character's visual look was crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's accurate. So, yeah, so uh, Rob Brydon's the uh, the Prime Minister of City of Light. Uh, Gina McKee in the Dream World is the Queen. queen. I, don't, I don't think she was democratically elected. I think it's a monarchy. It's a monarchy with the, yeah. in the... In the City of Shadows. And, uh, and she thinks that the girl... Is uh, is her daughter and is trying to get her back, but in fact, her actual daughter has basically switched switched places with her in the real world, and she's in the uh, real world being being like a, a goth bitch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So the the girl in the dream world makes friends with like this uh, jester juggler guy yep. who like. Looks familiar as an actor, but I don't think I've actually no. seen him in anything. Yeah, I else. looked him up too. I was like, yeah. "Oh, he seems familiar yeah. to me." And I was like, "Nope, he's just a guy." Yeah, he's the most familiar guy I've never seen. It's Sting, <laughs> not Steve Borden. Sting. Uh, fuck. Um, Curtis. Y- yeah, or- Curtis Mayfield. Nope, that's 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 the black guy. <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds like close enough. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Curtis Mayfield saying "Move on up," among other things. Uh, Sting is uh, I- I- Ian. Is Sting Ian Curtis from oh. <laughs> from Joy Division? Yeah, no, maybe not. Uh, why can't I know his name? Why am I Stuart Copeland? Stuart Copeland, not to be confused with Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> I was going to say also Copeland. But, uh, yeah, don't confuse them with Aaron Sorkin either. Although I'm sure they both did a lot of cocaine in their time. Which is now and the last 40 years. Ah! Steve Borden. <laughs> it was Steve Borden the whole uh, time. Gordon Sumner. You know what? I wouldn't have gotten that. No, I knew that because it's in something. Okay. There's like a reference to it in something. Oh! Friends? Maybe. Because remember, uh, Ben... Ross's son goes to school with Sting's son, Uh, and there's, like, a weird mm. argument, and Phoebe pretends to be one of the two lesbians (laughs) to go meet Sting, and I believe there's some reference to calling him that. Makes sense. Stuart Copeland's the other guy, right? In Uh, in the police? I don't know, man. Do you think I know who any of these fucking people are? Uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's a guy. He's a drummer. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. Drumming. <laughs> he drums for the police. It's <laughs> a good. It's my favorite police song. Nice. The, the Stuart um, Copeland autobiographical song. Apparently, he want he literally just won a Grammy award. What for? Best immersive audio album. What even for a? Uh, an album called Divine Tides. 
Immersive. Immersive audio album. Do you listen to it in um, VR? The field currently holds... Which are open to both classical and non-classical recordings. New or release. Uh, the category was renamed according to... Best surround sound album category was renamed Best Immersive Audio. What are you talking about? So I guess it's instrumental... Surround surrounding surround recorded in Dolby 7.1. Yes, uh, it was him, Eric Schilling, I don't know the fuck that is, and uh, Ricky Kej. Kej, Kej, uh, Schilling also won last year. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's only these three people making it. I think if you want to get nominated for a Grammy, make an immersive album and you'll at least get nominated Um, and maybe win. Maybe you'll beat the guy from the police. Last year was Alicia Keys. I know her. The year before was something you've never heard of. Sure. Uh, The year before was something you've never heard of. Uh, 2019. 2019. Pre-COVID. Seems the like a winner of this best immersive audio was the Alan Parsons Project. Nice. In 2019. Winning Grammys in the late 2010s. Yeah. That's crazy. Roger Waters, Beyonce, Paul McCartney, uh, Derek and the Dominoes won in 2012. Hell yes. Um, some symphony orchestras. How the fuck did the Beatles win in 2008? Checks out. They're all still alive then. Yeah, every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, even with even with holes in their heads. Uh, <laughs> dire Straits and I don't know Ray Charles. I don't know whose tweet it was at the time, but whoever tweeted, uh, uh, finally unlocked Mark David Chapman on Beatles Rock Band. <laughs> that's a good joke. That's pretty good. Shout out. That's pretty good. I also would love to know how that would work in the game. Like, once you unlock Mark David Chapman... Game's over. What, <laughs> the game del- deletes your save game, file. Yeah, game's over. <laughs> and you can never play again. Yeah. There was... Uh, you, you, you unlock him, the game immediately fades to black, yeah. comes back out, and then you just have to do all of Ringo Starr's acting credits. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Starting with Mr. Conductor. Starting with Mr. Conductor. The, there was a game... Gay Man? There's a Neil Gay Man. There's a game that I was present for, so I should know. I think it was called Hellblade, where uh, it definitely insinuated that uh, like if you die, it deletes your save file and yeah. you have to start again. Which, But, but then One, isn't true, right? 100% a lie. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a way to trick people into to like yeah. panicking about nothing. Big fan. Yeah, big, I like it. Big fan of lying to consumers. I like it. Yeah. I think there's, you're not hurting anybody for let's, lying. Let's lie to the listeners with something right now. What uh, What do you want to lie about? Uh, Scott and I never kiss off air. That's a pretty good lie. Uh, <laughs> so her... Uh, yeah, so the, the Queen of the Shadows is uh, trying to get her because ostensibly she thinks she thinks she's her daughter, I yeah. guess. Uh, so eventually, her, her daughter, but but not a goth, but not a goth. Uh, so her uh, her jester friend uh, betrays her, to which I wrote betrayal all caps exclamation mark uh, for a bag of jewels, <laughs> and uh, brings her to the Queen, 
at which point there is a sequence set to uh, Close to You by The Cure, which is awesome. Uh, So I will read the whole thing I wrote. Uh, That Close to You sequence was cool, but oh no, it made her goth. (laughs) (laughs) So so she is now gothed up. So now there's two goth girls. One in real life, her doppelganger, and now actually herself in the uh, in the shadow realm, uh, and then uh, then the jester uh, feels bad and unbetrays uh, unbetrays her, <laughs> and uh, gets her away and uh, and degoths her, and uh, oh, uh, do you remember what this was in reference to? I said, uh, did this dude just casually divulge? That uh, oh, it must have been the jester talking. Just casually, casually divulged that he was sex trafficked because uh, he was talking about uh, his mom in theory. But he says uh, she wasn't really my mom. She bought me from a man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. So uh, yeah, so and sort of the MacGuffin of the whole movie is uh, is this mirror mask, which uh, basically is the thing that restores balance to the force. And uh, it was uh, so she found it in the uh, in the shadow realm, and it was, it was inside another mirror. Yep. Or well, else you can get the mirror mask from it's it, from a mirror. It makes perfect sense. So uh, so she's trying to get back to the real world through the little windows, but uh, goth bitch in the real world is uh, wise to her because she's seen her through the windows, knows what's up. So she starts uh, destroying all the uh, art in her room so she so there are no more windows for her to get through uh but she and then she runs to the roof of the building they live in uh and neglected to destroy the last one which was on the door to the roof right. and uh and that's right. the one that our uh, our hero gets through and then her dad finds her uh, sleeping on the roof because he's a bad father. And uh, <laughs> if you're a good father, your daughter would probably never be sleeping on the roof in the first place. Probably not. Rob Brydon, bad dad. <laughs> and uh, then uh, mom gets uh, un- unclear surgery. And uh, maybe she's going to die, but then doesn't, but and, doesn't. And gets better. She gets better. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, that's, uh, and this whole movie had zero fucking puppets in it. Yeah, uh, not a lot of puppets. For How can a you Jim make a Jim Henson production and have no goddamn puppets? They're venturing into the CG world, and it worked out great. Yeah, it worked out perfect, and they've never had to make puppets again. Nope. <laughs> the Jim Henson Company, no puppets since 1993. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and they must have played something interesting at the end, because my last note is, none of the music is what you'd expect. <laughs> I think the, the closing credits uh, didn't... The closing credits music didn't match the, uh, thank goodness my mom didn't die. Yeah, 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 you're yeah. right, you're right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was it. Any uh, t- uh, trivia, to tips and tricks? Nope. <laughs> this one didn't. This one didn't have a lot of like interesting stuff to it. Yeah, uh, which, it was just about like how long it took to set up shots and stuff. But oh it, yeah, yeah. But it's all green screen, blue screen, whatever. So yeah, yeah it's gonna take a while. Yeah, was this the one that they did 48, 48 setups in setups one day? in one day? That's really a lot. It's a lot. That's a long day. That's uh, but that's a that's probably a nice overtime day. Yeah, I mean, in early two thousands. Yeah, sure. You you don't get to do those anymore. Laws have changed, my friend. Now you can do max 12, I think. 
Oh really? I did. I, I did more than twelve in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I think this is recently though. I think they, they've been fu- they've been fighting for it because they want people to have lives and shit. But ah, uh, you get such sick overtime. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because uh, when I was a, a thespian on the uh, on the set of uh, Netflix's the main event, uh, there were there were two kinds of days you would root for. Because when you show up, you are guaranteed eight hours of pay. No matter what. No matter what. So you either want like a three-hour day. Sure. Get paid for eight. Or like a fucking 15-hour day. Because after the eight hours, which is already pretty solid pay, uh, well, at least for a uh, special abilities extra as myself. Yeah. from I think from eight to twelve, it's one and a half. I don't think you think that special abilities means what you think it means. I think it means that I'm pretty good at my job. Yeah. <laughs> well, they. I think that it means they kept telling you, me I was special. You have to have a handler next to you. I mean, a, a few of us. Was I the only one with a handler? Dabakato was assigned to you to <laughs> keep you from eating paint chips. <laughs> Uh, interesting guy. Um, yeah, one and a half times from eight to twelve, yep. and then double, double after twelve. Yeah, and uh, we definitely had like a fourteen or fifteen hour day, and that was a good payday. Yeah, that was nice. Stuff. I think the worst, the worst times to be on set are when you have to be there for like ten or twelve hours, mm-hmm. but whoever's in charge has done a bad job of scheduling. Yeah, so. In actuality, you only needed to be there for an hour at the beginning and then like two hours, nine hours later, but you're not allowed to not be there. Yeah, sitting around. Those fucking suck. Sitting around going to craft services. Yeah, like, yeah, you're getting paid. Yeah, but it's it's boring as shit. It's so fucking boring. It is really boring, but the, because like we had tons of downtime. Like, sure. We didn't do a lot. Were you allowed to get in the ring? Uh, we got in the ring once, I think. Uh, I, there are times where there wasn't a ring because some were ex- uh, yeah, some were external yeah, shots, some yeah, was true. some was other bullshit. Um, but yeah, I think we got in the ring uh once or twice when it was there. But there were enough uh wrestlers there that we just hung out and shot the shit, and it was right. fun. Yeah, they made me take my shirt off. <laughs> Poor Otis. I think they did make you take your shirt they off. They did, but now you get to put it back on, so it's fine. Yeah. Now you're a model. Look at your career trajectory. I think the worst ones for me were being a best boy, mm-hmm. which uh, if anyone doesn't know... You're, you're my best boy. Um, thank you. Uh, and I'm a tubey boy. Uh, is uh, That's the people who stand at the truck, and their only job is to stay with the truck that for sucks. the gear. And then when somebody comes, you grab something that they yeah. need from the truck and you give it to them. And then when they bring stuff back, you have to put it away properly. So you're pretty much your only job is to keep the truck with equipment organized. Yeah. But there are times where they're shooting inside mm-hmm. and they've got shots set up and everything. And then you cannot leave the truck. Yeah. So you are sitting there for five, six hours with nothing to do. Yeah, that, and, that's and, shitty. And you're not allowed to sit like in this passenger seat or the mm-hmm. driver's seat or yeah. you have to like be ready at the back of at the truck the... no matter what yeah and those those days really suck yeah because uh you know you blow through your data in like 
an hour. Yeah, yeah, true. And then you're just kind of like walking, like, well, pa- like pacing back yeah. and forth. Turns out I don't know what to do without a phone. Yeah, pacing back and forth, jerking off if you can. Yep, if you can manage it. Uh, maybe playing pranks on people. Love a prank. But yeah, it's it, it's really really shitty. And I, I got tricked into doing it one time. <laughs> Yeah. And then after the second day, I told the person, uh, yeah, I can't make it. I'm not doing Best Boy again. Yeah. And they were like, we really need you. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> I was there for two days and I did fuck all. Yeah, it, you don't need Turns out me. you don't need one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like having to be there the whole time is a lot different than, yeah, because like when we were either filming or we could just go hang out and eat. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and, yeah. And do whatever. Just be like ready to be called back but that's it yeah like we could yeah it's like, fine when it's fine if you have the opportunity to go to crafty or catering and just like grab stuff yeah. and you just load your pockets up oh yeah because then at least you're like preoccupied with like snacking yeah but then you feel like shit by the end of the night oh for sure and then when you got to help reload the truck and you're like i feel like horrible right now yeah 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 when, when, you, <laughs> when you have like 12 cups of coffee and nine muffins <laughs> yeah, exactly or like i remember before i went to school and i pa'd on supernatural for two days brag very big brag uh people like that show and i my job was to stand at the end of an alley and make sure that nobody went up the alley and not only <laughs> did nobody try to go up the alley yeah. nobody gave a shit I, and didn't even look up the alley didn't see like a, even if i was a person me being there did not Zero. deter anyone from going up yeah. because nobody was actively trying to go not even crackheads and homeless people yeah but at break I went to the the craft services table, and every single pocket on my body, including me taking my undershirt, making a pocket, filling it, and then tucking it under my jacket, full of stuff. Yep. And then I stood there eating baby carrots, pretzels, sun chips, nice. uh, muffin tops, and that's all I did for nine or ten hours. That's it fun. sucked. I like that. <laughs> Uh, which takes us to 1963's <laughs> The Birds. You know what? I think that's a good segue. Is it? Because The Birds is one of those movies that is like the old school production way of making a movie. It definitely is. Right? This is brought to us by uh, Taylor B., who requested two movies, this and uh, In This Corner of the World. Uh, in This Corner but of not the World. every corner. And not every, not other corners. Not other just corners. the one. Yeah. Just the one that got nuked. <laughs> In the, that was the working title because the uh, the extended version uh, is in this corner brackets and other corners of the world. Uh, but the the working title for just the regular one was uh, in this corner of the world brackets that got nuked. That got nuked. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That was two hours and nine minutes. Uh, this one I think is two hours and one minute. It's either two oh one or one fifty nine. I don't remember. It's it's a minute, give or take two hours. Yeah. So you're Taylor, you're pushing your goddamn luck. You're like no, you're, 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 you're you're getting... following the letter yeah. of the law, but I don't know if you're following the spirit. It, it's like staring a cop in the face while while like standing on this side of a barricade where you can smoke weed, yeah. but on this side you can't, and you're just standing there blowing it at them. Yeah, like, like it's that's not what, illegal. Yeah. They're staring us in the face and they're challenging us. Yeah, or like mailing someone pictures of animals having sex. Like it's not illegal, but I don't know if it's in the spirit of the law. It is. Okay. That's that's okay. That's legal everywhere, Scott. That's just good good fun. <laughs> Fair enough. 
Uh, I would like to point out that this uh, movie has <laughs> actors named both Tippy and Doodles. Doodles! <laughs> Doodles is rad. Although that's not... And everyone's just okay with that. That was just a name in the 60s. Well, it's a nickname. It's not his real name. That's his birth name. No. I'm going to call him Doodles. His real, his real birth name is something like old school. Like yeah. Phil, Fillmore Wilhelm Godfrey <laughs> Jr. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I like that this start. You know, I uh, I'm gonna admit, I because uh, it's quite early on, and I guess I wasn't remembering to look for it yet. I missed the Hitchcock cameo and had to look up where Walk, it was. Walking his dog out of the pet shop. Walking his dog out of the pet shop right uh, right at the beginning of the movie. He doesn't fuck around. He doesn't. Uh, his legal government name is. Oh, what you're not gonna tell me his legal government name? Doodles is a secret. Apparently, um. Oh! Oh, it's Orson Welles. Huh! His niece is Sigourney Weaver. Is there anyone in that is not related to somebody else in current Hollywood that got there on their own merits? Uh, no. His legal besides Lucas Hedges, who definitely all him. Yeah. Oscar 100%. nominee 100%. Lucas Hedges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his legal government name is Winstead Sheffield Glendening Dixon Weaver. I'm going to need a minute. <laughs> That's a wild ass name. Oh what? my God. He died in 1983 via suicide. My guy. How'd he kill himself? Helicopter. <laughs> Oh, he was on the set. It was Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh my god, he died in Twilight Zone. He was the guy. Uh, That'd be really funny if it was, and we did, we were so. Dumb can you give me his name one more time, please? Give me a second. I need that once more in my life. His legal government government birth and his go- name. and his governing name. His governing name <laughs> over the great state of Tennessee, Winstead Sheffield. Glenn Denning Dixon Weaver. Like, you start strong with... Like, all I needed was Winstead. Yeah. They're, they're and all, then you just kept giving me hit after they're hit. They're obviously all fam- old family names. Yeah. But yeah, I, like, I, I like a guy whose entire five-name name is all last names. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard Dixon as a first name. But it's also but a last name. It's also a last name. Yeah. Oh man, that's is that the name amazing. of the episode? Is that what you're typing out? Uh, the name of the episode is Doodle- Doodles has a secret. <laughs> uh, on January seventeenth, nineteen eighty three, Weaver died of two self inflicted gunshot wounds to the chest. Two didn't get it the first time. His, de- his death was ruled a suicide. No shit. Weaver's son later said that his father had been de- despondent over his failing health. His funeral services were held. Blah, blah blah blah. He is buried at blah 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 blah. And he ma- he wrote he wrote a memoir, but it is unpublished. Sad. I want to hear about it. I want to hear about his suicide. Sigourney, I, you got pull. Publish I, your un- I, uncles. I, I hope. Yeah. Memoir. I hope he wrote a wrote a, a chapter about his suicide. Me too. I hope he blamed someone. <laughs> I hope he blamed Sigourney. I hope he. He's left- in a 1970 movie called Bigfoot. Well, my my evening's blocked up. <laughs> Bigfoot is literally, the poster for the movie is literally Bigfoot hoisting a motorcycle over his head with a guy hanging from the motorcycle. That's awesome. You're going to have to watch Bigfoot in 1970. I bet you it's on Tubi. Probably. Tubi! Is is there a Bigfoot movie that is not on Tubi? No. Absolutely not. 
Man, suicide by double gunshot. That's awesome. And his niece is Sigourney Weaver. Poor doodles. Anyways, back to the birds. Enough of this suicide talk. Back when women liked it when you wolf whistled them. Yep. Pretty cool. We could try it again. See, we could get back into fashion. Bring it back? Yeah. Can we call it cat whistling to to take something away from Big Dog? Of course. Big Dog gets too much shit. Cats don't whistle any worse than wolves. Uh, yeah, I guess just how howling, but it's is... not, I, I guess, but like whistle. Yeah. And also cat call already in the mix. You got to make those, uh, those cat noises when they see birds. Oh yeah. The, is, the, is, that, the, is that what the, you're doing? Chattering or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're just practicing oral sex right now. Oh, I'm practicing, uh, anal licking. I'm going to eat the Are you going to eat the poopoo? I'm going to eat the poopoo like this. (laughs) That guy's the best. That dude's gay. (laughs) That guy is so gay. It's one of the gayest men I've ever seen. Um, Hot take, I guess, for this is that uh, even though Hitchcock is one of the greatest directors, director minds of all time. One of the fattest directors. um, I don't think he's really that good at cinematography. Like like, like his visuals. Everything is very flat. And like... I think he has... Better cinematography movies than this. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. But, like, not everything he made... Like, everything I feel like is so overlit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, like, that's his, it's it's very that's bright. deal. It but I guess really it is also a little bit the style of the time. But, like, like any... He was wearing his, an onion on his belt. Oh, yeah. Which was the style of the time. He he was uh, eating raw garlic so that he didn't get COVID. <laughs> sure. But, like, you know, in inside the pet shop and, like, inside the house, like, everything was so flatly lit. Yeah. That it seemed like there was, like, no roof. And it was just, like, yes. the sun. <laughs> yeah, that's I think the, uh, o- the only true. time that it was, like, there was, like, sh- like, proper shadows and, like, lighting and stuff was much later in the movie when they go back in the house at night. Yeah. Like, after all the shit's starting to happen. That's really the only time where, like, things are actually... I think are properly lit. Yeah, I mean, who am I to say I'll t- I'll tell Hitchcock's not pro- Alfred Hitchcock? Yeah. your thoughts on his lighting. Thank you. I'm glad somebody will follow through with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll speak at one of the fat meetings. <laughs> one of the fat meetings. Is he a Nambla member? Are you a Nambla member? Uh, I could see. No, I was going to say I could see him being, but no, I think Hitchcock's one of the good ones. Okay, what do you think? Uh, Potential bad guy? No, I think he's okay. I think he's all right. Has anyone ever seen his last movie? Uh, well, Cars two. That's Charlton Heston. <laughs> uh, family Plot, nineteen seventy six. Nope. You? No. I don't. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. Oh, can we even prove it's real? Uh, Karen Black, Bruce Dern. I like Bruce. Uh, the end. Catherine Hellman. Of Who's the Boss fame. Mm. Mona? Mona. Nice. And then a bunch of people you've never heard of. Fun. I bet Mona did it. If there's a murder in it. Uh, it there's is, probably a murder in it. It is listed as a crime drama comedy. Interesting. A phony psychic... Not unlike Wasabi. Yeah. <laughs> a phony psychic con artist and her taxi driver slash actor boyfriend encounter a pair of serial kidnappers while trailing a missing heir in California. Hmm. That's it. 
We'll have to investigate. Seventy-six. Somebody can pay for it. It is exactly two hours. Hmm. Pay well then. This ain't uh, this ain't Henry portion of a serial nope. killer type discount. You're not getting that discount. No, it's a full pricer. Maybe even a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? Hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> you want another, if you want another Hitchcock movie. Uh, this is Tippy Hedren's first movie. The, the it was a, it was an an introducing Tippy Hedren yeah, he, in the credits. He uh, he saw her doing a TV Porn. commercial. Oh, and decided that she would be bigger than like she'd be the next big thing. He saw her on OnlyFans a... and cast her. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Non nude uh, OnlyFans though, so it's the bad kind. Ugh. What's even the point? If you're doing on OnlyFans what you could be doing on Instagram, you're a bitch. But you're smart. <laughs> But you're smart, yeah. Uh, yeah. I get, how big did Tippi Hedren get? Like, she's obviously, she's a name. I mean, she, but, did, she did a bunch of Hitchcock movies. Yeah, and that's like a pretty big deal. Yeah. But uh, other other than that, I mean, she was in maybe the greatest movie ever made. Well, the the first thing I wrote that's definitely was not going to get mentioned uh, when, in a future episode when she appeared on screen was Tippi. It's <laughs> look out, it's, look out, Tippi. It's Scott from the future. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall off an elephant in 17 don't, years. Don't marry Neil Marshall. No. <laughs> Neil Marshall? Neil Gaiman. No. No. Neil Gaiman's got a different uh, agenda. Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall. Penny Marshall? It's me. Gary Marshall. Call me Gary. Call me Gary. Paul, uh, Paul F. Tompkins, better Gary Marshall than Gary Marshall. What's his, what's her, what's his her husband's name? The director of the good movie. Neil Marshall. No, Noel Marshall. Noel Marshall. Ugh. Don't marry Noel. Is Neil Marshall... I don't care how big his dick is. Don't <laughs> marry him, Tippy. Is Neil Marshall the dog soldiers guy? That's... Yeah. Yeah. And bad Hellboy, except for the one good thing. Yeah. Bad Hellboy minus one awesome minus thing, one. which is better than anything in any other Hellboy. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Uh, her... I don't know. Her filmography is she, in- interesting. Yeah. Because she, like, she's, she's got work. She's been very active. Yeah. But it's mostly in things you've never heard of. Yeah. Except for then she'll be like... So it oh, just shows up in something. Like, made-for-TV movie, made-for-TV movie, like, TV show, blah, 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 blah. Star Wars. And then, then you get all the way up here, and it's like, oh, I Heart Huckabees. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, a TV show, TV show, TV show, like, CSI. And I believe uh, second or third build, or I don't think first, in uh, Birdemic, <laughs> because it had, uh, I don't know, 10 seconds of footage from oh, The Birds. Yeah. yeah, like, Tippi Hedren is highly credited in yeah. Birdemic, which is very uh, funny. She played herself in one episode of Cougar Town. Sick. Which, who was telling same writer-creator as Scrubs? Yes. And is maybe good? No. I don't know if it's good. I don't know. I, until we watch it, I couldn't die. I've been too scared. How long to was it on for? Like seven seasons, eight seasons? Like a lot. Seven I also, th- I also think it and Hot in Cleveland are the same show. They are not. Yeah, I think Hot in Cleveland is way more of like it's a, older bitches. It's older bitches, but I think it's like in front of a live studio audience, piped in co- laughs. Oh, Cougar and Down's Cougar Down, I think, is a real like is like oh, a okay. out on location like actual show. I'm gotcha, gotcha. Sure. Who's who's our Hot in Cleveland's? Uh, is it a Valerie Burton? Betty White. Yeah. Bertinelli? Bertinelli. Wendy Malick? Terrence Malick. I don't think it's Terrence Malick. It's Terrence Malick. I don't think Terrence Malick is yet. hot and clean. In his bravest role yet, Terrence Malick. It says right here. <laughs> it says right here. <laughs> uh, Valerie Bertinelli, uh, Jane Levis. Oh, uh, Fraser. Uh, Fraser. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Malick. Yeah. Betty White. Bojack's mom. 
and uh, then Dave Foley was in some episodes, okay. a bunch of episodes. Uh, Carl Reiner, Craig Ferguson, my guy. Is Carl Reiner still alive, or did he Ooh, die recently? I think he, did he die recently? I think he might be a recent. He died in twenty twenty. Okay, yeah, he was at the, COVID. At, the, at the age of 98. No, he was crazy old. Yeah. I love him. He's, He's awesome. actually very, very funny. Yeah, there's uh, in the I think a, docu- a documentary-ish the, thing about maybe him and Mel Brooks, but maybe more him called uh, If You're Not in the Obit, yes. Eat Breakfast. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's good. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Do you know what his last... <laughs> his last writer credit is for The Cleveland Show. Nice. And his last acting credit is... Oh, they made a mini-series about, like, a a kid's home movie mini-thing about the Princess Bride. Okay. But also Toy Story 4 was his last. Sweet. I want to see the episode of The Cleveland Show that he wrote. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't know what it, it was, and I would like to see it again. I'm going to tell you right now, and then you're going to go, ah, I know exactly what episode that is. I don't know if that's true. Um, I'm it, not I'm not quite at the point of identifying Cleveland Show episodes mm, by title. I think you're a liar. <laughs> uh, American Dad, yes. Season 2, episode 21, your show of shows. I couldn't when tell you Rallo but... and his pals Bernard and Theodore perform in the school talent show their rap about fiscal responsibility is not well received by their classmates meanwhile after Cleveland gets his own cable access television show uh, the reviews are less than positive so he takes some tips from the most successful daytime talk shows that appeal to women does that sound like it's right up your alley and you know exactly what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm, I I saw it, but it's been a while. So, uh... It's been... I'll see it again. I have it on, uh, Not Burned DVD. Cool. It's probably on something. Oh, it's on Disney Plus, probably. Or Tubi. It might be on Tubi. <laughs> the, uh... Okay, so Tippy goes into a... Is it a pet store or is it birds only? Um, I think it's, it's supposed a bird, to be a pet store, it's but a it's bird mostly store. birds. Like, for a pet store, a lot of birds. Well, the movie's called The Birds, Scott. You're not going to put a bunch of dogs and cats in The Birds. You got me there. You know what? They should make a movie called Cats. You got me there. Yeah, they should. How how, how could you fuck that up? Uh, you, you really can't. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't. It's can't miss. Can't miss TV. <laughs> uh, so then I... I a guy comes in. A guy looking to buy a gift for his sister. Yes, who is turning eleven. Eleven, and he's he is conservatively fifty. I think he's playing thirty-nine. He is that what? And his explain. mom is Jessica Tandy. Yeah, who's probably only forty. Two at the time. She's three years older than, but she's been her son. grayed up to look like she's. I mean, even conservatively, she would have to be like f- fifty nine. <laughs> like yeah. she'd have to be twenty years older than a it's guy who looks like he's fifty. Twenty eight years between kids. That's it. Does happen? It happens, but that's a while. Yeah. Well, you, your first husband uh, dies of mysterious causes. Sure. Then you meet a much younger man way later in life, and he fucks you. And your eggs still work. And your eggs still barely hanging on. And then you yeah. have an 11-year-old. 
<laughs> then you have an 11 year old that's how it works don't question me so he how many babies do you have so, so he's actually 39 years older than her because she just gave, she straight up gave birth to an 11 year old yes because that's what happens when you have old old eggs yeah they've they've already done some aging yeah <laughs> Uh, so what are we, so, uh, what's important? Uh, oh, they, they, they tease birds several times before yep. any, yeah. any they, shit goes down. They cock tease you. And I, there was, uh, there was a scene that was very adorable with the, uh, with the, oh no, or were they already inside the car? But the, uh, the fake birds, uh, turning with the car, yes. While <laughs> while yeah. it, when it was making turns, I uh, I I like that. Um, everyone is smoking. It rocks. Well, of course, yeah. You got, everyone, you got to smoke. Everyone looks super cool. If you're not smoking, you're not cool. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, what's the deal? Uh, the at the, at the pet store, the guy uh, Rod Taylor. Rod Taylor uh, pretends he pretends not to know her. Yeah. Even though he does. Even though he does. Because she has wronged him. She's wronged him. In the past. She's done a bad thing. Baby did a bad, bad thing. What'd she do? Uh, she... Practically... Practical joke that went wrong. Oh, yeah. Because she... Okay. Here's the thing with Tippi Hedren's character. She's, like, sort of a psychopath. Like... I mean, yeah, I mean, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> she... Like, she does weird shit. Well, what if I told you, Scott, mm. that uh, the original person... To be cast for Tippy's role, Carol Channing. Uh, let me just give me, give me a second. Let me see if I can confirm before I state this out. Phyllis loud. Diller. I want to say that I saw it, and I'm not making this up. Right here, uh, director Sir Alfred Hitchcock mm. and screenwriter Evan Hunter wrote the role. Of Melanie Daniels, mm-hmm. specifically for Audrey Hepburn. Oh, interesting. And I think Hepburn in that role I, comes I across it. less psychotic. Yes, right. So she, then she's more playful, mischievous. So then Tippy, Tippy comes off Catherine as crazy. Hepburn, <laughs> play or Audrey Hepburn, Audrey, yeah. playing this character, yeah. comes across as a sociopath. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah. Which I, I I like that angle to it, uh, and so yeah, so he he like fucks with her at the uh, at the pet store because she had uh, fucked with him. Yes, when he was a stranger, she just decided yeah, yeah. to fuck with a stranger. Just do a, a gag, <laughs> yeah, because I don't know, she's bored and crazy. Yep. And uh, but then I don't know, she k- kind of also gets uh, smitten with him. And does she? Well, he's kind of a hunk. He is a Rod, he, Ta- Rod he, Taylor's a hunk. He's got that that sixties like yeah. chiseled face with like some sandpaper to it and a butt <laughs> chin, and he's tanned. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly what women in the sixties want. No, Rod Taylor could definitely get it. Wonder he, is secret gay? Well, Scott, here's, here's a fun game I like to play when we see movies like this. One of my favorites, Rod Taylor. Is he one of or several of these? Secretly gay. Yeah. A complete womanizer or an abusive husband. Which one of these is he? I am going to go with a secretly gay womanizer to cover up his secret gayness. That is a good good guess. Not correct. I like it. 
Uh, he is a uh, a womanizer and abusive husband. Nice. He uh, his first wife divorced him. Punching dames from coast to coast. His first wife divorced him because he wasn't getting successful roles at the beginning of his acting career. Uh, Should have waited for the birds, and baby. He, and he beat the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> and also, she was like significantly younger than him too. She was like she was 14, yeah. <laughs> and he was like 27. Nice. But because it was 1950-something, they yeah. were like, yeah. That checks okay, out. Continue. You can <laughs> go, be married. Go on. You can be married and a hater. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was married like three or four more times after that. Yeah. All divorced because he punched them too much. Mm-hmm. One, Once too many. A few is okay. Oh, Which, yeah. Just to let them know that you mean business? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just to establish a baseline. He, uh, he was Australian. Okay. And he lived yeah. way, way longer than you think he did. Still alive. At nah. 114. He died in 2015. That's pretty good. He's 84. All right. Solid. And he died from gayness. Oh, so uh, I was, right? <laughs> he had a heart attack. He had a heart attack. Complications from AIDS? Nope. Hmm. Complications from having a bad heart. I see. So does she just straight up... Follow him. He was Winston Churchill in Inglorious Bastards. Wow! I'm gonna have to look that up because I don't believe it. Cool. Oh, you think? No, I believe it. I just... w- Wikipedia would not fib to you. Yeah. So does she follow him to like I don't know Cape Cod or some shit or yeah. like the California equivalent of uh, I mean the whole I think the whole thing takes place in California. Yeah. And he just has like a lake house on the other yeah. side of the water. Yeah. D- does she so does she yeah, follow well, him? Or... It is him. <laughs> she oh, gets in a boat. Yeah, but how did like does she how does she know he's there? Does she I think up, she I think or she, does she get like get some information? I think she gets information. Yeah. She does like some creepy sleuthing. Yeah. And she's like, I'm gonna go there for some... Oh, and like... Leave him a gift. To give him the gift he was gonna get his way too young sister. Yeah. Uh, And and like, not... Like, again, as kind of a weird move. Because like... Yeah. Like, he doesn't like her. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So she... But she doesn't know that. Yeah, he, he like he gave her shit at the pet store. He was like, "Fuck oh, you, lady!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Gotta have." Oh, it. she's like, "You treated me like garbage. Uh, that's my guy. That's the '60s cheat." That's <laughs> my husband. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So, so she goes to Lake House Town. Uh, Lake House Town. Meet, meets his mom, Jessica Tandy. Yeah. Uh, who has got real nobody fucks my son but me vibes? Well. Show me. What? Oh, fuck your son? Yeah. Okay. Fucking show me. <laughs> you from Missouri? The show me state? No, the show me state. <laughs> the show me incest state. I'm from the show me state. Show me seven, I show you eight. Is a line from... Uh, maybe Batter Up? By, it's something my mid- Midwest Mafia. I don't know if it's that okay. or the other yeah. song <laughs> that they've done. Uh where uh and, and then she uh cuz she and she she just keeps lying to everyone yes uh oh. bol- bolstering her sociopath status yeah. uh cuz she she's like finding excuses cuz he's not there yet so she's like finding excuses to stick around and like meets up with the school teacher 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Who lives right near there. And who is, who is uh, kind of a babe. She is kind of a babe. I like her a lot, actually. Um, and was it her? She was saying she... Oh, she used to date Rod Taylor. Yes. And uh, she moved next door to him after they broke up. Well... Not crazy. No, not at all. If you're still in love with somebody, Scott, you make it you work. You should move next You door. make it work. <laughs> uh, I, I like that move. Is... Yeah, she was cute. Uh, Suzanne Plachette. Oh, yeah. I know Suzanne Plachette. From? Name know. one thing. Uh, one thing that's not the birds. Uh, you cut me on the technicality. I was going to say the birds, 1963. But, no, she's, she's been, a, like, she's famous. She's um, done lots of stuff. She's the English voice of a couple characters in the English dubbing of Spirited Away. Yeah, that's what she's most and, famous for. Uh, she's in... Yeah, she's, she's a famous babe. She was on posters. She was, she was in lots of stuff. Continue. Uh, so uh, somewhere in there we get our first. Uh, so there's no, which I kind of like sometimes. No reason given for the shit that's happening. Sometimes shit just happens. Scott, may I point you in the direction of M Night Shyamalan's The Happening? It just happened because this. Is no, what th- this there is. was a reason. The trees were pissed. Yeah, the birds are pissed. I guess the birds are pissed. It's the same thing. Yeah. This movie's parallels are like right there, same, <laughs> all the way through. Yeah, it only attacks pe- pe- groups of people. Yeah, it's mad when you don't. Oh, that's true. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your yeah, foot that's it. on, on the, the gas. gas. Uh, a seagull well, for, literally tries to eat a little girl. So for, first, which is pretty cool. Um, when she's going to visit him and drop off the present watching her try to row that boat was horrifying <laughs> i thought she was going to actually drown when they look- had to ultimate warrior tippy hedron <laughs> they actually replaced the for the original tippy hedron drowned yeah and they re- replaced, replaced her <laughs> with a different looking tippy hedron yeah um then all right uh oh sorry and then uh i just at one point when i i don't remember the exact scene but I was like, I really wish they made movies like this, mm-hmm. like with the back lot build an entire like small town yeah. area. Yeah, it's cool. And the majority of it is because I think somewhat secretly uh, Hitchcock kind of had like social anxiety. Yeah. And he didn't like to be around groups of people that he like didn't know. Mm-hmm. So traveling to locations and stuff is kind of a also fat guy who wears a black suit all the time in the California sun. Boiling hot I mean, all yeah, the time. I, I, I don't blame him for Miserable. not wanting to, but air conditioned studio, please. Yeah. It's, it's so cool though, to like just build this like yeah. small town on the back lot. I yeah. wish they made things like yeah, that still. Cool. Um, and they, they had to do a lot of, they had to basically invent camera stuff yeah. for the birds not to look like shit. Yeah. They yeah. really did. I mean, they, by twenty twenty by sixty years later standard, they don't look great. But they but they don't actually look like shit. No, yeah. not really. For, it's not bad. No, it's uh. Yeah. I think I read a note or a trivia piece that they tried to use like blue screen and, and it didn't work and it didn't work because you could see too much outline yes. around the birds. Yeah, so and it looked super fake. It's like smoke screen. It's something to do with sodium. On sodium, the film. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Sodium screen or something. Yeah, and it it actually 
for the most part, it, it looks really good. Pretty good. There's a yeah. couple of scenes where, like, it's like they're floating instead of flying. Yeah. Because, like, they needed to keep them in frame, but yeah. the video footage they had, they were, like, moving around too much. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that, but, yeah, it actually doesn't look too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was weird to be watching this as... As I uh, see out my window, something that I see without fail a couple of times a week now, and it is super weird, uh, a UPS truck driving down the street being chased by at least 100 seagulls and crows working together. Huh. I don't know what's going on. Do you I don't think know the drivers if he feeding the birds accidentally covered the roof of his van <laughs> in bird food. Yeah, or what? But it's so odd, and I see it all the time. And it must and be it's really... not every delivery truck. There's yeah. Amazon trucks. There's FedEx. There's Canada Post. Brag. Nothing. Yeah, just. UPS. Maybe the UPS guy feeds the birds. Like he maybe must. He sits there and just throws. Does he? Would you want to be chased by no. hundreds of birds everywhere you go? No, not really. It's but weird. Maybe he's a bird guy. Maybe he's an avian. Barf. I agree, barf. But maybe he is. But maybe um, he. You know what? But he could be in the elite eight of the. He could be uh, in the elite eight for sure. He could be a Florida Atlantic University owl. Owl. Is it gonna? Is it gonna tell me right now? Um, sorry, I was gonna I was gonna check scores while you kept talking, but then you stopped talking. Oh, I thought you were on it uh, quickly. Are they playing right now? No. Uh, number five, San Diego upset upset number one Alabama. Hey, and number five, Miami uh, upset number one Houston. Ducks, ducks. So it's a good duck. It's a good duck. So now we've got in the elite eight so far. Miami, Miami Ducks, even. Better feathers poking out past shorts look than our previous winner, yes. Kennesaw. Yes. Uh, we are currently waiting to find out who wins between uh, the Creighton Blue Jays are up 47-43 at halftime. Hey. And the... Where's my Texas, Creighton guy? Texas Longhorns are up on Xavier 14-10 j- just into the game. All right. There's your uh, live updates. That will be meaningless <laughs> in three they're, days they're when you hear this. updates for you and me. So <laughs> it's important. There are no one seeds left. That's interesting. Uh, and as of right now, a two or a three would be in, depending on Texas and Xavier. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a five, a three, a four, a five, a three, and nine. And then whoever advances between a six. A six and a fifteen and a two and a three. Is is nine our boy? Nine's or, our boy. Yeah. So if Creighton goes through and um we then Florida Atlantic would be the lowest seed left. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. I like it. I like it. I hope Creighton does go through for our uh, Creighton boy listening. I hope they I go think it was too, because they got I think a, it was a boy. I'm just playing the odds and saying boy. Got a good mascot. Yeah. Uh this this is a real talkie. It's a it's a talkie because there are so many dinner parties yep. and meet cutes and like 
going to to tell people that the birds are happening, and then they're like, "Hey guys, hey, the, the birds are happening." Hey, silly ass woman, <laughs> shut up! Shut up! You're a woman. <laughs> but there there is a lot of downtime between things happening. It's yeah. not bad at all. Like it, it it is entertaining enough to like you're not sitting there going like. Get to the birds. But <laughs> there is a lot of talking between yeah. bird things happening. And th there's also a while before the first the birds happens. Yes. It's probably 45 or 50 minutes. It's very, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was the first one like the the kid's birthday party? Kid's birthday party was the first one. Funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. where the seagull tried to eat a girl. <laughs> yep. They absolutely tried to eat a girl. Uh, I, the, the best bird attack is the through the chimney, though. That's my next note. Yeah. I said, the scene where the sparrows come down the chimney looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Chimney attack was great. Literally just feeding sparrows down a chimney. Yep. Yeah. yeah that, that, don't need to fake that. Here, Here's a thousand sparrows. Just don't, just don't hit them for real. Don't hit them for real and uh, try not to get your eyes pecked out. But yeah, it looked great. Yeah, that, that was good. And then like the the cops are involved. And the cops are like, do you, do you want me to arrest the birds? Yeah. What do you What do you think I'm gonna do? Uh, are the birds black? If then <laughs> hit them. Black birds hit them. Get your Get your knee on their neck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Excessive force. <laughs> yeah, like I think this at least like uh, posits and answers Pause. the question. <laughs> like if. If the birds banded together, would we be screwed? Answer, yes. I don't know. They're birds. Just grab them and snap their necks. What if there's so many of Just them? Just keep though? snapping. It's like two-year-olds, Scott. Just fighting two-year-olds? Yeah. Yeah, They're fucking so. birds. Fighting, <laughs> fighting Chinese guys at my house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many could you fight? I don't know. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Endless. Yeah. Next question. No, no ceiling. Uh... Oh, the the uh, I will say nice cinematography on the playground full of crows. Yes, that that was a fun shot. Yes, I w I would have liked it a little fuller of crows, but it was still a lot. Don't get me yeah. don't get me wrong. Uh, well, a bunch of those crows weren't even real, too. Yeah, like they, they, they were, were real ones, real but they ones were up front, dummies. fake fake ones yeah. in the back. Yeah, uh, in total. There were 3,200 birds that had been trained for the movie. That's a lot of birds. Uh, Hitchcock said that the ravens were the cleverest. They are. But the seagulls were the most vicious. For sure. Yeah. Have you been to Granville Island? I have. If you have, then you haven't kept your hot dog. Nope. <laughs> they they'll, will, come, they'll come for you. <laughs> they'll get you. Uh, but yeah, ravens and crows are like, like actually worryingly smart. Yes. Like, they can do, like, Ra weird, complex problems. Well, and, like, ra ravens actually can remember people, human faces. Faces. Yeah, for years. For years, which is yeah. crazy. And they, I, I can't even remember people's faces I met. No. That I was, like, I worked a show with them, like, three weeks ago. Yeah. And I've already gone, what's that guy's name? Yeah, and then... Who's you, that guy? Then you see him, yeah, you see him in three weeks, and you go, nice to meet you. And they're like, oh, we, we've actually been on 12 shows together. Yes. We're, we're on every show together. You just never talk and to me. And you've never... Oh, uh... Sorry? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and you never learned my name or face. Yeah. Well, that's because we're not ravens, we're cats. Uh, and cats don't care. That's true. That's an important thing to remember. Uh, when did a guy explode? Um, a guy exploded during the most hilarious scene in the movie. Yeah, I wrote, dude exploding was great, but it's been uh, six months since I've watched this. Ah. Uh, where... 
the birds. So, so th- this is during like the big swarm. The big birds. The big swarming. Yeah. And they're so they all go. Uh, Rod Taylor and Tippy go to the diner. Yeah. And they're telling everyone right. what they saw at the yeah. school. So at the school, and everyone's like, "Shut up!" And yeah, I literally wrote, uh, "They of course don't believe her because she's a woman." Yeah. Uh, so they're telling her like these birds are attacking, and we need to like stay safe and hide. And they're like, "Whatever, you dumb bitch!" <laughs> and yeah. then the birds are attacking outside, and people start like running for their lives. Yeah. And it uh, during the course of it, somebody in a car, oh yes. drives away a from a gas started. station. Yeah. And dislodges the thing. Gas is leaking. As if somebody's never done that before correct and then the gasoline just kind of like pours everywhere yeah and it's a the, it's literally the funniest part of the movie it's because a guy casually pulls up in his car yes parks the car yeah Lights. gets out of the car while all of this shit is happening not bothered by it the gasoline has gone from the gas station down in covered a, the parking lot in gasoline yeah he strikes a match lights his people ci- watching from the fr- diner window are going don't do it don't do it don't do it lights the cigarette throws the match and then immediately is just eviscerated <laughs> just like it's it's em- great explodes in fire <laughs> And it's like it's the funniest, co- most comical thing that that's, that happens in this movie. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and yeah. This is like the big bird thing, and I, uh, th- it really seems. I, I wrote uh, this really seems like the climax, but there's half an hour left. Yeah, what what are we gonna do? <laughs> yeah, well, after that, we get probably the most iconic scene in the movie, which is they go out to rescue a child or an old woman or child child yeah and uh when they're when they go out to get them uh she gets separated yeah and she has to run and hide in a phone booth yes and in the phone booth she's like you know screaming in terror whatever and birds are like zooming by and then (laughs) a guy has a seagull on his face and he is fighting it and he backs into the the phone booth yeah and then he gets the bird off and he turns around and he's just like all scraped up and he makes this like <laughs> look on his face yeah and just like collapses to the ground and then uh my next note was if i could travel anywhere in time i would go back to 1961 and i would get the job as the prop master for this movie Ooh. so i could just fucking huck seagulls at that oh, phone booth so much because it looks like it could be so much fun yeah because then fake seagulls start just getting smashed through the, the glass <laughs> of this phone booth and it it looks awesome <laughs> if i had a time machine and could go back to any point in history. I would go back to 1961 and be best boy on this movie because I aim low. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you went that direction and not the other joke that I thought you were going to make. Molest Baby Hitler? Yeah. Yeah. It's been done. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, so then after this, they all they all panic. Her and Rod uh, go back to the diner, yeah. and everyone's hiding, and now, of course, they believe her. Yeah, and, but they, one, they believe her. Two, they're kind of blaming her. A little bit, yeah, because you brought them like, down here. The, the birds wasn't happening until you yeah. showed up. I'm like, oh, shit, is Tippi Hedren the bird bringer? Oh. Is she a real, uh, oh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Willard? Is she a Willard? Oh, Bird Willard? Bird Willard? <laughs> you know what? Tibby Hedren could be a Bird Willard. <laughs> I mean, she is kind of a psychopath, and Willard was kind of a psychopath. Yep. Uh, one of... Well, it was the remake, but uh, one of uh, Crispin, Glover's Crispin Glover's finer roles. Yep. 
Uh, this is the part where I wrote the note. They're fucking birds. Just grab them and snap their necks. Uh, so they eventually the birds just like fucking disappear. Yeah, they chill for a minute. Um, there there is a cool shot about like when the guy uh, when the fire starts and the guy explodes. <laughs> yep. There's like a really good above the harbor shot yeah where you can see like seagulls fly into place but they're like watching the chaos yeah they're like reorganizing yeah like, that's pretty cool i like yeah, that shot that is a lot. cool yeah. that was really good yeah and then yeah when, when there's a break they uh, they hop into the uh, quietest 1960s car of all time <laughs> luckily so as not to disturb the yes. birds yep so and, they, uh, they drive back to... to rod taylor's house yeah and board themselves in mm-hmm. um and then uh they're they're just kind of like waiting to see what's going to happen and then tippy at one point like hears a noise in the back yeah and she goes to investigate it and when she opens the door to the bedroom and it's it's a it's an awesome awesome shot it's really good because the bedroom is completely black yeah she opens the door to go to look in and (laughs) and the lighting from like outside in the hallway slowly reveals in the bedroom that it's just covered in crows covered in crows and seagulls tippy it's birds. <laughs> it's birds. Bad news. It's birds. Yeah, and they just like start f- like flying Going at her, mauling her until they finally are able to get her out of the room. Yeah, she's like comatose now, like yeah. completely traumatized. So now they're trying to figure out like what's our best plan of action. We're like, well, we need to get inland. Like we need to get away from the water, yeah. and they'll probably leave us alone. Which I don't know if that's sound logic, but uh, seagulls you know. maybe, but crows. I mean, crows yeah, don't give prob- a shit. Probably not. Crows will go after you. Yeah. Um, it's not like they live in water. They can they can travel. They can travel. They'll be fine. They'll go inland. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so they they get into the garage, and he goes to get the car so that he can pick them up and they can leave. And yeah. as he opens the garage door, there's just seagulls everywhere just yeah. like on the ground mm-hmm. and then he like very slowly like just eyeball them. rolls the car like forward very slowly yeah and quietly Th- and this like, this was the the quietest 60s car reference i, yes. I made yeah. yeah and i'm like there's zero percent chance that a real seagull did not get run over by that car mm. and they just covered it up yeah like those seagulls were not getting out of the way and that car was moving yeah to imply that zero birds died yeah. in the making of this is a crazy it's the it's the 60s in filmmaking you can lie it's not. It's not really like throwing horses off a cliff, but uh, it's definitely like eh, nobody's gonna miss these seagulls. If you could throw one horse off a cliff, yeah. uh, who would it be, and why would it be Adam? Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say Mr. Ed because I'd be the most famous man in the world. <laughs> the Fil- man filmmaker who killed Mr. Ed to get a shot cuts it from movie. Who threw? The talking horse off a cliff. Threw him off a horse, threw him off a cliff to get the shot. Yeah. Then in the editing room, realized it didn't work and cut the scene. Eh. Killed the horse for nothing. We tried. Yeah. <laughs> now we're out of talking horses. Yeah. Should have used, should have at least tried to test one with Francis the talking mule. Ah, yeah. mule though, different. Sure. Yeah. Half horse. Half horse, but not, not a full horse. Uh, so yeah, eventually they all get in the vehicle, they all get in the car, and they very slowly drive away from town, Yeah, and I wrote that it was weird to see Jessica Tandy in the backseat of a car not <laughs> screaming the N-word at the driver, because I assume that's what Driving Miss Daisy is about. Yes. 1989 Best Picture winner. Correct. Which neither you of us have it. seen. You nailed it. Uh, no, because it's probably boring. Who's got time? 
Um, I got so many fucking trivia things for this. It's insane. I bet. I'm going to do some real quick, and then I'll just skip the rest, and people can read them if they want. Uh, Rod Taylor claimed that the seagulls were fed a mixture of wheat and whiskey. They got and that was the, the only way drunk. to get them to stand around so much. Interesting. Got um, drunk. Apparently there was one specific seagull on set that would constantly try to hurt him. Call the big one. Bite that him. like it would fly directly at his face no matter what they were doing. <laughs> and it just did not like him. I like that. Uh, Tippy Hedren got several, several different times, got, uh, cuts on her face from the birds, like, flying at her and not realizing they had to, like, pull Oof. away. So she, uh, got hurt. Don't worry, it's the only time say, she gets hurt on set via animals. Follow-up question, is that the most hurt yes. she's got from animals on Correct. a movie set? Correct. Only birds have ever hurt her, nothing else. Okay. Um, and then... I'm gonna... I'm going to re-ask you that question. In a couple weeks? In like three or four weeks. Okay. okay? Just remember just remember what you said. Uh, and the last kind of re- like interesting one, I mean, there's so many other ones, but um, did you, were, were you aware, Scott, mm-hmm. that in the year of our Lord, uh, I probably should have seen, should probably should have looked up the year. <laughs> in a year of our Lord. In the year of our Lord, 1994. Mm-hmm. There was a straight to DVD or straight to DVD or video sequel called The Birds 2 Land's End and Tippy agreed to be in it. Wow. She was originally going to play the same character, okay. but during rewrites they got rid of the character and Tippy played one of the Tippy birds. Tippy played a different random character. That's so weird. And to her grave, well <laughs> she's not dead. Um she has been so embarrassed at the fact that she agreed to do the movie <laughs> that she's like never spoken about it again. Wow. And like, yeah, she like just felt like it was a complete insult to Hitchcock, to her career, to like <laughs> everybody that made the movie because it's such a like piece of garbage. Yeah, I've. But did, I had no idea there was a straight to no, video I, sequel. I didn't either. But like to have Tippy Hedren in it and play a different character in the birds too i literally the the only way you do that is you is you go like full bonkers with it and she plays one of the birds yeah yeah she voices the only talking crow that'd be (laughs) fucking great like get her in touch with uh ncaa avian mascot makers yeah they'll make her something real nice yep because apparently they can't miss with, they can't miss nope. with bird mascots, and they can barely hit with cat mascots, Correct. which is infuriating. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Make, I don't make the rules, Scott. <laughs> it was funny. I, uh, I I I told Adam on stream on this past Sunday about our uh, March Madness episode. Yeah, and uh, and Eddie's like, oh, l- let me guess, cat versus cat finals. I'm like, nope, Adam, you would be. Shocked at our final four because uh, knowing knowing what you know about us, it is not what you'd think. Yep. We went zero bias. No, we are we're sticking true to uh, to mascot fuckability, regardless of species. If you hey, did you think we we're gonna have two owls and two hoofed mammals final four? No, guess what we did because that's how it went. Yeah, well, uh, make better. 
big cat uh, costumes. Yeah. And then we won't have a, we won't have this issue. But until you do that, it's gonna be owls and hooves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a- owls, bulls, and rams that fuck. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. Loud. Real, real hard. Uh, is that the end of the birds? That is the end of the birds. Better off dead. Nineteen. Better off dead. Dot. 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 For is, there, is, is there a fourth dot? No, it's oh. not. It's not a Neil Breen classic. Uh, I don't think the dots are necessary in the title. Definitely not. You could. You're achieving the same effect by just writing "better off dead." Correct. The the ellipses unwarranted. Uh, nevertheless, Better Off Dead 1985, Eve, coming to us from Eve, her favorite movie. And you know what? I'm, I'm not mad at this as a favorite movie. I liked it. If you saw it at the right time in your life. Like, this is a great, weird, uh, like, borderline absurdist comedy. Yeah. Which I'm a big fan of. It's kind of in the vein of, like, a Wet Hot American Summer type. Yeah. Like, most of it is grounded enough in reality to, like, not lose you. But there is some, like, very... A few very absurd, wacky things yeah, yeah. that are that wouldn't happen. Yes, but that makes it more fun. Yeah, like I, I love weird. It's yeah, it's very like it's very the uh, the state. Um, uh, uh, who uh, use your words? Hmm. Use what, your words. What's Stella? Stella. We got there. <laughs> I'm like the thing the guys from the state did. Uh, yeah, very. Yes, Stella, wet hot. That's I. I think they drew some from this. I. Um, I'll tell you what else we need. We need more directors who put their nicknames in the credits. <laughs> Savage Steve Holland. Well, that's his directed name. Directed this movie. That's his name. Like I. <laughs> I want to see. 12 Years a Slave by Black Steve McQueen. <laughs> I don't think uh, his nickname is Black. I think his name is Straight Steve McQueen. I would say one of those adjectives is more accurate than the other. And you'd be but he's calling, un- but he's unsurprised. Call- he, he, with- oh, his nickname. His nickname. It's, it's, not, it's not a descriptor. Yeah. It's, it's what his friends ironically yeah. call him. They're like, <laughs> oh, oh, hey, that's Straight Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen. Or like The Fablemans by Pedophile Steven Spielberg. No. <laughs> no, Pedophile protector yes yes he he's tony jaw he's per- he's <laughs> protecting david geffen the <laughs> elephant tony jaw was throwing flying double knees at people try- trying to protect david geffen yeah <laughs> i D- did not david know that. geffen is the name of the elephant <laughs> and steven spielberg is playing tony jaw he's fighting off all the bad guys who are trying to get to his friend the elephant i, I, I guess that's true yeah. <laughs> Um, I like the very beginning of this because he's 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 looking at a picture. John Cusack, uh, John Cusack, noted hunk. I was gonna say, do we immediately talk about how hot John Cusack is? In this? I my first note is literally uh, Cusack really was such a goddamn hunk back in the day. Yeah, he's no Anne Cusack, but he is a very very close one B to her one A. I think Jones gonna feel and bad. And Jones a far distant fourth. <laughs> the, the, There's no the, third. No, I was gonna say the, the, the stillborn <laughs> that the Cusacks had in in 1968 is number three. No, his dad, and, Dick Cusack. I Dick Cusack. I Dick Cusack. <laughs> he's a he's a director. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, so the uh, the the Cusack kids had an in. Into show business? Yeah. Is any anyone? No. 
No. When's the last time someone worked their own way into show business? Like 1964? Yeah, or now? Not now. New people. There's no, no, all the new people are related to someone. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, her dad was Bobby Brown. <laughs> no, think that math works out. <laughs> Bobby Brown raped Whitney Houston. Yeah. And she made Millie Bobby Brown. Okay, I hear you. Prove me wrong. You can't. I can't. Yeah. Uh, the Cusack father, uh, directed The Fugitive. Okay. Or was he... The an, was television he, show? Or was the... he an actor in The Fugitive? Give me a second. Uh... Like the TV show? Actor, filmmaker, documentarian. I guess he was also an actor. Rapist, he was an actor communist. in The Fugitive. He was an actor in, uh, Eight Men Out. He was an actor in High Fidelity. So it appears that he only acts in movies is... where his son is also in the movie. <laughs> Maybe he's just a nice dad. Maybe he's a nice dad. So he's three, and Joan and her weird side mouth talking, uh, at weird accenty. I love Joan Cusack. Stop. Like doing... to fuck her? No. To watch no. her in movies? Sure. Yeah. Just to, I, I want to hang out with her. Stop doing crazy side mouth talking into the microphone, but wow, not right, say it. I'm Joan Cusack. I, I don't like that. I do not care for your Joan Cusack This is how I talk. <laughs> I don't like it. I like her too. She's in good stuff. I love her. I love her in toys. Yeah. She's great. I yeah. love her toy. I love her in Gross Point Blank. Yeah. He's also yeah. very reluctant. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked her. Um. So yeah, he's he's John's uh just in his room looking at a picture of his girlfriend, and the way it's shot, it looks like he's about to do a cum tribute to yeah. her. Yeah. Or is, is, is that not, is he not going to? Is that what's happening? I think that's what's happening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by like minute five, I'm like, oh, the soundtrack already rocks. Like it, the soundtrack of every. Stop DJing on your I can't. laptop. I can't. <laughs> Like even the soundtracks of bad '80s movies are great. Like we, uh, spoiler, we haven't talked about Short Circuit yet. It's got an awesome soundtrack. It's a stupid ass movie, but it's got a great soundtrack. Like Fucking just spoilers, goddamn Scott. What spoilers? Spoilers, you son of a bitch. I apologize. Um, the oh, I guess this is about Cusack. Uh, that are out. Uh, I guess he does some other weird thing besides the looking at the picture. I'm like, oh, I get it. He's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his dad is. It's uh, not the only weird thing he does with a photo of his girlfriend in this, but that's true. Uh, his dad is uh, David Ogden Steers, who is legit great. His. What are you fucking typing? I'm nothing. I was deleting. God, <laughs> just keep talking. Why am like, I? Why is what I'm doing so fucking distracting to you? Because you're not saying anything. I'm letting you speak. I, I was throwing to you. You all you said was David Ogden Steers is such a great actor. Yeah, and I was looking for some sort of confirmation. Sure, he's a great actor. <sighs> um. So yeah, their uh, their neighbors are these. Uh, I don't know, awful people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do we, do we just meet Ricky first, or or is the exchange student already in the mix? Uh, I guess we, do we meet them all at once. We meet them all at once. Yeah. So they have a uh, the neighbors have a French exchange student who the who the awful mom is like 
bullying her into being her awful, fat, disgusting son's girlfriend. Are did are, did you find what I'm about to say? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell us about how? What I'm, do you want to tell us what I'm I about to say? I didn't know he was an actor. Yeah. Yeah. He was an. And he was. I like, just thought he was just like an executive, like a writer executive guy. He was on 450 episodes of Head of the Class. I don't know the fuck head of the classes. Are you kidding me? Is the, the Howard Hessman? Is that the one? Was, is that the one with uh, John Travolta? No. What's that one? Welcome back, Cotter. Oh, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> it's eighties. Welcome back, uh, Cotter. So big fat liar. Good burger. The big picture. Cool. So yeah, the uh, the neighbor's awful son, Ricky. Yeah. Who I it took me the second scene. He was in to figure it out because he's he's dressed insanely. Yep, in I guess in, the point. In, in the first scene, I think that's the point. Yeah, yeah. like uh, pants up to nipples, shirt tucked into it. Like, How else are you supposed to dress? <laughs> like, look looks absurd. I'm like, oh, that's a that's a weird looking fat kid. And then the second scene, I'm like, wait, has that fat kid done himself? Oh my god, it's Dan Schneider. It is Dan. It is, um, it is Dan Schneider. The, this man is the reason that Amanda Bynes is in psychiatric care as we this speak. very second. After roaming the streets of Los Angeles naked, having the wherewithal to realize she was having a psychotic break <laughs> and calling 911 yeah. on herself. God bless her. She's trying her best. She's trying her best. She is. She wants to survive. She is mentally destroyed by this man, by Ricky in Better Off Dead. He raped her. Are you listening to me? Dan Schneider raped Amanda Bynes when she was a child and destroyed her psyche for life. I mean, at at the very least, he jerked off on her feet. Oh yeah, at the bare minimum. I think. I think if cum is in the mix. It's rape. I guess, but wh- if you're just jerking off on somebody's feet, uh, who you hurt? <laughs> Amanda Bynes. Apparently, Amanda Bynes. <laughs> I think you might and be hurting Amanda Cosgrove and, uh, like, all of the other female actresses on any of those. The Duff Sisters. The Duff Sisters. Uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, maybe? I don't know. Maybe Miley. Uh, Drake and Josh? Mick... Did he get them? McCurdy, whatever the fuck her name Jim is. McCurdy. Yeah. She, she's the other girl on iCarly? Yes. Yeah. And she was on that show with Ariana Grande. Uh, Sam and Cat, I believe, mm. is what it was called. And uh, Misleading title? Yeah. Cat's yeah. a name, not a thing. Boo. Uh, but yeah, it... Uh, I don't know. Who's he hurting? I guess children. I guess a lot I of children. I guess he is a pedophile. Turns out a lot of children. Turns out he's a pedophile. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's uh that's fun. Uh <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> so I get yeah, I guess it happens early. Uh, um yeah, so his his girlfriend Cusack's girlfriend breaks up with him. Yeah. Uh, well, and, you there's a couple things. I mean, the brother has uh sick leopard print PJs on. Yes. And uh when Cusack goes to get dressed, uh his closet, every single coat hanger yeah. has a a large sized cutout of his girlfriend's face <laughs> over the hooks yes. so that it looks like she's wearing, she's wearing all, all of his, his clothes. clothes. <laughs> oh, that's why I wrote he's a zero killer. Yeah. That's what that's what prompted that, yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh I wrote Ricky is quite the thick hog, yeah. but not in the way you think. 
Yeah, but he is subscribing at the $10 level. He is. At uh, YouTube.com slash at Not As most of you should be. Yeah. Do dog step it up. You want these early episodes. You're so, don't, you, don't act like You're that. almost there. Be you're, a, you're halfway to a thick hog. Be a Brian. Be a Brian. <laughs> Brian, you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> so, yeah, she dumps him for the cooler dude. For the cool the, captain of the ski team. Of the ski team, which... Roy Stalin. Roy Stalin. Great fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah and he's like well i guess it's suicide for me like he goes to it so fast right away yeah immediately he's like well high school girlfriend broke up yep. with me i don't i'm have... almost out of high school yeah. and into college i'm nearly 18 i guess i should kill myself i should kill myself which hey we've all been there i i get it did he nope never mind what nothing okay um he he tr- he tries he, in between suicide attempts, yeah. <laughs> yeah. half-hearted suicide attempts. Yeah. He tries out for the ski team, yeah. And uh, Roy is like making the decisions, which for, is which is bizarre. Yeah, why another high school student chooses who's on yeah. the team? Also, high school ski team. Well, it's uh, California. It's the mountainy it's part. It's the of mountainy California. part of California. Yeah. So it's I guess big, big bear. Big bear. I'll show you a big man. Mastodon. Yep. No. Yeah. Ma- mammoth. 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 And that's Colorado. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but also Mastodon. Fuck it. Also Mastodon. They, that tried to be like a Twitter alternative for a minute, but I haven't heard it in, in about four months. For like the two weeks after Elon took over Twitter, everyone's like, I'm going to Mastodon. And uh, now... Uh, uh, Mastodon is a real mountain and it's in Alberta. All right. We count it. On, on the border with BC. In the Rockies. We're chalking that as a win. Win. Yeah. Put it, put it in the book. The, uh, yeah, so he uh, tries out for the ski team, and Roy Stalin, who has already <laughs> stolen his girlfriend, even though Cusack is pretty good at skiing, says, you can't be on the ski team. I'm like, That's a real insult to injury. Like, yeah. Roy Stalin's a professional son of a bitch. He really is. Yeah. Uh, Mastodon is still a thing. Yeah, is anyone using it? What's, what's Social the, network that's not for sale. What's the what's the user base? Fourteen? Uh eight. You you high highball high bard. <laughs> Mastodon, social network. Uh, code of conduct, receive release type That's available in ninety three languages. It's pretty good. But it's all, it's just uh, English and then a bunch of offensive accents. Well, of course. Yeah. I'm going to get it. You should, you should be a Mastodon boy. Uh, apparently, as of November 2022, it had 3,500 people. Oh, and that's in November. That's, that's in November. That's the month that Elon took over. Yeah. So that's like its peak. Yeah. So it's. I don't think it caught on. No. I literally haven't heard it mentioned But even so, 3,500 people is nothing. For a it, social network? For a no, social that's network. bad. I'm going to get it. <laughs> Now's the time. I'm going to get it just so Buy I Buy low yeah. and then sell high later. Uh, I'm just going to get it so that I can say I have it. Get, uh, go to Mastodon, get the handle at Real Donald Trump, and then in a year and a half, sell it for a million dollars. Oh, I got an update. <laughs> go on. 
on the 19th of March, 2023. Drew, that's like days ago. Mastodon passed the 10 million users mark. That's different than 3,500. So it jumped huge in the last like five months. I bet you probably can't get real Donald Trump anymore. Probably not. Sad. Oh, is that how it works? Hmm? That's how it works? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Well, damn. Well, you could have bought low in November, apparently. Damn it. But uh, he missed the window. Now it's all now it's all Bitcoined up. Is there a fire going on outside again, like last time? Yeah. It does, it's, does someone do like a campfire outside or your like house burn every in their day, trash. or burn their tires? Guys, my mastodon. Follow me <laughs> at Real Donald Trump. At Real Donald. <laughs> It's installing right now, so, so I like that every time we do this, I like jokingly make an account on something, some and then I weird... have to fucking get out of it. <laughs> Farmers only and Mastodon back to back. I am thrilled to see what it's going to be next uh, week. By continuing, you agree to the following rules set and enforced by Mastodon.social moderators. Sexually explicit or violent media must be marked as sensitive when posting. But you can post it. No, yeah. No racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, or... Castiism? What now? Castiism. C A S T E I S M. Oh, uh, that's that is exclusive to India. Like discrimination against different castes. Ah, weird. Yeah, that's why I didn't know casteism was a thing, but I no, like no. that it is. No incitement to violence or promotion of violent ideologies. No. Do ra- not say someone should kill the president. Okay. Don't. Should that be my first say, mastodon? No, what's I'm, it called? A a a, a, tra- it, a trample? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just I'm put trampling out, on Mastodon. I'll, I'll put out a trample. Um, yeah, I like that. A, a trumpet? A trumpet? Yep. No, that's too close to something else. A too too close to at real Donald Trump. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no harassment, dog piling, or doxing of other users. Well, then what's even the point? Do not share. Uh, okay, we can at least do like coordinated harassment campaigns, right? Probably. Okay. And do not share intentionally false or misleading information. I well, agree. I agree. Maybe I maybe I'm pointing out other people's false and intentionally misleading information, like saying COVID's real, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just trying to uh, correct the record. Are you signing up? Right I'm, I'm I'm in the middle. I'm in the midst of it. So I'll do this as we're as we're recording. <laughs> Uh, so his uh, Cusack's best friend is uh, I forget. He's a young man. I forget. <laughs> he's, he's not that young. He, oh, he's very young. How how old is he in this movie? Uh, how how he's, he's playing a seventeen year old. How old is Curtis Armstrong? Uh, he was born in nineteen fifty three. Oh, so he's, he's 32, thirty years old. Two. Playing a high school, playing a high like school that. kid. He's and let's be clear, he he is thirty two. He looks older than thirty two, <laughs> and is playing a hot young Cusack's uh, high school best friend. Uh, you may also know him as uh, Booger from Revenge Booger. of the Nerds. And it never occurred to me that he is the voice of Snot on American Dad, and that's huh. why the character's name is Snot because it's Booger. Like, my mind was blown by that. And, like, hearing the voice, I'm like, I know, like, I, I like I, I know Curtis Armstrong, and I've seen him in stuff, but, like, I'm like, that voice. And, like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit, it's fucking Snot, and that's why Snot's called Snot. Amazing. Which one's Snot? 
the well, he's got the uh, he's got three friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is uh, Japanese. One is fat as shit. And uh, Snot's the one that isn't either of those. Snot is the uh, the poor Jew. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, the one P- that sounds like Curtis Armstrong. Yes, everybody. I'm uh, I'm on Mastodon now uh, at Serious Nice. <laughs> send him a, send for now. <laughs> I'm probably gonna delete it later. Will, will you be by this time next week? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but send you a trample in the meantime. A trample. Trample me. <laughs> trample me, daddy. Trample me, daddy. <laughs> um. What else? And I ask that because I haven't seen a lot of American Dad, so I don't know if I would recognize the. I've seen a lot of. American I know you have. <laughs> It's so much better than Family I wanted to watch it, but then it got taken off of Netflix and moved to Disney Plus, like, Ugh. right around the time that I was like, I should check it out. Oh, fuck, it's gone. Fuckers. Yeah. Not fair. Um, Is this where we meet uh, the 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 twin, the brothers? I, I think it is around here. He, uh, a couple times uh, during the movie, and th- th- that's, I like the, uh, the, the layout of the movie because some some of it is just almost like sketches just from a sketch show as opposed to part of a larger movie so just like a couple times at the movie when he's driving and and at a stoplight he'll run into these uh japanese guys playing korean brothers yeah uh, who learned English from listening to Howard Cosell, and they? But only one of them, because only one of them talks. I guess only the one yeah. talks, and the other one one's... drives. The other one, and yeah, one well, shit talks. You can't drive and talk, and yeah, especially and, not if you're Korean. And they like challenge him to drag races and always kick his ass while the other guy is mocking him in Howard yeah. Co- in Asian Howard Cosellian, yeah. which uh, which fucking rocks. It does. Uh, we meet Cusack's mom, who is. Mentally handicapped? I mean, she's... She, in, the, in the plot synopsis, she is described as ditzy. Yeah. That does not do it justice. Her brain is fried. She has a bad She brain. spent too much time in the sun, and her brain <laughs> got boiled. She cooked. Yeah. Because she's not... It's not that she's not a human. <laughs> she's just so... She acts like... Completely irregular and insane. <laughs> yeah. To compare in comparison to like everything else happening. Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> She's like making all these weird random recipes, but like insane with like full octopi. And, yeah. Or, or like not not even animals that exist in nature. Just like weird blue shit. Yeah. And yeah, but it's uh, it's great. Just like a, another, just like a weird, absurd uh, angle on the movie. Like, hey, what if the mom was out of her mind? <laughs> what if the mom was batshit crazy? Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Uh, he Cusack's in class. The teacher is the uh, I know him as a, a Siamese twin guy from Freak Show episode of X Files. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe one of the best episodes. It's a good app. And oh, uh, added bonus, he's a pedophile because he is straight up trying to fuck some students. Well, and I'm a fan. <laughs> wouldn't you? Would I fuck some students? Given the opportunity, given my druthers. Oh, you're holding my feet to the fire. Uh, yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, I would. Uh, oh, uh, there's a funny line. I. Mm, Actually, it might have been Curtis Armstrong, which would actually explain him being older. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, uh, I've been going to this high school for seven and a half years. I'm no dummy. Yep. Was that Armstrong? That was Armstrong. Okay, so he is canonically Absolutely. 
older oh, yeah, they, than they know 17. what's going on yeah they know what's going on <laughs> makes good sense um oh and it's, so the thing with uh savage steve holland the director is he's i think he's only directed like three movies yeah. and besides that he's an animation guy yes yeah, so yeah. Uh, he he's clearly trying to find any excuse in this movie to work in his animation, yeah, yeah. which he does a couple times, because yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, Cusack is having an increasingly bad time and is uh, in again in between trying to kill himself. He's having <laughs> like uh, hallucinations and yes. and shit. So yeah, that, yeah, that's where they work in um, some of the animation. Uh, there, we're around uh, Christmas, and I'm like, oh. Pretty sick reindeer fursuit, Mom. Maybe you're okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, not bad. Not it, too bad. It wasn't just, like, the antler headband. Yeah. Or, it was a reindeer fursuit. Or, like, face through the neck while there's yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. mouth above it or mm-hmm. head above it. Yeah. 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 Those ones no. suck. Yeah. This was, this was real deal shit. So, uh, I'm like, I'm like, maybe mom's not, maybe, maybe mom's crazy like a fox. Crazy like a reindeer. Crazy like a reindeer. <laughs> Sexy like a fox. Uh, and then one of the unsung heroes in, of the movie is Cusack's little brother. Again, uh, oh, I guess, I guess, uh, not quite the age gap of, uh, Ro- uh, Rod Serling, Rod, Rod, Sterling. Ro- Rod, Rob Halford. Uh, Rod, Rod Taylor, Taylor. <laughs> of Rod Taylor and his little sister, but uh, he's still like a lot younger than Cusack, yeah. Yeah. and uh, he's almost mute. Yeah, he doesn't really talk he barely a talks, lot. but uh, he's uh, he's quite capable for his age. Yes, he is. <laughs> In that he uh, <laughs> ma- makes rockets. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I love, uh, it's, I think it's a little further along in the movie, but he, he gets a book delivered entitled How to Pick Up Trashy Women, yeah, which, which yeah. is so Very funny. funny. <laughs> I was so delighted. That. I'm like, is that book real? Because I would, I would get that. Um, <laughs> does, oh yeah, so, and Cusack's working at a fast food place, a pig burger. <laughs> pig burger. Uh, so this must Love be it. where this came up, but someone pronounces it French fries, and it it just delighted me, whatever it was. French fries. Oh, I, was it the the neighbor mom saying it to the French exchange student trying to pronounce French fries in French? Yes. I think it was that, I think right? that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some French fries. French fries. <laughs> Uh, that was, that was great. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, what, what is, I'm real sorry your mom blew up. Did, I, cause Cusack's mom didn't blow up, although I'm sure she put herself in several situations. Or maybe she did. I, I don't know if someone like fully combusted or if she like. Something so, exploded. Something. Her yeah. food exploded I, at her. Yeah. Or something. And I, like, I think it was one know, of those. Yeah. yeah. But Gave I, that burnt look. I enjoyed the, the line. I'm real sorry yeah, your mom yeah. blew up. <laughs> Uh, they, we get another, uh, deal with the, uh, with the Japanese slash Korean Howard Cosell's <laughs> where, uh, I believe he calls them kamikaze pilots. And I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs> well, they're Koreans, so it's fine. But they're really Japanese. But, uh, but the characters are Korean, so, so it's socially acceptable. Yeah. So you, okay. So he can call them that, but in the movie, he couldn't call them what Clint Eastwood called the gang in Gran Torino. Oh, you mean zi- no, the, you can call it... Zipperhead is such a oh. weird slur that you can call anyone that. Mm. But more the G one. Goof. Goofball. 
Oh, no, no finishing consonant. No, I did. You cut me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Try that one off for size YouTube. They won't. They, that's not even slanderous. <laughs> um, that last one was just me swallowing. <laughs> Oh, the other weird, wacky running thing is the paperboy <laughs> breaks the window of their garage every day. Every day. <laughs> with the paper. And then also, uh, and then separate, uh, so which infuriates uh, David Ogden Steers, but separately from that, uh, is apparently uh, owed $2 in back pay. And, <laughs> and when he comes to the door, the only person home is John Cusack, yeah. who answers the door, and now, uh, I guess the curse is passed on yeah. to him. Yeah. Because this paperboy fucking haunts John Cusack for the rest of the, the movie, movie, including the final scene. <laughs> the final scene. <laughs> where it's implied that he might murder him. <laughs> I, yeah, I think he would if he got the chance yeah so yeah he like he shows up in like increasingly more threatening situations and uh that it's also very funny yeah um and that so, yeah as as it goes out so like the big conflict ends up being between cusack and roy stalin uh also the actor who played roy stalin did not do much no nope. his age is nowhere on the internet you can't find it. So shout out to him for keeping it under wraps. But he, I'm pretty sure he's like 50 in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he might be. He he looks old. Yeah, and is 85 now. Aaron Dozier. Yeah, you'll never find his age. And if you find it like right now and quickly, I'm going to be so mad and feel so stupid. But I bet you won't. Um, How old are the actors from Better Off Dead? A Literally a list. He's not in it. I, you're not going to get it. I'm pretty sure I saw that page. It just says not, unknown. Not going to do it. Unknown. It's a secret. Why? Because he's so old. Why? He's the oldest man in the world. How about Aaron Dozier? Net worth? $150. Is it the same guy? Who's to say? He says he's worth $9 million. Maybe he's a good investor. Maybe he left acting and got in. Maybe became a tech bro. Here's a website called deathorkicking.com. Nice. And it says, that, is, so, hold on, is that basically literally like R.I. Possible the site? Kinda, yeah. Death or kicking? Is yeah. Aaron Dozier dead or still alive? I think he's alive. Even uh, though he'd be 85 now. He's still alive and kicking. Great. Please ignore rumors and hoaxes. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't say his age. Roy you're Stalin right. is dead. You're right, you're right. Yeah, it's crazy. But good for him. Good for, for him. Keeping it secret. So, yeah. So we're going to do a, uh, a, a ski-off between uh, between Cusack and, uh, and Roy Stalin uh, for... What's that? Because it's not actually for his girlfriend's love, right? Is it just to be on... It, What's the what are the actual like on paper stakes of the ski off? Does he just get beyond the, the ski beyond the ski team? Beyond the ski team, yeah. But by beating him, also but, he'll win his girlfriend back. That's the implication. I think it's the, I think the implication is if he makes the ski team, she'll want him back. She'll she'll think. He's I don't not know that there's any like formal agreement that she will take him back. <laughs> yeah, there's an implication. The, it's, Drew, it's it's the, about, it's about the, the implication. It's the implication. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. But it's the implication. But it's the implication. She's not, Drew, she's not going to say no. She's not going to say no. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, and, and then as it's going along, he sort of makes friends with the French exchange student who, uh, who is very astute uh, to not get involved with uh, Dan Schneider. <laughs> Correct. Because, <laughs> like, Good for her. you know, you're, you're in a strange place. You don't know how things work. Maybe just like, oh, I guess I'll just, like, be this creep's girlfriend. Yeah. But, uh, but she's like, no, she turns. In fact, she pretends not to speak English around them, <laughs> yeah. even though she is fluent. Yeah. Which is great. Well, fluent in the sense that she can speak English, but she is also uh, impossible to understand sometimes. She's got an accent. She's got a bit of an yeah. accent. Yeah. Diane Franklin. Hmm, classic French name. Yeah. Um, who would I have been referring to? Okay, I'm listening. What I wrote... Look at the chin on that bitch. Was it just someone like at the ski race? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, it was it was something. Is it is it the nerdy girl? Maybe, maybe. Someone uh, apparently some bitch had a strong chin. But yeah, so they. so oh, and he's 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 got like a shitty shitty car, but has like a non-working like '67 Camaro or Mustang or some car that's cool <laughs> <laughs> in the driveway that he like he bought for a hundred bucks somewhere, but never got working. And yeah. luckily, a French exchange student is good at skiing and cars, so uh, yep. gets the car going and helps him train for skiing. Very uh, very convenient. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they do the ski race. Uh, Cusack loses one ski almost immediately. Almost immediately. <laughs> Out of the gate. Yeah. Didn't, didn't attach it properly. And, uh... So he one-legged, yeah. just, like, s- snowboard-type skiing yeah. all the way down the mountain. While the paper boy well, is also chasing him chasing on, the bike, on a bike... Down the hill. Down the mountain. To get his two dollars. <laughs> to get his two dollars. <laughs> uh, did we... Did we... We skipped over, uh... At one point, he gets called up to the front of the class to do math... Which I said by is, the by pedophile. Which teacher. I said is literally one of my biggest fears. Not a fan. Uh, I was not good at math. I but love mostly because I didn't care. I love showing off how good I am at math in front of my peers. Eight times three. Nope. So you can't do it. You're too dumb. Uh, <laughs> um, did we actually go over the uh, the comedic accidentally getting yourself hanged in the? No, we didn't. Yeah. So run me he, through. He's that. thinking about hanging himself earlier in the movie. Yeah. And he wraps something around his neck, and then he's kind of like trying to psych himself up into doing it. Mm. And um, fully retarded mom with <laughs> headphones on. Yeah. Uh, backs her way through the door to put, like, laundry in or get something from the fridge or something and uh, knocks him off the steps. Yeah. So then he's, like, hanging there, kicking his legs and trying to get the thing off his neck while he's he's hanging. And I'm like, I like accidental hanging gags because suicide is funny. It is funny. Um, And also... No two ways about it. Also, apparently, according to uh, Savage Steve... Holland. Yep. Uh, a lot of this movie is autobiographical, and that actually happened to him. <laughs> he uh, what, what did he I... was thinking about hanging himself, and uh, then got suicide real attempts, which expired the movie. When I went to the garage, I put an extension cord on a pipe, and I'm on a garbage can. And I'm thinking, should I do this? Maybe this isn't a good idea. Anyways, it was a plastic garbage can, and my weight 
just had just crashed through it and I fell and the pipe broke and it started pouring water everywhere and I'm basically in a garbage can drowning and my mom comes out and starts yelling at me for breaking a pipe which is what any mom would do so I started writing down stupid ways to kill yourself and would fail that would fail after that and I put them in a sort of a diary and that diary kind of became better off dead wow that's very interesting um yeah, and then I had, and then the other thing the little brother was doing, in addition to uh, picking up trashy women, which they did pay off. They just, like showed him like, yeah. like he was he was like fucking adult trashy, kind, yeah, women. kind yeah. of, yeah. And he's like eight, like yeah. good on him. But his other thing was like ordering like high end like rocket building material, yeah. Which uh, I how how, <laughs> but hey, good. On, he's a smart kid, uh, and they. Uh, which they they don't uh, I was you know because it's just a minor thing you're not really thinking about it and and then the the movie ends uh, it, Cusack wins the race uh, rebuffs his former cum tribute and <laughs> uh, and goes off with the French bitch yeah uh, and it ends I'm like oh yeah and, but then uh, it comes back uh, a a rare '80s uh, mid credit scene and uh, and I'm like oh yeah they didn't do anything with the uh, with the little brother and the rocket, and the so and so the the paper boy, as we said, keeps breaking the garage window, so the the dad keeps uh, fixing it and stuff. And then uh, just after it's been most recently repaired, a goddamn rocket, <laughs> full sized rocket, blows through the fucking roof, and I'm like, nice, you tied it all together. Yep. I'm a fan, Savage Steve. I'm glad you didn't kill yourself Stavage when you were a teenager. Steve. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, so do they make? Fun, mildly absurdist comedies like this anymore? Do they? No, is this a thing? Not really. Why not? It's fun. Uh, because it doesn't make money, and that's all that anybody in Hollywood it, cares about. Because it's not something you can do much just of sequels make, to. Just make money. Yeah. Because like, well, hey, it's, what it's, made money in the past? Just do that again. Because it's not a Avengers. Oh, yeah, or a property, an intellectual property that Disney owns, or yeah. uh, you know. One of those things. I like that when he first said it, uh, when uh, when when Martin Scorsese said like Marvel's not even movies, it's bullshit, and everyone's like, "Ah, fuck you, old man, you're out of touch. You don't know what you're talking about." How dare you? But like now, like especially after the most recent Ant Man, everyone's like, "Marty might have been onto something." <laughs> these might he knows what he's talking. These about. might not be movies. <laughs> these just might be like, money laundering schemes. <laughs> Yeah, kinda. So, uh, as so a shout out to our boy Marty. His friends call him Marty. 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 I don't know if we should call him Marty because uh, the last person that we talked to, like he was oh. our friend, Jimmy. Jimmy died. So maybe we should just uh, cool it on the. Uh... So we shouldn't call we shouldn't call Martin that, um, but we're fine referring to his friend Bobby, right? Probably no. That's pretty close too. Okay. Well, uh, our our warmest regards to Martin and Robert. Martin and Robert, a good actor director pair. Correct. And not friends of ours. And not our friends. So please don't kill them. Whoever's in charge of killing people. (laughs) The Taliban. I think it's the Taliban. Dear Taliban, don't kill Martin and Robert. Caden Taliban. Caden Taliban. Oh no. Or like Caden Tailban, you fucking coward. Put it back on your put, put it back on your tights. Coward. 
Coward. Fat Man 2020 brought to us by who else? Pay Pig Eric. Oh, I can't believe Pay Pig Eric paid for a movie about a noted anti-Semite. Real out of uh, out of your wheelhouse, Eric. Uh, what was the other one you paid for? Oh, yeah. What is a woman? Not anti-Semitic, but anti-some other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but You're, it spoke to us on a different level. It really did. I think it's our favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be. <laughs> Uh, it opens with, uh, sure, a lot of production companies I've never heard of, considering uh, the star of this movie has won Best Picture. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but th- people want to distance themselves from him. Yeah? Yeah, Why? I think so. What do you do? Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. What did he even do? Mel, can I ask you a question? What are sugar tits? <laughs> What maybe one of the funniest things Ricky Gervais has ever said. Asked him it and then immediately walked off stage. Yes. Didn't even wait for nope. the answer. No answer. Left. What are sugar tits? What are sugar tits? And they left. I mean, if you want to get down to it, I'd love sugar to. tits are just tits. Because tits are sweet and sugar is sweet. And... Oh, I, th- I thought they were like tits, like uh, lightly moistened okay. and then rolled in sugar. Like you, like a like a jelly donut or like when you do the uh, the rim of say a lemon drop martini, something like that. So uh, uh, so, but sugar tits are in fact simpler than that. Uh, well, according to UrbanDictionary.com, yep, sugar tits describe a female with a delightfully sweet bosom, a delicious <laughs> pair of breasts. What do you think you're looking at, sugar tits? Said in, by the inebriated Mel Gibson to the arresting deputy is the is the uh, example. Here's why Mel Gibson should have never gotten in trouble is an interesting way to start a sentence. <laughs> because okay, he he's he's like pulled over for a DUI, right? Yeah, and I he, think it was a suspicion of suspicion a DUI, of yeah. DUI because uh, he was driving two miles per hour in four different lanes. But it could happen to anyone. Could be, could be anybody. Anybody. Anybody at all. He gets pulled over and goes with the out of left field pull. Oh, yeah. Another Jew cop. And he's right. The only Jew cop in this hemisphere. He can smell him. He can smell him. He's got he's got he, smell. He's got the nose for it. He's like a hound he's dog. The, for he's Jews. the bloodhound. <laughs> Man, I would love to write the bloodhound of Jews in the description, but I'm not going to. I'm but just you, going to write could. Doodles has a secret. That's good. I could, but I'm really not I I don't like to write the word Jews mm. more than I have to. Also, shout out to the anti-Semitic PR department who figured out a way for the actual name of a people to also be the slur. Yep. That's that doesn't happen very often. That's amazing. Like, oh, Christians. <laughs> the Christians. The Christians. Doesn't have does not have the same feel. Nope. Doesn't have the gravitas of a the Jews. <laughs> it does not. It is it, not. It doesn't. So, I mean, whoever figured out how to do that, I mean, good job. Maybe it was Mel Gibson. <laughs> Could have been. <laughs> so, uh, this is your favorite movie? No, but it's pretty good. You, you I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot. I mean, it's fun. Uh, I like it so much, in fact, that I stopped taking notes after a certain point because I was enjoying, I was enjoying it too it much. Too much. Uh, like, my, literally, my first note is I love Mel so much. Like he he's he is actually genuinely so charming. Yes, even though he's crazy. Yeah, but he he's like just you can be both of those things. Just, you can be charming and crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and he's very charming. Yeah, he's got like a, he's got like a natural like. 
presence to him that you're like, I would trust this man around almost every single ethnic type of people. I would trust him uh, around most types of people. Most types of... I mean, this one, he's got an African-American wife, and he seems really horny about it. This is... Now... there can't be a hornier Santa in me. No, can there? There is not. This is the horniest. This is Santa. the horniest Santa that's ever lived. Yeah, he he's constantly asking her if he can smash. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm tired." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Come on, Santa's got, <laughs> Santa's got a blue sack and he needs to unload the presents." And she's like, "No, not interested." Is that an actual line? No. Did you think of that just now? Yeah, that's really good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, got, I gotta say, credit where it's due. Yeah, thank you. Um, also, I did notice in this that they don't actually kiss on the mouth. That was in Mel's writer. Probably. Yeah. Like, legitimately. I'm, I'm not kissing I will on pretend mouth. to be married to one of them. To get me some, I will to not, get me some fake yeah. uh, woke points. I will not be putting my mouth on one of no. them. I will pretend to want to fuck her. A lot. Constantly. More than you'd think. They do cuddle in bed, though. That's true. But that's... Yeah. And we almost got this email's dick. So close, but it didn't yeah. happen. Especially his dick as Santa. It's pretty probably bad. a white pretty, bush. Pretty magical dick. Yeah. Although he's not that white in the beard. He, he's, no, he's, he's very he's more gray. Yeah. Like, it, like, there's a little bit of black in the middle, and then some white on like, the it's outside. It's just an actual beard he grew, It's just right? his beard. Yeah. That's just his regular but, Yeah, like, they, they didn't Santa him up a lot. No. But he is Santa. Uh, so, uh, Chris Kringle. Yes. And his wife, Ruth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, so it, this is a universe where Santa is real. Mm-hmm. People know Santa's real. Yes. Uh, he has a workshop somewhere. Yeah. And kids are believing less and less. Mm-hmm. And he's not, uh, he's not putting up the numbers he used to. No, he's to. not putting up old time Santa yeah, numbers. He's, uh, he's very much, uh, Vince Carter on the Atlanta Hawks. Ooh. He's, uh, he's, he's. Come not, on, he's coming off the bench for about 12 minutes a game. Not like uh, Vince Carter in college where he made all his money. Oh, made all his money. Yes, yeah. we got rich. Uh, so he goes and does his, his yearly delivery. Yeah. And he comes back shot because <laughs> kids were shooting guns at his sleigh. <laughs> um, and yeah. he, so he's, he's immortal, sort of. Yeah. He, he, he can regenerate almost every injury. He's, he's like, he's a Wolverine. He's a Wolverine, except for he can't regrow back things. But he, his, he his, heals, though. His wounds heal. Yeah. But he doesn't get his eye back later. No, no. true. So he he has scars on him and stuff. He's and, a low-level Wolverine. Yeah, he's a poor man's Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they, he comes back from the delivery this year, and his, and his wife, Ruth, kind of gives him the pep talk of, like, no, maybe we should look at doing other things. And he's like, nope. The thing I'm good at is this, and that's what yeah. I want to do. They, I think it's around here, they really blew a line opportunity. Like, I know it's not, the movie's considering it's kind of a silly premise, is not played that silly. No. It's no. played pretty serious, actually. It's very, it's very serious. But um, I think they really blew it when when his wife says, have you checked the list? And he, he didn't doesn't say it. respond yeah, he didn't say it. with... 
twice. But maybe that's too comical. I know it's too on the nose. But even but then, you can still do it. Th- don't ask the question if you're. Don't set it up if you're yeah. not gonna pay it off. Yeah, yeah. that's that's either right. just ignore it completely or yeah. lean into it. Yeah, you can't do half. You can't. You can't ask Santa. Have you checked the list? It's, it's like asking if like something was naughty, and then he doesn't and not say throwing in a or nice, nice or yeah. a, 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 no, it was nice can't or something. Do, can't you know, do like, it. You can't do that. Yeah. Um. So she's trying to convince him to take like other other jobs because they have the elves. Yeah. They can manufacture. So she's trying to convince him that he needs to take other work re- the rest of the year yeah. to sort of make up for the lack of kids that believe in Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so while he's doing that, we meet uh, a little boy named Billy. Who's a real young Republican. He's a young Republican, yeah. He's, yeah. He, and, and very much like a uh, mafioso family kind of guy. Like he... Yeah. His dad is not around, but he's obviously a very powerful mm-hmm. businessman. Yeah. And he lives with his grandmother in, like, a huge mansion with, like, servants and yeah. anything he wants at any time of day. And he's obsessed with uh, winning, like, a science contest, science fair. Yeah, science fair thing. Science fair thing, which he's won, like, every, every year. And this year he loses to some random girl in his class. Yeah. Which he then gets mad about, mm-hmm. uh, and has her kidnapped. Yep, and as anyone would, and threatened. I in my uh, grade five science fair, uh, I took uh, now to be fair, <laughs> in someone's bag. It, it was uh, it was done in partners. Okay. And it was not pick your own partner. It was Ooh, alphabetical partner. Like that. So you got paired with. I a... got paired with Cody Hennessy, a uh, jock at the time turned artist. In adulthood. Okay. Interesting. I don't think so, but very gay uncle who ran Hennessy hair salons. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? Interesting. Uh, yeah, but he... Chinese? Hennessy, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just assume everyone who went to school was Chinese. So you could say any name in the world, and I'm going to think they're Chinese. Uh, Dan Smith. Cantonese or Mandarin? <laughs> Shockingly, Cantonese. Cantonese, wow, interesting. Which they're trying to erase. <laughs> well, yeah. um, they had their way. Yeah, so uh, Cody, admittedly, not a science guy in grade five. Uh, we did a thing on eclipses, and I, I thought we did a pretty good job, but we ended taking uh, silver to uh, to uh, Rahim Vellani and Chris Ueda. Chinese? Japanese. Japanese. Look at these. See, I didn't miss it. I'm not exactly. the writer of this movie. Exactly. I didn't miss it. The one, the, the one, one time, the one Japanese we had too. Okay. Oh, at the at the time, oh. we added another in grade eight, a Kazuki Mukai. Hmm. Um, he seems serious. <laughs> Very serious man, <laughs> a real Michael Stuhlbarg. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah, we took silver to their gold, and I remember being pissed. And I'm like, if I had the means, I would have kidnapped them hmm. and made me give them their gold. Uh. I, and and also I I look because that's what he's he's like give me like the blue ribbon give me the blue ribbon like he doesn't care about actually the achievement no he just wants the thing he just wants the the recognition so yeah. I think it's that he can show his father yeah that uh, look I've won this every single year uh, same thing happened to me in so grade six to grade seven so grade six we had to do a project on like a country in the world right Slava Ukraine uh. No. Oh, I don't know. I'm just taking a shot. Uh, Democratic but, Republic of the Congo? Kind of close, actually. So Belarus. We had to do a project on any country in the world. We had yep. to do, like, 
uh, like political history, um, something else. And then we were supposed to bring like a cultural food that represented that country. Oh, you should have done fucking Georgia, the country, not the state mm -hmm. and done the, uh, what's the thing called with the bread, with the egg and the cheese. Uh, it's it, it. I want it more than anything. I think if you just go Georgia national dish, you get it. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a bread with just a shitload of cheese in it. Kachapuri. Kachapuri. That's the one. Yeah, it looks good. I want it. Well, what I did was. Someone mail us Kachapuri. What I did was, uh, I chose the, cause you got to pick your partners. Yep. I chose the, uh, one Croatian kid in my school. And did Croatia? And we did Croatia. Yes. And then his mom just baked a shit ton of Croatian, like, you Love know, it. snacks, pastries, desserty stuff. You did this right. Uh, got an A plus. Hell yeah. Then, when I went from middle school to, uh, or sorry, from elementary school to middle school for yep. grade seven, Completely different school, different mm-hmm. teachers. Yeah, they did the exact same project. Oh, tell me, I you took just pulled it again. I took, but you did it individually. Oh, and you didn't have to do all the cooking and stuff. You just had yeah. to do like the project. I chose Croatia. Yeah, brought the exact same paper. Yeah, got an A. Yeah, and then there was another Croatian kid in my class who yep. I didn't know, who then immediately gravitated towards me because I did Croatia, <laughs> and then his mom would like make me food. Yes, <laughs> and it was really good. Nice. I'm like, man, I didn't have to do any work either time, and I got good <laughs> grades and great food both times. Amazing. Yeah. There were these, like... Croatia, number one. There were these, Bosnia, like, suck it. Bosnia, Bosnia, and especially Herzegovina. Oh. Kiss my ass. How about them Serbs? I mean, they're the same. <laughs> they're all the they're same. They're all the same. Though, all of Yugoslavia is eight square blocks. It, it really is. It, and, and, and it had to become 12 different and they're countries. And they're all Christian, but they're different types of Christian. Yeah. Can't have it. No Muslims. God help you if you're God Muslim. help you. Christian God help they, you they really if you're don't, Muslim. They really don't want Muslims. They do not. Go go to fucking Chechnya. Get <laughs> sure. out of here. Yeah. You want to be a white Muslim? Do it in ex-USSR. Yeah. Go to Kosovo. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, there were these like breaded, or not breaded, um, like phyllo pastry like twists that were like coated in like butter and then like some kind of sweet uh like sugary topping thing yeah sugar and, I, tits? and i feel like yeah they, they're called sugar and tits. i feel like he and i probably ate more than half of them just like at our and then of course like we, we spread the tables out like the desks around the outside yep. of the room and everybody would just like go through and sample things people would come from the other classes to like come see everything but i feel like he and i probably sat there and ate like the majority of the things <laughs> that his mom made i wonder i wonder what um what Pero is up to these days? Pero de Ceausescu? Uh, no, that's a little bit more Romanian. Yeah. Um, Comunici, also Romanian. Yeah, as if I'm going to remember what his fucking last name is. It's like H... I like that his first name is Spanish for dog. Uh, one R. Uh. H... H-Q-K-R-U-I-J... Ooh. Hru... Hru... No, I don't remember. Kuri Jevish. So many consonants. I don't know. Whatever. Who's got time for that many consonants? I don't know, but Croatians apparently. Uh, shout out to him. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. Maybe he's doing great. Maybe he's the president of Croatia. 
Uh, could be. I like typing in his name, assuming that I was friends with him on Facebook. Uh, brings me to some random sl- slut with her boobs out. I don't know. Hey, nice. That's not Good him job. unless he's trans and his name is Angela now. Trangela? Trangela. <laughs> well, never gonna find out, so I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, what, what do you think about Fat Man? Uh, no, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we got we got distracted. So, anyways, he, he 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 kidnaps her and threatens her to get the yeah. to get the thing ribbon back. Then uh, the next day is Christmas Day. <laughs> we're like, uh, yeah, we're like, because like they're taking place at separate times, kind yeah. of. Um, and he goes, he gets a thing of coal. He runs outside screaming, yeah. uh, "I'll get you for this fat man," mm-hmm. uh, which then leads to him calling up uh, his assassin, yep. which is played by uh, Walton Goggins, Goggins. all time nameless. Love him, uh, love his name, love his face, he's love his acting. so good. I think he's, he's great in everything. I no think matter how be- bad the movie is, he's always great. I think because of seeing this a month or two ago. Yeah. A couple months ago, because the follow-up is a month ago. Um, when I was sick in February, yeah. I watched all of, of the wire. Vice Principals. Nice. And it's a good show. I started watching it, and I never finished it. Yeah. Same thing with... Uh... Righteous Gemstones? Righteous Gemstones. I, 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 got ha- the, I think I, got, I haven't watched any of that. I think I got the first, like three episodes and then I got I was DVRing them and I got too far behind on them and I was like oh, I can't I'm never getting caught up with fuck it <laughs> yeah yeah but um, yeah. Vice Principals is good he yeah I mean he's he's really good in everything yeah. he really is uh, he's really good at playing a bad guy but there's also some like random face characters yep. he's played that he's like pretty good he, he kind of goes heel to face in Vice Principals because he definitely starts as like, uh, I was going to call him Kenny Loggins. Not even. I was going to call Not Danny. Mc, same. I was going to call Danny McBride Kenny Loggins. Not even Kenny Powers. Not even Kenny Powers. The name of a character he played on a different show made by the same people. Yep. Also uh, incredibly good. Also incredibly yeah, good. Except the last season's whatever. The first se- season. Season one, one of Eastbound and Down is all-time great TV. Yeah, I would say so. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Even two. Yeah. Even two is right up there. Yeah. We need to do we need to do some stuff. We need to do some tier lists. We need to do some I don't yeah. know. We need to do some more like TV show related stuff on this podcast. I've been saying that for years. No, you haven't. <laughs> well, I've been thinking it. You've been telling me to watch more TV. I have. Yeah. Um and the rest I've been internalizing and giving myself cancer. Good. <laughs> uh just so you know, Walton Goggins is in your favorite movie of all time. Um, the assassination. I'm going to cut you off right now. Uh, Shanghai Noon. <laughs> Your favorite uh, movie. Of course. The movie that confounded me for years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I don't get the title. <laughs> <laughs> so, Walton Goggins is an assassin who is obsessed. Who has also, also been wronged by Santa. Yeah, he's been wronged by Santa when he was a kid. And yeah. he's obsessed with, when we first see him, he's buying presents that were given to people from Santa. And yes. he has a massive collection of Santa of presents, Santa presents yeah. that he has like in his in his house. Yeah. And he's buying a bat from a guy, a baseball yeah. bat, uh, that has like the official like pressed yeah. stamp thing made into the project. Made, Santa. Made at the North Pole. Yeah. Uh, so this kid 
uh, calls him and tells him he has a job for him. He wants Santa dead. And Walton Goggins, of course, has beef with Santa as well. So he goes, that's interesting. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. So... Now back at the north, at the uh, well, it's not the it's not the North Pole. It's north. It's, it's north. It's snowy. North Peak, Alaska, is where it is. Right. And uh, Santa has it's ag- magnetic north. Magnetic not. north. Yeah. <laughs> Santa has agreed to take a job from the U.S. government. Yeah. To make military microchips. Yes. For drones, I think. Sure. Um, so there's all these military guys like on his property that are like telling his elves telling, what to do. Yeah, I'm setting up and stuff. Um, there, yeah, I guess there's nothing really that happened. Like the 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 rest of the movie is him feeling kind of crappy that he accepted that the he job. Took this government trying to contract. fuck his wife. Definitely trying to and Walton wife. Goggins trying to find out how to get to Santa. Yeah, and along the way, murdering people. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, after we were talking about it earlier, I, I see a few notes down. I did write, uh, I can't imagine this was Mel's first pick for Mrs. Claus. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it was. probably not. But I, like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's racist. I think no, he just doesn't just like anti-Semitic. Jews. Yeah. He's anti-Semitic, not racist, which is totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote Drew on that, guys. Put it in, put it in the, the film about him. Well, no, I'm saying that Mel Gibson... It's cool. Being for being anti-Semitic but not being racist is cool because he could just go f- yeah. fully everything. And it's, it's also he's Australian. <laughs> it's, and it's also cool for anyone else to no do that. Just Mel. Is it cool for Mel- other Australians to do that? Yes. Okay. Mel's got a Mel's got a a blank check from me. <laughs> like I don't know. He would have to do something really heinous. really heinous. Yeah. For me not to like him. Yeah. I like a lot of his movies probably more than most people do. Not so much the more recent ones, but a lot of the, like, previous ones. You're not a Daddy's Home 2 guy? Um, I mean, I like Daddy's Home 2 because, <laughs> okay. because, because of because him. Because Mel Gibson's he, he is the best part of it. Uh, like, I mean, for directing, I, I like two of his five movies. Passion of the Christ. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like his upcoming The Resurrection of the Christ um, because I'm a, born, I, I'm a born-again Christian. That That one's a tough one for me. Because, obviously, I want Mel Gibson to succeed. Of course. But I would love if it did so much worse than Passion. Because Passion made so much money and, like, really bummed me out about the state of the world that, like, that many people care about that. Bad news, Scott. So I think it'd be cool if, like, way less people cared about it. Bad news is going to make a billion dollars. It's going to make a billion dollars. It's going to. It's going to. (sighs) Have you seen The Passion? No. It's just torture porn. Yeah, it's not even a good movie. It's just it's beating it's, the shit. It out is of very. Jesus for two it is hours. very. From what I've I've heard and seen is uh, very accurate to the Bible. Wait, isn't it in Aramaic? It's in Aramaic, which is nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, he also did Apocalypto, which is in like Mayan or whatever. I was not expecting. Like, I never. I intentionally never saw Apocalypto. Nothing to do with not liking Mel Gibson. I'm like, I don't care about this movie. Yeah. And then when we were watching stuff for yeah. Oscars, I guess. Oscars. Uh, you're like, no, watch it. Watch it's it. It's sick. I'm like, okay, I trust you. And guess what? I still trust you. Because yeah. it was pretty it sick. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I was like, all right, you yeah. got me, and I should have watched it earlier. Yep. I mean, I I I enjoyed the uh, our two thousands Oscar watch because we've we've basically seen every movie from the twenty tens yes. for uh, for the podcast. The pod. But I definitely had a lot of 
gaps in the 2000s that watching stuff for the Oscars filled. Like, I, for some reason, I didn't watch, like, any mainstream, like, uh, mystery or crime thing. Like, huh. uh, like your... Uh, your Mystic Rivers. Your Mystic Rivers, your... What's the tongue? Gone Baby one? Gone. Uh, in the Valley of Ella. In the Valley of was Ella. Good. Gone Baby Gone, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, And they're all good. They're all great. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. why didn't I watch these? And also, for some reason any Martin Scorsese or Clint Eastwood movie. I'm yeah, like, yeah. why didn't I fucking watch The Aviator? I don't know. Yeah. Too long. <laughs> why didn't I watch The Aviator? Why didn't I watch Changeling? 90 minutes of gaslighting Angelina Jolie and rocks. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in... Uh, I mean, I love Gallipoli. I like The Bounty. I like... I mean, Lethal Weapon's really good. Um, then you got, uh, I love, 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 suck its dick, Maverick. It <laughs> is so fucking fun. Yep. <laughs> uh, then you got Braveheart, which is pretty good. Never saw it. Um, Ransom's great. Conspiracy Theory is amazing. Yes. Yeah, w- was was it a run of uh, Ransom Conspiracy Theory payback? Payback, payback yeah. It was a good run. 90, I, 96, 97, 99. Yeah. That was the only reason he didn't do it in 98 because he did Lethal Weapon 4, which maybe I've seen. I don't know. Oh, remember. yeah. I can't believe they haven't made another Lethal Weapon. Actually, shocking. I, can I feel like they've it. made three TV television shows? series. They have. They have. <laughs> well, one, they had to recast the guy because oh, he got canceled. Right. Yeah. Funny. Uh, I don't remember who what his name is, but um, Damon Wayans Jr. No, he was the one that got to stay. Ah. Or is that Rush Hour? Are we being I, racist? I don't know. Um, or also, am I, tell me if I'm crazy. Did they do a bulletproof? They did television series. They absolutely did. Weird. Was that big enough to be? No, not <laughs> even a little bit. Right? Not even a little <laughs> I'm bit. Not crazy. Uh, bulletproof. Random nineteen ninety five movie that I like, but I don't think is probably I like it. warranting a television I think series. It's pretty good. It's good. Um. So bulletproof. Oh, there's so, there, you tell me there's multiple things. Oh, there is multiple things. Probably. Uh, bulletproof TV show is apparently a British. There's a British version. There is a British version. Weird. Weird. With Noel Clark and Ashley Walters. Uh, there was a direct to sequel, Bulletproof 2, starring Don Michael Paul and Faison Love. I like I like Faison Love. Um, so, so uh, Lethal Weapon. Maybe there isn't a Bulletproof TV series. I, I thought there was, but maybe it's that British thing that we're just thinking it is. Uh, lethal Weapon would be Damon Wayans and Clayne Crawford. Who, and they canceled. They canceled my boy Clayne. I think they canceled your boy Clayne. Did did he show someone nude Clayne? Nude? Can I see a nude Clayne? <laughs> and then he was replaced by Sean William Scott. Oh, so Stifler. Uh, yeah, he. No, not Stifler. Yeah, yeah, Stifler. Okay, yeah. Uh, apparently, he had bad behavior and hostility on set, and he was fired after two seasons and replaced with new character played by Sean William Scott. See. Here, that's the problem with canceling. Being kind of a dick on set yep. is equated to serial rapist. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you're right. Clean and like Jeffrey Tambor yelled at Jessica Walter one day on Arrested Development, yeah. and they're the same as Kevin Spacey. Well, you know, 
I mean, or a better example, because what did Kevin Spacey even do? <laughs> he, well, nothing, because he's gay, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, an actual, like, I guess a Weinstein. He probably, I think he did some shit. I think he did some, I think he did some shit, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like Mel's movies a lot more yeah. than other people. Like, but that, I mean, that late 90s run? Yeah. Mwah. Yeah. I would love to, somebody pay for us to re-watch Conspiracy Theory, because I really like that movie. Is that a Rene Russo? That's a Rene Russo. Who yeah. I don't Not like. Not a big fan of looking at her face. No, she's me a, neither. She's a good actress. I was, was going to say, like, uh, like in uh, Nightcrawler, I'm like. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like, I don't, I don't like Rene Russo, but. Yeah, everything, everything's good here. Yeah. So, like yeah. she is a good actress. She's a good actress. She's just not great to look at. I just at. don't like looking at her. Sad. Uh, where where are we at? Okay, so now we'll- oh, Ed, Ed, we've probably we must have gotten to this point so far. I, it's probably at the begin beginning of Walton like hunting Fat Man. Uh, he does a sick rolling armbar at some point. Uh, I can't remember he, where and in yeah, what context. He's... Are you sure it's there and it's not? Later I don't know if it's there. He's... I just, it might just I might just have a gap in notes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The 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 only other thing I wrote before this was I can't tell if this movie is serious or tongue in cheek, and I think it's serious. I think it's serious. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's serious. And then yeah, next thing is sick rolling armbar Walton, but that might be a little he later does, on. Yeah, he definitely does one. I just don't remember exactly where it is in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, it it's good. Yeah, so he, yeah, he like, he, no one knows where Santa lives, but they do know the post office he uses. That's how, uh, yeah, word gets to him that that's where to go. That, like, yeah, the he, because he first he confronts like a postal worker and he's like, where, where's the stuff the fat man come from? Yeah, he's like, I don't know, there's like a box at the, at the main office downtown. Nobody knows. You can ask the, like, the guy, like, the, the, who runs that office. He's like, nobody knows. They're like, oh, but what if I have a gun? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So then he kills that guy, steals his uniform and his truck. Yep. Then he goes there. He meets the guy who's in charge. He asks him. He tells him, I don't know. It's like it takes it to a P.O. box like up north. Yeah. So then he kills that guy. Then he goes up north Mm -hmm. and then he finds the small town that he lives in. And he asks, I'm looking for my friend Chris. Can you tell me how to find him? He's like, nope. Uh, Nobody (laughs) knows how to get a hold of him. But he comes here to get the mail. But he comes here a couple times a week. So if you leave a note, he's like, nope, I'm good. I'll I'll hang out. Uh, Then he does something that I really like. I mean, I, maybe it's a little overplayed, but whatever. Is when he goes, um, yeah, I just haven't seen him in a long time. Does he still drive that uh, that green that, Ford? And they're I like, do... no, it's a uh, red Chevy. He's like, yeah. ah, right, red Chevy. You're right. It's Sorry. a good move, and like, I, I like it. It does work on like it works a it, lot. On someone who's not suspecting you to be like no. fishing for information, and you said he's your friend. Yeah. And people are like, in, yeah, you've already disarmed them in like, small town Alaska. Yeah. They're going to believe you're his friend. It, it's a good play. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, so now, now he knows. So he like stakes out the post office. Stakes out the post office, and like, <laughs> and then like the the first like sniper attempt doesn't work because like yeah. sh- shit gets in the way. Yeah. and I'm like, you know, <laughs> if you wanted to clandestinely murder Santa, <laughs> maybe don't give up after your first opportunity doesn't go perfectly and goes straight to storming the compound with 1000 elves and the military, the military. at it yeah uh 
but he actually does pretty well at it. So what do I know? <laughs> but uh, I, I'd have maybe given the post office like one more shot. Yeah, I would have tried twice <laughs> before, and and then go full before going scorched earth. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, oh man, Wal- Walton is many things, but uh, patient man, he nope. is not. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like I said, he he goes to like a like a hunting store, buys wi- like white winter gear, yep. but has all of his weapons. He goes up to the to it. Uh, he decides to just fuck shit up. Yeah, he starts just uh, killing military, like sniping military oh, officers. Yeah. Then he goes into the compound. And he just starts killing everybody. Uh, Santa gets alerted this, yeah. and so the whole movie, like especially earlier in the movie. Uh, Chris Kringle has been practicing his uh, his shooting. Yeah, uh, he always has to defend himself and, yeah. and stand his ground because it's a it's a show me state. Divides him. I don't know. It was a callback earlier. Yeah, it was a good callback. The yeah, so he's out there uh, shooting cans, uh, yeah. me- Mexicans, Mexicans, Africans, and Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans. Yeah. Uh, I th- right before he gets alerted to the chaos at the factory, and he and uh, he and Ruth are just uh, hanging out inside. Well, they they do finally fuck. They do finally fuck. He finally gets his dick greasy, which which is great. And like, and they're just hanging out, and there's like a big, uh, like a big wood stove in yes. the, in the middle of the big room, yes. and I'm like, I. I really, I really like that. And like, have I always liked old things or do I just like old things now because I'm old? Both. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I, I, shit like that is cool to me now. Yeah. And I, before I, in, in earlier times, I wouldn't have cared. Right. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Just making observations about me. Making observations about being autistic and old. Yeah. That's good. It's fair. <laughs> uh, so Santa gets alerted, and then he goes out to confront Walton Goggins. Yeah, I like this scene a lot. It's good. I think the scene is really fun because yep. Goggins is like far away from the house, behind like a pile of of uh, firewood. Yeah, it's like a long trench of of firewood. Yeah, it's like, like a long lined wall, up. kind of. And uh, Chris Kringle comes out. Mm-hmm. Tells him like he knows who he is because yeah. obviously he knows who everybody is. He knows when you're sleeping. He knows uh, when you're awake. He's yeah. gonna know it's Walton Goggins. Well, I mean, come Walton on, Goggins. Uh, so he, he knows when he knows when you're Walton Goggins. He does know when you're Walton Goggins. So uh, Goggins pulls out like a police car toy that that's the only thing Santa ever gave to yeah. him as a kid. And he before sa- it turned bad. And he says like you know I can only I can only do so much with what I'm given. Yeah. Right. So he's pretty much saying that like I you're gave bad. you that, and the next year you became a, piece a monster. Of shit. Yeah. So they have a huge gun. You put fight. your mom in a rolling armbar. <laughs> you did. You broke her goddamn clavicle. <laughs> um, so now he gets in this big gunfight where he, Chris Kringle's on the far side and he's he, you know he's got like a handgun and Walton Goggins has like a high powered long distance rifle <laughs> and they're shooting back and forth and Santa gets shot in the leg and then he has to go hide behind uh, a tractor and then I like the visual because then when Goggins is reloading uh, Santa makes full speed run from the tractor to the yes. other side of the stack of of, of wood, mm-hmm. and now there's like this kind of standoff because like he, Goggins doesn't know where the, he is. Yeah. Chris Kringle's trying to think of his next move, but like as the crow flies, they're very they're close, very to, each close other. to each other. Yeah. So then they both very slowly start making their way down the line yeah. towards the end of the pile, but then Kringle makes a noise. Yeah. Uh-oh. So. Then there's like a, a brief pause, and then they realize that they're the other ones there. I got some brief pause for you. You do have brief. Actually, pause. they're not very brief. They're not very brief. They're, they're going to stick they're around. Very long. <laughs> um, 
Then they have like a they jump at each other at the same time. Yeah, grabs his gun, gets him down. Like Santa doesn't want to kill him. Yeah, but then Goggins has like a hidden blade, Assassin's Creed style, <laughs> and just gets him. Yeah, and uh, Santa falls off, and then Goggins gets shot mm-hmm. out of nowhere uh, by Mrs. Claus by yeah. Ruth, and then uh, he starts unloading at her. He shoots her, then. Uh, she crawls back in the house. He goes up to pursue her, and then uh, as he's about to get to her, uh, Santa's. Uh, oh no, she. Who she? Oh, she hides. Yeah. She hides in the corner and she blows him away. So she yeah. kills Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. Um, goes back out. Santa's been shot in the face. Yeah. And then the the elves come out and they're like, "Oh, Santa!" Like <laughs> they run up to him and uh, he's still alive, but he can't regenerate his eye. And then uh, the next thing you see is uh, from the point of view of of Ruth, I think, uh, is knocking on the door. Oh, sorry. Before that, the grandmother of the kid finds out that a bunch of money's missing from their like account, and she's on the phone and she's like, "You tell me who did it. I'm gonna make them pay." And the kid overhears it and is like, "Uh "Oh." Fuck. Oh. So he steals her sleeping pills. He's gonna crush them up into her milk and then give her the milk, yep. and she'll die. Mm. So then, then what you see is like a POV shot from Ruth of the door, the front door. The maid answers, and then you just go back to the kid in his room, sitting at his desk. Yeah. And then, uh, and he has told her previously, "Do not Don't. disturb me. Yeah. I'm gonna be jerking off in my bedroom. <laughs> I have so, business to attend to." So she comes up and knocks on the door, and he's like, "Listen, I said no interruptions." She's like, "Um, there's someone here to see." you and he goes oh fine whatever open the door it's ruth and then followed behind her is chris kringle with a cane and an eye patch on to which i wrote i hope he straight up beats the shit out of i mean that that would have been amazing but i think that defeats the purpose it's not his style but what he does instead is so much more fucking boss yeah he he walks up to him he says his name he then grabs the milk and chugs the milk then he goes huh fentanyl that would yeah. have done the job, mm-hmm. but of course he's Santa and he's immortal. Yeah. <laughs> so the fentanyl does nothing. In fact, it probably helps him with his pain. I bet it feels great. Yeah, drinking a whole glass uh, of milk with like I twenty want... opened capsules of fentanyl. Uh, don't uh, don't promise me things I can't have. Go home. I want some fentanyl milk right now. Go, so go bad. home and try some fentanyl milk. If I Drew, if I morning. had fentanyl milk, I'd be drinking fentanyl milk. Yeah, let's call it, let's call up our guy, and uh, he'll get you some stuff. It might be off-brand Russian. That's but what. That's what. It doesn't make me feel good. I, need, I want the real stuff. I need prescription. Yeah, yeah the real stuff. Uh, I need to. Re- <laughs> I'm not gonna say because nope, I, ha- I have a wrestling match tomorrow. Ah, I, we're at three hours six minutes. You're fine. I need to really hurt myself <laughs> and get <laughs> some proper opioids. Well, good thing you're having a uh, on a pole match tomorrow. So you good thing I'm it. wrestling a giant black man who's sloppy. It- He's a little bit sloppy in a... Uh, not as strong as he thinks he is. Tail on a pole match. He's not as... But I'm, I'm going to try a head scissors with him tomorrow. Okay. I think he can take a head scissors. Make sure, make sure that you uh, tuck your No, I'm uh, not doing arm. a mystic. I'm not, oh. uh, I'm not shooting the moon on Boo, it. Boo, coward. I wonder if I'll Boo, ever... coward, do it again. I wonder if I'll ever try it again. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Same match. You do a la mystica. Uh-huh. I do the Undertaker dive. The it's our things, overcome our fears the match. Two things that are oh. that we'd be afraid of. Let's overcome those fears. With, if if I have the if I have a great base, I'll do. It. If I if I have a Ricky Shane Page yeah. type, yeah, or a Ricky Shane Page, or a Ricky Shane Page, yeah. 
Because because the, the the one I did with him mm. was like butter. Well, cause and actually, honestly, every other one I did with Dan besides yeah, the one where the I one. broke my arm felt easy. Just the one, yeah. But uh, but yeah, if if we have a real good base, and I'm assuming two good catchers on your part, how about this? I'm gonna do one first to the stage at SOS because it's not a far can, fall. See if you can clear the ropes. <laughs> I, but I never had a problem clearing the ropes other than the one time I fucked it up. And uh-huh. I even did it one time after that. Yeah, you did, But right? then I was like, maybe I'm, sca- I'm, I'm not a high flyer. Now I'm a scared. But then I've been doing moves to the to the floor a bunch because I want to hurt myself. Yeah, so, I respect that. So, yeah, I'll do it. SOS is a really high ring, though. It is a high ring. That's a thing. Yeah, if, if there's a do group it, of people... Do it timber. Ooh, low ring. Yeah. Too low. I'll do, low. It, I'll do it at 5cc with, with the safest string. It's also kind of high, though. It's a little high. Yeah. But I'll do it at Timber. Do it at Timber. Yeah. Easy. Um, oh, you've... I mean, you've got a good catcher next show. Next Timber show. You'll get there. Have I already forgotten who we're wrestling at Timber? You have, but uh, think of think of a team we've never wrestled oh, right. that will be very fun oh, to wrestle. right. That's, that's in September. That's in September. <laughs> I might have forget. I might forget by then. You might. <laughs> also, why September? That seems so far away. They they do one show every. I know two months, and we're not on the next one. Next next show, the the May show is the second half of the first round. Yeah. July show is all women's boo. boo. I hope nobody comes. Cowards, <laughs> cowards boo. And then September is what are you fucking three two one battle? <laughs> September is the semi-finals where uh i don't know maybe we've got uh six months to convince them who should maybe actually win that match yeah. <laughs> so you don't have a weird final so terrible finals <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know Char- ca- all character work versus the most intense team that wrestles yeah i don't know seems weird i mean we have some character work but we can also go yeah so you know i don't know figure it out guys uh, anyways, he tells the kid that he needs to stop being such a little fuck, yep. and uh, then that's the end of the movie, and it's great. Yeah, uh, uh, my last note is, uh, I kind of thought they'd get out of the military contract, but I guess Santa just works for the Department of Defense now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that would be, like, is he didn't want it, like, it was a, a desperation move to take the military contract, and I thought there would be, like, some sort of resolution to that, but there wasn't at all. He just works for the government now. <laughs> It's funny. Yep. Well, you shit pays the bills. Garbage pays the bills. Military garbage pays the bills. Uh, Kirk Douglas thought that was Uh, it. Kirk Douglas. Nope. It was Was uh, uh, Chris Farley. Was it Christopher Lee? I think it was Christopher. uh, It was either Christopher Charlton Heston. No, no, no. It was either Christopher Lee or Christopher Plummer. Plummer. I think. Yeah, maybe Plummer. Plummer. Thousand percent. Lee didn't feel right, but it did feel like a Christopher. Yeah, it was an Lloyd. old dead Christopher who uh, <laughs> who told us that. Um, finally, we're gonna end this off. Uh, in a, you know, we had the nice warm Christmas kind. We of... We had the nice warm anti-Semitic movie. Yeah, and now <laughs> now we're gonna have an even warmer g- anti-non-whites movie. <laughs> we're gonna go a little harder in the paint here. Nineteen hundred and ninety-eight American History Ten. <laughs> now. I haven't seen one through nine, so you're going to need to fill me in. <laughs> I feel like I lost a lot of context. Uh, brought to us by Sonics. Sonics? Sometimes he's good you for You know one. what? You 
made up for everything else by getting me to rewatch American History X. Because it has been 20 years since I've seen this movie. Sonics has the spottiest track record with requests. Yeah. Hate, 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 hate. One of the best movies I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah, let me... And not just because I'm a white person in the movies about white people doing hate crimes. The, yeah. that are, that's completely coincidental this is such like this sonic sonic the, sonic weird anime did you do a weird anime uh we so okay we've got sonic the hedgehog the movie which is the 1996 anime yes wild tales Did, didn't like very good kiki's delivery service good l- but low end miyazaki low end but good um top secret fun fun silly uh, the first three episodes of Sonic X. Yeah, that failure. Failure. My, <laughs> my favorite mobility merry moments. Okay, pretty good. Uh, and uh, this, and then uh, two uh, to be announced, uh, one good and one the worst of all of them. Yeah, I think so. So, well, this is the best one you've recommended, and I'm very glad that I had a reason to sit down and watch it again because it is genuinely such a good fucking movie. It's the reason for the season. It, yeah, I, it had been a very long time since you had seen it. Maybe 20 years or like a little yeah. bit less than 20 years. Me too. Exact yeah. same thing. I like. I knew it was good. Yeah, I knew I liked it. Um, but I, yeah, not seeing it for so that, that is something that I will look forward to when we don't have to do all requests anymore. Yeah, is. I really want to revisit movies that I know are good, but I haven't, I haven't seen, seen in like, yeah, 20 years. Yeah. I, I don't have any, like, right off the top of my head right now, but there are so many that I think... Oh, yeah, sure. Somebody kill that dog, please. Yeah. Uh, I, there's so many that I think, ooh, I should re-watch. Yeah. Right? There's tons e- of Even some that are, like, less than 20 years. Like, I don't know the last time that I saw, like, There Will Be Blood. I, I couldn't tell you the last time Actually, I saw it. Actually, yeah. Me too. And it's it's one of the best movies ever made. Yes. <laughs> and I have not seen it in ten, 10 years. I think I've seen it at the theater and one more time, but that one more time was still a lot of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like there are so many that I'm like I know that's a really good movie. Yeah. I should rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to I don't have the time. It. But one day we will. One Pretty day soon. soon. In a couple weeks. Unless people request more stuff. Yeah. Which they well, I mean, what would be great is if people would just start giving us $100 for Choose Your Own Adventures. We got, and then we got one of those next week. That's true. But if they're giving more Choose Our Own Adventures, we can just start picking those movies, get paid to rewatch them, yes. and then talk about them. 100%. Which is perfect. At three hours and 15 minutes, uh, thank you, everybody, for doing that. <laughs> I know Good you're job, all guys. still listening. Some, some of them inexplicably are. Yeah. Uh, so did you make a, uh, a litter boxed list, uh, of two movies? And if you haven't, you maybe should. I did. Uh, well, you, I have two separate letter box lists that involve this movie. One is from three, three days ago. Yeah. And one is from like two years ago. Give me both of them. Uh, so the original one was after I had watched the. Uh, DC animated feature uh, The Death of Superman Mm -hmm. and the list is movies featuring at least one curb stomp and it is that and American History X. Very good. And the one I made three days ago was movies where a white actor tries to set the world record for saying the N-word consecutively. Which contains... And it is this in 42. <laughs> now, this one is a... This is a very close but still distant second. second. to Alan Tudyk Alan Tudyk says it more than anyone's ever said Saying it, it ever. to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Uh, 
which uh, he says, un- which unconfirmed might have killed Chadwick Boseman, possibly. Now, and this one is Faruza Balk saying it to Ed Norton. Now, I uh, I posit you a, pause a, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. an unprecedented third third list two movie list containing this movie. Okay. This is something that somebody else made, or you're telling me I need to make this it right is, now? I, this is me right now telling you, I'm, I'm offering it to you, you can make it if you okay. want. Uh, movies where a Nazi is the good guy, uh, American History X, and the Kanye West documentary. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't do it. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's going to get me in trouble. I tried. Because Kanye's not a hero. <laughs> Kanye's not a good guy. <laughs> I'm fine with doing it for... Our, for our boy Ed Norton, but I'm not giving Kanye shit. <laughs> That's fair. Ed Norton is like one of the best actors of our generation. He's great. And I mean, I guess Kanye is one of the best rappers of our generation, but uh, he's also a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's gone an interesting route. He's uh, I think he's friends with Mel Gibson. No. <laughs> uh, Mel's better than that. Yeah. So this movie literally has every single racial slur yeah. you've ever heard. And some you haven't. And some that are like made up for this movie. Because <laughs> like fancy new slurs. Every single line in this movie has one. Yeah. Like it it's You can't go a sentence insane <laughs> without a fun new slur. But yeah, it it is really, really just packed full of everything you've ever heard said, like playing online against someone on Xbox or PlayStation. 12-year-old playing Call of Duty. Or anything on Twitter after Elon took it over. (laughs) Like, it's incredible what they come come away with. Uh, This movie also used the word fuck 214 times. Good numbers. Uh, That's up there. I don't think... It's not number one. Number one is... A, ter- a Tarantino movie? I could see Tarantino. I was thinking like a... Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Alpha Dog. 367 really? times. Alpha Dog. Is that a Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Uh, it is. Oh, and, so, uh, oh that, sorry. This is in reverse order. That's number... 10 or something? That's number 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Timberlake also in Alpha Dog. And uh, Neil Hirsch. Uh, Jew. Uh, Straight, Straight Outta Compton, 392. Solid. Casino, That's a good movie, too. Casino, 422. Casino, yeah. Oh, I Goodfellas in the mix? It is not. Oh. Um, number... This one is a movie I've never heard It's called of? Fuck the Movie. Um, 1997's Nil by Mouth? Don't know. It's a UK drama about working class families in London with <laughs> Ray Winstone. Um, oh, the Full Monty. Oh, it's also notable for being Gary Oldman's directorial debut. I know him. Weird. We talked about him earlier. Uh, Summer of Sam, 435. Uncut Gems, 560. Wow, way to go, Sandler. And number one is The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I think I'm hearing 569 that. times. Because that has length on its side, too. Yes. Um, you know what else has length on its side? Your not my penis. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this movie, I could understand why people would not like this movie. Grow up. I agree. Don't be a coward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was made in nineteen ninety eight. It was different times. Yeah. 
But he, as as a movie, it's fucking good. It's so well made. Yeah. I mean, there's I got so many like notes. I got so many so much trivia for this. I think let's just uh, let's just get into it instead of just like gushing over it. Sure. Um, gushing over you, this Nazi movie. But it's it's. Kind of also... Triumph of the Will. Now that's a movie. I don't own it. Uh, you, you don't I own do it? I do not own a DVD If I was to scour copy. this room we find ourselves in know. right now, I, don't know. I would not find a digital versatile disc copy of Triumph of the Will, perhaps, with a Vancouver Film School sticker on the cover? No, because I think you would give up before you found it. Is it in your butt? <laughs> it's in my butt. I keep it close to my heart. <laughs> Um, did you know that Ed Norton turned down Saving Private Ryan for this movie? Ooh. I don't know what what role he was cast in, but... He... Private Ryan. Mm, I can't really see He's him. A little, I little could see. Old, I could see him being the uh, Adrian Caparzo role, which is uh, Vin Diesel. I could see him maybe being could that. Be a Vin, he could be um, Tom Hanks. I don't think he's going to be the I'm lead. Not, I'm not good at casting. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Remember when Saving Private Ryan didn't win Best Picture? You got fuck off. And Shakespeare in fuck Love did. Fuck off. And Shakespeare in Love I did. liked one of the comments on our YouTube video last time that was uh, when I said uh, his last nomination oh. was... And, and you were like, wow, that's 16 years no, ago. No, because we were talking about uh, John Williams. John Williams. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, it was John Williams. And yeah. uh, you're like, the last thing he won was for 1994. First, Schindler's List. I'm like, wow, wow, it's been 19 years. And then, <laughs> and then yeah, the comment was like, oh, would, with, would that were true, buddy? I'm like... Oh, oh God, man. that's 29, 29 years ago. My life. <laughs> you you aged 40 years oh, in my. one comment. Just, uh, yeah, I, I looked at my own portrait. My face withered and my, my hair grayed. Yeah, that was, that was very funny. Oh, uh, that, that's it's 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 not your fault commenter that's the worst (laughs) youtube comment i've ever gotten and it was true (laughs) yeah oh yeah big time um so uh, one interesting like piece of trivia is that um constant changes to the script by edward furlong and edward norton resulted in tony Tony k being disappointed with the project Mm. and leaving him wanting to quit k claimed that their tinkering with the script changed the script radically from his own vision of it he was also reportedly so unsatisfied with norton's performance Mm. that he still to this day feels like the movie is unfinished i wrote oh ed norton being hard to deal with no (laughs) what a shocker these fucking edwards would you say these edwards are the original Daniels? Huh. What do you think about that? Furlong and Furlong Norton. And Norton the, original the original Shinert and Quan. Yeah. I'll give it to them. Which one of them would make a solo movie about horse fucking? And why Ooh. would it be mm. Furlong? Because <laughs> <laughs> he'd be so desperate he'd have to. And he'd actually fuck the horse on screen. He's a pro. He's fat. <laughs> he's fat as shit. Have you seen him? I don't think I've oh, seen. He's so fucking fat. I do have comments about his appearance in this movie. Don't worry, me too. Which I think I I DM'd you about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, well, anytime. Uh, it's my like fourth note. Okay, okay. So, I'll get there. This, I mean, this is a note I wrote later down, but I'm gonna just say it now because it's it's it, it works. It is so bizarre to me that white supremacy is so prominent in Southern California. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's the, literally. I think I forgot it took place there. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, it's the South. Yeah. Well, even even so, like, talk about going like 
out of the frying pan and into the fire. Like, yeah. you're literally going to, like, one of the biggest melting pots yeah. of ethnic d- diversity, and you're like, Boo. no, we're white, and we need to take this back. Swastika like, tattoo, please. I-, I could see if this was, like, Wisconsin, or, uh-huh. like... Ohio or somewhere more like central Midwesty, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's it's literally SoCal, five minutes from Mexico, Venice, goddamned, beach. and you're like, this is the worst place in the <laughs> world because there's so many ethnics in the the warmest climate on in the country <laughs> that you can almost see Mexico from. Yeah, that's just so weird. It is weird that you're like, oh, I, I mean, I guess. If you're a white supremacist, you want to take back everything. Sure. But just, like, start places where you're going to get more allies. Yeah. Instead of just, like, taking the basic minimum army you have and going and trying to take out all of the orcs before yeah. you can get to <laughs> yeah. Sauron. you're shooting real high real fast. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So... The movie kind of, it goes back, it flashes back quite a bit. I forgot um, some of the movie was in black and white. And then I'm because like, that's yeah. all the flashbacks. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh, so black and white. Makes sense. Uh, well, th- that is that was one of the notes I read. Oh. Like, that was intentional. Yeah. Because at that point, Ed Norton is only seeing black, black and, and white. white. And, then and then when he comes out of prison, he sees, he sees everything. He because sees he's, color. Although yeah. he was kind of seeing color before. Oh, you know. Because it... it Actually, you could make an argument it should be the other way around, because when he gets out of prison, he doesn't even see color anymore. <laughs> true, 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 yeah, yeah. So we, we do get a back, back and forth between, uh, like, what happened before and then, like, current day. Yeah. There's also a recurring voiceover that mm. is partially Ed Norton yeah. and partially Edward Furlong. It becomes Furlong the kind Edwards. of for the end of the movie. Yeah. But um, you do get some voiceover of, like, their sort of observation of the changing times and what's going on with their characters during the movie. And then you kind of get, like, the reveal of what Edward Furlong's is at the very end. Yeah. So we start off in a flashback of uh, at nighttime... There's a car that pulls up outside of the house yeah. and smashes a window of a car. Shouldn't have done Edward that. Furlong wakes up and then he goes to wake up his brother, who is Ed Norton, who is having sex with uh, noted ugly person Feruza Balk, who uh, not a looker. I don't. I don't care for her. Here is what I other say. than one movie. I, I did say uh, Nazi Feruza Balk is second only to Cat Feruza Balk. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, she, you know what? Like I would, I would take white trash Feruza Balk in the Water Boy over over any of those. Over Cat. Over Cat. Well, because they didn't really cat her up that. Not really. They didn't cat her like Richard Stanley wanted the cat her. No, and they didn't. He cat, wanted the cat her good. They didn't cat her like Monkey Bone did to uh, Rose, Rose McGowan. McGowan. <sighs> Damn, I love Rose McGowan. <laughs> Monkey Bone, <laughs> she's so hot. Uh, yeah, she really, she's great in that movie. Yeah, very catty, very catty. She's yeah, she they. It it's not impossible <laughs> to make a good cat girl. Nope, but or they, boy, but or whatever. Not everyone tries. No, 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 they don't. Um, so he goes in and tells him that a couple, a black guy is breaking into his car. Edward Norton could not lose his boner faster than he did. Yeah. You're telling me there's a black guy outside and it like went in. R- racism trumps love. Yeah. Cause he, he was full on penetrating. Yeah. And then as he soon as he got up, coitus, it was like gone. negative 10. <laughs> Resheathed. Resheathed. Um, 
So he goes outside. He or no, he 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 asks his brother like very specific questions, yeah. and Furlong's kind of like, I don't know, man. Like yeah. he's like, no, I need to know. Is there one? How many are they packing? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so he immediately he opens his door, blows away one of them. Yep. The other guy tries to run away. He uh, uh, shoots him and then chases him down. Yeah. He uh, then uh, that's all we see right then. Yes. Now we come back to current day where uh, Edward Furlong is uh, in high school. Shoot some b-ball outside of the school uh no that's later later. uh so now we're like yeah like present time in color he's in school and he's um you see not only noted mega hunk elliot gould yes but you also get captain fucking benjamin cisco okay from star trek deep space nine interesting that's how you refer to him why no, you're oh. you're you're good. Yeah. But when I at first the first frame of Avery Brooks, I'm like, oh shit, Commander Cisco. I'm like, he got made captain eventually, right? Because otherwise, that's a huge diss. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah. But he starts off as commander mm-hmm. because Deep Space Nine didn't have a captain because mm-hmm. it wasn't a ship; it was, it was an outpost. Good. Yes. Correct. But he got his due. Man, this should become a Star Trek podcast. Although I bet you there's maybe... like... Maybe... I bet you there's like 35 of them and we've never I'm, heard of them. I'm sure there are. But uh, maybe in a couple of weeks it'll be a little bit of a Star yeah. Trek podcast. Yeah. I, I I watched a significant amount of all of them. I probably watched almost all of Next Generation. I watched a good chunk of Deep Space Nine. Mm, Voyager. Did I watch a lot? I maybe see... I've seen a little bit of Voyager... Uh, mm-hmm. I like all of the theme songs a lot. Theme I used to have them all on my pod, my po- uh, iPod. I think I still do. If I my do. iPod works, I've seen a uh, little bit of original. Uh, I've seen maybe a couple yeah. episodes. Um, for sure, all mm-hmm. of Next Generation, good chunk of DS Nine, and almost nothing else probably a couple like as much voyager as original series okay and that's there's it. a couple good voyager episodes uh i think i i think i watched the pilot of i might have watched the pilot of uh what was the scott bacula one? Oh, sorry enterprise. i might have watched the pilot of voyager enterprise um i guess enterprise yeah i watched the pilot and I, it wasn't that good yeah i didn't and watch then i watched the first two or three episodes of whatever the most discovery yes and it was fine but it like this is gonna sound weird it was too bright like it was too shiny and like it didn't look like star trek gotcha it looked like some other space show yeah and then there's also picard which is apparently unfortunately very bad (laughs) um yeah but it's not star trek he's on on a planet he's an old man he's hanging out and his dog's name is number two though that's pretty good that's pretty good um there are you could do a lot worse with dog naming yeah. than naming after Jonathan Frakes. And I think Jonathan Frakes directed a lot of it. Sweet. And uh, he's also in some episodes. And uh, de-aged Lieutenant Data's in a couple episodes, I think. Interesting. And maybe Michael Dorn? I don't know if Michael I, I, Dorn is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Dorn is. I think it's a little bit of Dorn. Yeah. Um, and I think he and his kid is him and Dr. Crusher's kid. I think, oh, I think they smashed. Nice. Yeah. I mean, there there was heavy implication well, on the course. show. Yeah, of course. But now that it's not the '90s and you can say people fuck monsters, then you're like, yeah, done. <laughs> they fucked hard. Um, yeah. So the uh, Elliot Gould is his English teacher, and um, Avery 
Brooks. Brooks is Mel's he, brother. Mel's brother. Mel's black brother. Mel's, Mel's brother. Brother uh, is the principal. Yeah, and. Edward Furlong has written a book report on a... I mean, it's a, it's a very funny book report. It, it's funny, yeah. yeah. He, he wrote a book report on uh, a... Uh, what was the... It wasn't political leader. It was like a... Yeah, what was it just? Historic? Civil a civil rights leader. Oh, maybe? yeah, that was the angle. Yeah, so he wrote yeah. a, bo- a book report on, uh, on a civil rights leader, and he wrote it on Mein Kampf. Yeah. And... Elliot Gould is like uh, like furious about it and wants Elliot him expelled. Gould's, I'm Jewish and I don't like. I'm this. Jewish, but also I'm a hunk. Yeah. Even then, he wasn't bad. He was fat, but he wasn't ugly. No, he was okay. But and, and we've we've established seventies uh, maybe one of the most fuckable men of all most time. Most fuckable. You know another <laughs> handsome Jew I forgot about. <sighs> okay, Sandy Koufax. I, uh... Could get it. Hottest Jewish athlete of all time. Prove me wrong. Well, it's a low bar. Um, <laughs> I saw. I don't know where I saw. I saw uh, maybe on. It was maybe a Jeopardy question. I'm yeah. like, oh man, Sandy Koufax fucks. Yeah, he's kind of handsome. Yeah, I can see that. So good for him. Did Shout he, out to the Dodgers. Did he only play for the Dodgers? I think so. I think that was when you were only allowed to play for one team because you weren't allowed to be traded. Yeah, or because you're only allowed to have one minority per sh- team. Yeah, everyone gets one. You get Jackie Robinson, you get Sandy Koufax, even though both of those teams were the Dodgers. Also, don't, also don't know if that's fair. <laughs> yeah, not, not fair at all. Uh, Brooklyn and Los Angeles, 1955-1966. Only 11 seasons. Hmm. I mean, he threw really hard. He probably needed Tommy John uh, surgery, and they had Seven All-Stars, four World Series. Any Cy Youngs? Must National League MVP, three Cy Youngs. Hell yeah, Sandy. Two World Series MVPs. He is a three-time triple, triple crown winner. Uh, three MLB wins leaders, uh, four MLB strikeout leaders, pitched a perfect game in 1965. Hell yeah. Wow, second to last season he per- pitched a perfect nice. game. Uh, pitched four no-hitters. That Between perfect game and four no-hitters, that might be second all-time? Yeah. Because Nolan's number one with seven. With seven, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and hugged and kissed over 10,000 10, women. 10,000 women. Uh, he's... 165 and 87 was his career win loss record. Pretty solid. Uh, 2,396 strikeouts. Yep. And he is 87 years old. Alive? Yeah. I could fuck Sandy Koufax today. Yeah. Do you know that that's. Uh, Holy shit. That's not even his legal government name. I believe that. Uh, Herschel. His well, his name is Sanford Koufax. Okay, but his legal, like his birth name, yeah. is Sanford Braun. Braun is cool. So I, I kept... guess German. Yeah, Jew. German Jew. Um, yeah. Anyway, good for him. Cool. Anyways, I, want, I, want, I, to, I want to balance out the uh, the Naziness of this movie with uh, some shout outs to hot Jews. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he doesn't look too bad for being for 87? 87 years old. I bet he doesn't. Uh, this is from 2022. <gasps> You're so lucky the cap was on that. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. He's, yeah. Looks healthy. Maybe he'll live to be 100. He looks really healthy. Who's the oldest? Good for him. Anyways, we're not going to do this in the podcast, but... We gotta keep it under four hours. Yeah, yeah. People do turn off after four hours. That's the that's the magic number. Where, en- where enough is enough. Yeah. Um, so, 
We, we, he... I'm going to say it now. (laughs) (laughs) Edward Furlong looks trans in this movie. Can I say that? He does. He really does. What's going on with him? Because he's not. But he looks like it. He looks like it. I don't know. He's just like a little adorable little (laughs) boy. He has very feminine energy, but coming from a man. He he really fucking does. (laughs) The most feminine energy. Um... So, Elliot Gould wants him uh, expelled, and Captain Sisko's like, no, listen, I think he can be, he's been taught this hate, we can unteach him this hate. I can fix him. Uh, He then calls in. How do I reach these keys? Uh, The scene where he calls him into the office was awesome. Yes. Where he's like, uh, get in here, now, five, four, three, (laughs) two, and he kind of like slides around the corner like, hey. (laughs) <laughs> like, I'm here, but he's like, and then he, he tells me close the door. He goes, from now on, you're like, you're writing me a, p- a paper. Yeah, uh, we're gonna, you're gonna have a class with me every day. What's it gonna be called? It's gonna be called. He said it. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> American History X. Yes. Um, and he wants him to write a paper on, uh, like, on his himself or his upbringing or whatever. And he goes, come on, it took me over two weeks to read all of Mein Kampf. Yeah. I'm like, well, if you're really into it, you'd do it in one sitting, but whatever. Um, do the whole thing in one shit on yeah, the toilet. Yeah. So uh, now we get another flashback to uh, all of them at a basketball court, and they're playing like a just like a pickup game. Yeah. But Ed Norton's not playing, and fucking Ethan Supley, the fattest man on the planet. Then. Then now now he's got turkey neck and I don't like it. He does have turkey neck, but he's like he's kind of jacked. He's kind of jacked. Yeah, yeah, but like it's it's not my Ethan Supley. No, my Ethan he Supley looks normal now. Yeah, my Ethan Supley is is like this. Uh, my name is Earl. Nobody saw my name is Earl Scott. Every four seasons on NBC, it did great. Um, with noted Scientologist Jason Lee and open uh, <laughs> Dragon Gate opened the Brave Gate champion Jason Lee. Oh, I, do, I don't like that Jack picture at all. He's he's like no. he's like in real good shape. No, 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 no. That's not Ethan. The, the original Ethan obviously had a heart attack and died. <laughs> yeah, and they re, and they couldn't even find a good replacement because nobody is that fat. Yeah. So like I don't know. Try a Jack guy and see if anyone questions it. Yeah, I yeah. hate it. That, Although no, that's not my guy. The, very, very, very quickly. I don't understand why more actors in Hollywood that are like fat pigs mm-hmm. don't do that. Apparently, you can do it. But yeah, I just don't understand yeah. why you don't. You have the money and the resources around you. I, it's just because you're lazy. It, it's some. It's because they're lazy. But some they're legitimately scared of losing their niche role. Yeah, I guess. And becoming just like another guy because there's lots of Jack guys. Yeah. And there, or there's lots of just like average sized yeah. guys, yeah, so true. they're like, "Hey, I, I'd rather I, be a fat schlub and still get my roles. I want those fat pig roles. I guess I want uh, I want to be uh, I want to be Ricky in uh, Better Off Dead. You don't you don't and want then to... I want to rape a bunch of children. He just came on their feet, Scott. It's no big deal. Uh, <laughs> do do you want to be a fat? pig yes or... oh this is the second option oh. <laughs> okay well no that's the end that's the end <laughs> oh what's what's part two <laughs> um no i already forgot because you got me off and i lost my train of thought so let's keep going we're almost there we're almost there we're so close so they're playing a pickup game and then uh ethan supley who's the fattest man on the planet yeah. uh gets uh into he, an is, art. he is i like that they didn't make him good at basketball well why would they he's a fat fat piece of shit 
Well, sure, but sometimes yeah. they're like, sometimes just everyone is too good. I guess, at what they're I guess doing. that's true. And he was not. He sucked. He was not. He sucked. Yeah. So the, he gets into an argument with one of the black players, and then uh, he gets really heated, and Ed Norton tries to calm him down, and he goes, no, I'm like pissed off at these, I think he calls them the M-slur. Uh, yeah. Which I guess I can say, but I'm not going to say it. But still, still don't say yeah. it. Um, and then Ed Norton decides... I he, even made, like, I made a joke during the Congo commentary where I didn't call them that, uh-huh. but I made a reference to them being called that. And even that didn't feel good. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do it. Yeah. So Ed Norton takes off his shirt to expose his swastika tattoo on his chest Sick. and says, we're going to do whites versus blacks. If we, yeah. if winner like, gets, winner the gets the court and forever. the other team fucking leaves. Yes. So they play basketball and it's like first to whatever, five Is or seven. This where, Edward Norton does a reverse dunk. Yes, he does. A follow-up question. How high is the basket? Oh, like Seven th- feet? Th- three. <laughs> um, I wrote... That was unacceptable. My note was, uh, the defense being played by the black guys in this basketball flashback is the defense level of playing hockey against Vladimir Putin. <laughs> because he does, they were he does them, the uh... same exact fake-out shot. Yep. Guy jumps to swat it and goes past him <laughs> and then does a three, like a three-pointer yep. like three times. Yeah. And like, they're literally not covering them. No. And then um, poor D. Also, I love that the 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 music and the ramp up of the white guys winning is like kind of triumphant. Yeah. Even though we they're the it. bad guys. Hey, it, it, eye of the beholder. <laughs> Fair. What look, was I standing up and cheering at the end of the game? Yeah, I was. But not because of anything political or racial. I just like good basketball. You just like good basketball? Good fundamentals? Yeah. 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 Rever- reverse dunks by a small white guy? By a short white guy. Hey, if, uh, How Nate, tall is that? If Nate Robinson can dunk. What's that, Norton? 5'9"? Um, you know, he's... Uh... He's under six feet for show. Unless he's a deceptive tall. I don't like those. 5'9 mm-hmm. and a half. That's as high as I'm going. Do I give him five ten? He is one point eight three meters tall. Exactly six feet. So he could maybe dunk. Maybe no. Maybe no. Nate Robinson could dunk, and he was like What's five. What's the six. difference between Nate Robinson and Edward Norton? I don't know, Scott. You tell me. Do Nate Robinson is one point seven five meters? Do the math. I hate that the heights are in centimeters. I don't say, man. I hate it. Because it makes me do math. I know, even though I we're it. on metric. I literally only know feet and yeah. pounds. I know that one, I don't know the other one. I know that one point eight ten. I know that one point eight three is six feet because that's what I am. Right. But it, and so I just have to do the math up or down from there. Right. But no fun. And I, kilograms. Actually, it, it kilograms is not bad for me either because I'm almost exactly a hundred kilograms. Right. So everything's coming up, Scott. That way, but. Uh, don't make me do anything beyond that. Don't worry, I'm not going to. Good. So, they, uh, they end up winning, and then uh, they all celebrate, and they tell the N-words to leave, and then... Uh, Who the fuck is racist at Venice Beach? It's so uh, nice there. Apparently these guys. It's so nice. I, yeah. I, I always have fun at Venice Beach. It's great. I've been once, and I, I don't remember I have, having fun. You don't remember having fun? I don't know. Were you doing racism? Yes. Well, then you're not going to have a good time. But it, only, I have never felt only racist. Only towards Vietnamese people. 
I have never felt racist at Venice Beach. There's lots going on. I saw Conor McGregor. We there saw Conor once. McGregor. There, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. Right, right in a fucking right in segue. goddamn Segway. Yeah, with with like with his nine entourage. nine of the biggest bodyguards <laughs> you've ever seen. Yep. Also on segways. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Um. So now we get a flashback. Uh, or no, we get, we're back to regular time. Yeah. Ed Norton's getting out of prison. Um, he gets picked up by his mom and sister. They go home. Uh, then they're waiting for Ed, Ed Furlong to come home from school. And something's different about like Norton's got like a different vibe to him. He's got hair now. He's not yep. shaved head. And he kind of seems a lot more like mellow. Um, so then Ed Norton comes home. Then we get a scene where Ethan Supley is going the hardest I've ever heard anyone ever sing the white man marches on. Oh. I've never in my entire life seen anyone go harder than him. Yeah. You're not wrong. This time or the second time he does it, because he does it later as well. It's his favorite song. It is his favorite song. Um, then he he just like randomly appears at their apartment and Ed Norton, you can kinda of tell, is like not really interested in hanging around with them. Like he's like yeah. a big fat loudmouth who like really believes in the cause. Yeah. And Ed Norton is not really down for that kind of energy. Supley is kind of a uh Worst case and also racist uh, kingpin, uh, Billy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like if you added racism to Billy at his worst, yeah. like, that's kind of Ethan Supley in this scene. Just, like, barging into rooms, being, being loud and obnoxious. Incredibly obnoxious. With a video camera, just, yeah. like, doing whatever the fuck he it wants. Just, like, d- fuck. Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> also, Billy, we love you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So he's trying to ditch him, and then they're talking about this big party tonight, and he pulls Edward Furlong into his bedroom and kind of is like, hey, d- don't go. Do me a favor. Don't go. Just yeah. stay home. Do your homework. You, there's no, like, you don't need to be around those people anymore. Yeah, it's a real uh, do not come. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Yeah. Uh, so now we get another sort of flashback with a voiceover about uh, sort of how Ed Norton got into the like white supremacy kind of stuff yeah because he wasn't answer before. because it's cool uh because it's cool uh, and you get a lot of pussy um, <laughs> but only white pussy you get that nazi cat pussy yeah also i would like if that was on the table i'd do whatever sure yeah yeah if that if if the if, if the, rose mcgowan was a neo-nazi yeah if the if the end that justifies the means is nazi cat pussy i i'm i'm in okay. I'll, I'll do a hate crime deal yeah i hear you so I'll throw a hate crime for free. <laughs> um, what, what started it all was that uh, their, their, uh, Ed Norton and Ed Furlong's father was a cop yeah. who got killed on like a routine check by a drug drug dealer who yeah. may or may not have been black. It's never actually established that he's black. They just sort of like he was. say he was he, he black. Was. And, and you know why? Because he, he was a drug dealer. <laughs> okay. Good thing it's three hours and forty six minutes in, and no one's gonna, I was gonna hear that. Say. <laughs> um, I, mean, I like I like no. to I like to push envelopes a bit in the in the post three and a half hour. I know. Do you want to do this under four minutes? <laughs> in under four, four minutes. Hours, mean? Uh, yes. Okay. Let's keep what like. But also maybe we not. can we can skip a bunch of stuff to get to get faster. So they show that, then they show him meeting the guy who's sort of in charge of this chapter. Yeah. He's played by Stacy Keach. Keach. Who else would play? I don't know. Uh, girl's name. Um, then who he, I just saw on the blacklist. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> then he uh, they they talk about how like I think the voiceover is done by Avery Brooks. I think he's yeah, when he's talking to Elliot Gould. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows him going like they they saying like oh he's finding like 
the lowest common denominators. And yeah, of- I, I I wrote down uh, he's recruiting a slew of insecure, frustrated, impressionable kids. I'm like, huh? So not much has changed in 25 years. Sorry, this is. <laughs> I was more thinking like the alt right oh. and like white supremacists, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, on the other side of that coin, furries. <laughs> Uh, so it shows him sort of recruiting, and then they do a storming the grocery store, which yes. that scene is intense as fuck. Very intense. Like, essentially assaulting the black cashier yeah. is, like, very hard to watch. It is. It's rough. There, I mean, there's some rough fucking shit in this movie. There's a lot of rough shit in this movie. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to the worst one eventually. Oh, also, uh, I forgot Stacey Cage was mustacheless, which is, again, which is, weird. Which is not my Stacey Cage. Because he's got the cleft lip. Yeah, he's got, the, very strange. he's got the Joaquin Phoenix. You mean, you mean uh, Titus's dad? Titus's dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they storm a grocery store because it used to be owned by like a white guy and now it's owned by a Korean yeah. and he's like hiring uh, like I- illegal immigrants. Like the whole thing is about illegal immigrants taking jobs. So they go in, they wreck the whole place. Yeah. And I, I, there's a point where they're like going off on, uh, first they were going off on minorities and then they went off on the Asian community and like yeah. more specifically. And I'm like, I don't think... Immigration, AIDS, and welfare are problems problems caused by the Asian community. Not, not specifically, leave, no. Leave them out of it. They just destroy real estate prices and keep your kids out of university. <laughs> let's be let's be accurate <laughs> with with our racism. Hmm. Come on, guys. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean that that's redundant. I wrote fat supply is best supply. Yep. Uh, and then, oh, and then just a couple of the basketball ones before we. I my notes catch up to where we are. Uh, there and that's <laughs> uh so they'll say that one because that's the funniest uh people are pretty chill with norton's giant swastika what tattoo. Do do? no one was really mad nope. it was just like oh wow that's... anyway let's play some let's let's uh, shoot some hoops yeah, that's a white guy uh and then the other one was <laughs> and that's the last time white people won at basketball <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that's where we're at yep uh, oh, is is this also where they uh, go off on Catholics, which I was not expecting? There, there is something. Yeah, I think it's. I'm around, like, yeah, it's during wait. during his big speech yeah. before they go to the grocery I'm like, store. Wait, they hate Catholics? I guess that's the that's the one thing that's changed in 25 years. Uh, a lot of white supremacists are Catholic now. Yeah, that. But that's it. Besides, they recruit the same way. They they're stupid the same way. Yeah. But uh, but now they're not just Protestant. Yeah. In fact, they're, they're probably more. Catholic, because there, there's that whole weird, like, uh, rebel against your atheist parents by becoming, like, a trad calf, yeah. and then also a white supremacist. Uh, as if any of that is any different from the other ones. Also, I don't know the difference. Um, yeah. So they, he, they have a pope. He decides to go to the party with Ethan Sopley, like, kind of reluctantly, but it's also kind of, like, to, to get tell them he's out. Um, you don't, they don't really know why he's out, but he's out. He, yeah. he goes to the party. He sees his ex-girl or his, I guess is still his girlfriend. Why yeah. she wasn't at the prison to pick him up. No idea. Yeah. For, what a bitch. Fruza Balk's there. They like start making out and going hard and heavy. Yeah. Then Edward Furlong shows up, even though he's not supposed to. And he goes mm-hmm. to talk to Stacey Keach. Um, then when Ed Norton and her are like fooling around out back, he kind of tells her like, listen, like. I want to get out. Why don't you just leave with me? You don't need this shit. If you really want to be with me, just 
just trust me, let's leave. Yeah. And she's like, no, fuck you. And she goes back in the party. Yeah, I'm a Nazi cat, goddammit. So then he goes back, he goes inside to talk to Stacey Keach and tells his brother, like, go home. Like, why the fuck are you here? Yeah. Oh, no, and then he says, like, oh, there's some girl outside that wants to suck her dick. And she yeah. go. And he goes, oh, well, excuse oh, me. Well, I get my dick. So out. then him and Stacey Keach get in this big argument about how he kind of wants out and how he kind of, like, uh, tricked him into going deeper and deeper, even though he didn't want to. Yeah. And then Stacey Keach kind of tells him, like, you know, you're ne- you're never going to be, you're never going to, like, live up to your dad or whatever. And then he yeah. knocks him the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Or, like, knocks him the fuck down. Like, gives yeah. him a big old, big old shot. Goes to leave. Ethan Zopley asks where he, where Stacey Keach is. He goes to check on him. Meanwhile, he runs into his brother, says, let's go. We're getting out of here. And then that is when Feruza Balk decides to uh, try and rival Alan Tudyk's dropping of the N-word consecutively. Yeah. Because she starts telling the entire party that Edward that Norton, Edward is, Norton an N-word. is an N. Um, Over... Over and over, uh, and over. It's like 15 times in it's a row. It's a lot of times. It's not like 70 times in a row, but like Alan lot. Tudyk, but it's a lot. <laughs> and then they realize that he's punched out Stacey Keach, yeah. and then guns get pulled, mm-hmm. and he uh, he grabs the gun, and he escapes, yeah. and nobody follows him, and then him and Edward Norton have this big, like, pushing and shoving match on the streets until he convinces them to calm down, and then they go and sit down and talk, and then we get, like, a flashback now to Edward Norton going to prison, yeah. and so he talks about, like, getting to prison, and how when he get first got there, he, like, knows what he's in so he just needs to find those people and he'll be safe so he makes friends with the other neo-nazis in the prison like Mm -hmm. right away and just kind of goes from there where he now he gets like a job in the prison and then it's like the big reveal of him getting like really disillusioned with the white supremacists he was too hardcore yeah for the aryan brotherhood in jail like i i understand not not from a place within go on but i like the justification of him doing that is like a hundred percent makes sense because to him you hate the mexicans no to him you they hate so- to him his people have betrayed him to, to, but like the thing is did i make a, or betrayed themselves did I make a note about it i did i wrote fake prison neo-nazis is very funny yeah because in prison you just separate into your colors yeah and then and just do it for protection. You have it's to, not like strong beliefs you kind or, of have to pretend yeah that that's what you are no matter what because you need the support yeah. of those guys but he really was and but, he's like yeah. wait these guys are like doing Making favors side hustles for, with, with the, the mexicans? mexicans what are you doing yeah they're like yeah we're not like that hardcore dude we're just and trying can, to yeah. we're just trying to survive in here and i think like, and he's like but i'm a proper nazi yeah. <laughs> i want to hate i want to kill them yeah and so the the uh, the kind of the leader of them is like, listen, we're getting real fucking sick and tired you of you preaching. Relax. So you need to stop. And he goes, no. And he walks away. He storms off. Yeah. Uh, so then they sort of start like mocking him and uh, like not including him in in their like day to day workings. Um, but then, oh, sorry, before, like, when he first joins the group, yeah. I said, what a fucking boss move. You walk into the prison work uh, workout yard, and you remove your shirt to expose your swastika very, chest tattoo, very cool. and just start doing bench press just while bench staring it. down the black guys. Yeah. Like, I'm that here is all the, day. That is fucking insane. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> that is the definition <laughs> of insanity right there. But it fucking worked. Yep. 
Um, what a, I think it was a Stacy Keach line earlier. He, uh, I assume he was referencing uh, African Americans or maybe Mexicans or maybe even Asians because they don't even know how racism works. Nope. Uh, but there was a, he uh, spoke of a racial commitment to crime, which I thought was a very fun phrase. Yeah, I mean, I think he meant blacks, yeah. but it could be anybody. Yeah, but just a, a but yeah, very funny. That is very funny. And then I, I think um, maybe the maybe the mom or someone uh, accuses someone of being in the KKK. And he's like, hey, hey, fucking watch it. Those guys are nerds. I'm not yeah. the KKK. Yeah, yeah. I'm a his real... His sister says it. His sister. Yeah. That was, yeah. Because his I'm sister's a... kind of like a liberal, yeah. like, hippie kind of girl. Yeah, he's like, whoa. Mm. I'm not one of those sheet-wearing losers. Losers. I'm a proper Nazi. I pound ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty good. And uh, man, they go pretty... <laughs> pretty hard on body shaming Ethan Suppley the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. They're so, like, he's he, he's an asshole and deserves it, yeah. but they go so hard on him. And at one point, he literally says, I'm not fat, I'm husky. Yeah. Which is very funny. Very, did you notice that playing basketball, he was wearing a jersey that was number 88? Oh, tight. I didn't. And uh, during the party scene, yeah. he was wearing a uh, leather jacket mm-hmm. that had a swastika on the back. Yeah. And uh, I read a thing that said the swastika on the back of Seth's jacket is counterclockwise, which in the skinhead world, a counterclockwise swastika indicates that that person is a leader and not a follower. Oh, nice. Didn't know that, but that was an interesting cool. little piece of... I should change up my swastika. <laughs> you should... You need to take that um, that leather jacket you've got to a like a Korean uh, laundromat yeah. and uh, seamstress. I love that leather jacket. It's seventy five pounds. <laughs> it's the heaviest thing I own. Yep. Not the heaviest clothing I own. No. The heaviest thing, thing I own. It's heavier than the car. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he, in, after all this, like, disillusion, he's been put on work detail with, like, a, a skinny little t- mouthy black guy. Yeah. They're folding underwear and sheets and working in the laundry room, which, in prison, seems like the easiest fucking job. I was gonna say, job. not a bad job like, as far as they go. He he's not really the most enthusiastic at first, but, like, you could be doing so much worse. As, as the guy even says, like, yeah. you could be cleaning hot-ass pots in hot-ass yeah. water yeah, this all could be, day. Yeah, like, like, just burning the shit yeah, out of your this hands. This is so this this is a sweet gig. Uh, if I ever went to prison, I would get on laundry, laundry. so fast. Yeah. Or making license plates. Um, yeah. I would also, uh, if let's say I went to prison for a year. Yeah. I so like a light rape. I wouldn't shower the entire Corru- time I was there. Corruption of a minor. Because I would be too busy getting raped. <laughs> I'm sorry, I stepped on that. <laughs> Excellent joke. Yeah, that is an Anthony Jesselnik. That's a Jesselnik. Joke. Yeah. Um, I would. <laughs> so he's makes. Oh, also, uh, just a reminder that uh, uh, I'm not fat. I'm husky, and I'm not fat. I'm a husky. Are two very different things. Two very different things. Yeah. So he's made friends with this guy, and they're sort of like he doesn't give him a lot of information about why he's in there. Yeah. But then eventually, it turns out that like you know he realizes he's like a neo-Nazi and stuff, and he's kind of like yeah. But they're like they're becoming friendly, so he yeah. kind of shits on him, and he does a very accurate representation of the clan, like yes. with the, with the hood and everything, and yeah. he's just like this dumb southerner who like fucks his own family and yeah. doesn't like po- colored people because he's too poor and stupid to get a better like life. 
thief and yeah. whatever. It's very, very accurate. Yeah, it's good. Um, so this all leads to maybe the most second most graphic scene in the movie. No, maybe the most graphic scene. Um, so we do get the flashback of what ended up happening when he went to prison. Yeah. And the two black guys that tried to steal his car were actually the two black guys from the basketball court. Mm-hmm. And they had come to try and steal his car. So yeah. he kills the first guy. And then he shot the second guy. None fatally. Drags him all the way back over to his yard and, and literally... Literally tells him to bite the curb. Bite it. And then does a very scary looking curb stomp. Yeah. To not a real doll. Or to a real doll, not a real person. To a real doll. She was hot. Uh, cops come and he just like, get like, he's like, yep, I killed these two blacks. Yep. Come get me. I do it again. Like, I'll do it. I'll do it a million times. <laughs> well, yeah. kind of like smirking at Edward Furlong the yeah. whole time. He's like, hey. We've seen him do it. Check it out. Um, so we, we, get, we get that. And like when, when he was doing the curbs on like Furlong was like screaming. Yes. No. no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. So now we go back. And I forgot they never actually say curb stomp in the movie. No. Yeah. No. Uh, so now we're back to regular time and we get, uh, we almost immediately after, maybe there's like a little something in the middle, but we almost immediately get, um, the second worst scene in the movie. Oh, before that, just my one note was, uh, it'd be, uh, very funny if, uh, Ed Norton just killed this dude in the laundry room he's making friends with. (laughs) I, you know what? I, I definitely thought of that, but I was like, like no, he's turned around. Like he's, he's already at the point where he knows everything is fucking bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, that would have been very interesting very right? funny yeah um so yeah so now uh so we for, get... for this next graphic scene i uh i assume, <laughs> I assume you're referring to the prison's uh raped straight program Raped straight yes um so he, <laughs> so there's a bunch of people in the shower they all conveniently leave at the same time yep. except for one guard and edward norton yeah and in walks all of his former white supremacist buddies yeah and the the guard goes well <laughs> I know what's coming. I ain't gay. So he gets out of there. I ain't watching I ain't no shit. Queer. Yeah. And uh, so they all hold him down. Yep. And the main guy says to him, so you want to be an N-word, sweet boy? Then we're going to treat you like one. And I'm like, wait, so they rape black guys? Yeah. But wouldn't that kind of go against what they... Like, why would they want to have unprotected <laughs> bareback sex with black men? Well, that doesn't that, make. I don't. I, don't, the, I, don't, I know. The eternal. Power. The eternal question: Why would you want to have unprotected bareback sex with black men? Uh, I think because it's mean, and they want to be mean. But there are other safer ways to be mean. I will agree. But also, you hate black people. And also, you hate them. So why would you want to put your penis in their butt? I mean, some people rape things they hate. I guess it's true, but it just doesn't. It, my girlfriend, for example, <laughs> it doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense, you know. Like in no, I, I get in the you. scope of being a white supremacist. Yeah, why would you be like I hate them so much that I want to have fulfilling anal sex with them? <laughs> yeah, I, when I, I come, I think the I angle... feel good, <laughs> and then I go back to my daily occurrence. Yeah, I think the problem is the angle you're coming from is you're too much of a romantic. Well, I'm coming up is what I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, but you're like. Y- y- in your mind, sex is never bad. But like, if you're the one coming, it always feels good. It does always. So feel good. why? I mean, like, if, if you really wanted to punish him, yeah. you would make him fuck your butt, and then he comes and feels like a piece of shit because he just come in your butt. Oh, true. Right. Well, maybe next time. You need to get the black. Maybe guys next to rape time you. you should rape a black guy's penis with your butt. Mm-hmm. 
That's what you're That's saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's sure. the argument. I'll, I'll take that under advisement. Um, so they violently rape him in the shower. Except sure do. for um, the guy never has a boner. <laughs> no. Because you see his penis before it goes in yeah. and afterwards, and neither time is it a boner. Soft rape. I don't like this. No. Just show the erection. I think they're, we- they're weirder Who about showing a hard cares? penis versus soft penis. Who cares? I don't know why. Why does it matter? Penis is Who penis. Cares? You'll show Who cares if it's engorged? You'll, you'll show fucking Demi Moore's bush. Yeah. But you won't show a yeah. man's like, penis. It, it, I don't think it's worse to show engorged clitoris versus regular. Well, especially not if you're in Africa. But um, Certainly. Well, you can't even see him. You can't even see him there. They're invisible. <laughs> so he gets raped. Uh, he gets assaulted. <laughs> Sam Spade and the case of the invisible clitoris. <laughs> it's the new Maltese Falcon. I don't think you can use that second word of his name. Ooh, that was a happy accident. <laughs> and, and now you're in trouble. Damn it. Um, of all the things I got canceled on, it's, it's Sam Spade. It's four hours and three minutes in Sam Spade. Never would have thought So it. he gets violently assaulted. Yep. Then when the next thing we see him is he's in the infirmary. He gets visited again by Avery Brooks. Yeah. And he's been like kind of trying to mentor him yeah. in prison and I like literally my note is just like Avery Brooks is such a great fucking actor. He's great. He's so good and I and I I said to you off off pod Oh, I, I'm sure I've seen him in other things. He, he's he's definitely been in other things. And I looked, not really. Not much. He's been this, in Deep Space been, Nine. A, like a couple other smaller things. And 1,000 Broadway shows. And then shows. just every single piece of stage acting yeah. that has been made for the last 45 years, he's in. Fences. Raisin Pro- in the Sun. Probably. Porgy and Bess. Probably. A fourth black play. <laughs> uh, Song of the South. That's the, the one. Musical. No, we can't do it. Oh. But, uh, I mean, like... Black yeah. Cauldron. That's a good one. Black Cauldron. Juice. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, he is the... I'd love to see a stage play of Juice, by the way. Uh, that, that is pretty wild. Uh, he's... Oh, he... He's a gay. He's won three NAACP Image Awards, which stands for he uh, can't say it. Okay. Uh, he's the he was he's the oh he's like one of the chairman of the Shakespeare Theater Company in Washington D.C. Wow. Um, and then he's also a uh, he's a teacher. But he played a teacher in the movie. I is know. that way he became a teacher? I played a, he played a principal, different. True. Uh, he He's like, uh, yeah, he's been a teacher at Oberlin College, uh, Western Reserve University, Macy's are... School of the Arts, Rutgers, mm. um, the Smithsonian Institute. Sick. Um, so, yeah, like he's just, he's a scholar and, and, a, gentleman. and a thespian and yeah. a gentleman. And an amazing actor. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, for films, he's done uh, maybe a dozen, but most of them are things people haven't seen. Mm. Uh, and then he's in television. He's done... A couple of things, and like and that's it. Deep Space Nine. Like he yeah. hasn't done anything since 2011, <laughs> and that was the uh, the documentary The Captains, which is just oh uh, all the of the Star, Star Trek, Trek Captains, Captains yeah. which is very good if you haven't seen it. I haven't. Yeah, it's it's very good. Cool. It's, it's very interesting. Um, but he's very like uh very thespian yeah in that he's a fucking actor yeah he was in true west with sherman helmsley um <laughs> but yeah he's amazing he's yeah. such a good actor in this movie like why, why did i write you're really fucking him here cisco did he f- 
Um, I, did he like abandon him, sort of, it, or what? Did he, uh, no, why was not why really. was he really fucking him? I don't think he was really fucking him. I don't remember. What I mean, he, he had a night. He had a long conversation with yeah. him in the in the. Oh, maybe I because maybe he, I was jokingly saying that he was giving him bad advice. That might have been it. Oh. Maybe because I mean he yeah. was he was I mean he was telling him to get he, out. He was saying he was saying uh, don't be racist. Don't, I was like yeah. really fucking Amir says. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was that. Yeah, maybe I think it was that. So now we're back out of we're out. He's you know he's out of prison. He's back and and there it's it, you should see the conversation of him and Edward Furlong where he's just told him like I got butt fucked in prison. All of the Aryan Brotherhood shit in the prison was bullshit. Yeah, they're all fakes. They're all scammers. They're not you know, real. Cool none of it's lessons. real. Yeah. None of it matters. And Edward Furlong is kind of like yeah you're you're fucking right. Like yeah I like I I understand what you're saying. Yeah. They go back to the apartment. They take down all of their Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. And let's be clear, there was a lot. The whole room was full of it. Yeah. Wall to wall covering. He then proceeds to write his paper for American History X. Uh, American History X for uh for uh Captain Cisco. And Norton goes back out and then, you know, it's kind of like all these People are trying to get me now. Yeah. Uh, Brooks and the police chief are trying to get him to like flip on his gang, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Listen, I think if I think like at this point, if they saw me, I'm fucking dead." Yeah. So like, I don't know what you expect me to do. Like, I can't help you. Yeah. So now we get uh, like the next day, or like a, you know, a couple days later at school, and Edward Furlong uh, he drops him off at school, and he kind of has this moment where you can tell he like it's weird because it's like a macho thing, but he like you yeah. can tell he wants to tell him like I love you and yes. like I'm sorry, yeah. Like, but he goes, uh, I'll see you later. Like and yeah. he gives him this like pat, and I think it's like you know it's it's mutually understood but he like you can tell he's he's yeah. a, a guy who can't express that he, yeah, he, he is he, feeling he can't say it but he's he's trying yeah. his best yeah which is it's really strong it's a really strong scene it's a really powerful yeah. scene and then uh for goes in the school and then oh and he says like you know there's been this car hanging around outside the house so yeah. if, when you got home from school just like keep an eye out for it yeah so okay okay so he goes into school with his girlfriend and norton starts walking down the street and you see this like low rider blue like the car car uh, green car like drive up kind of slow down near him yeah and then the next thing you see is in the school as edward furlong uh with his paper that he's so proud of with the voiceover of him explaining him. like how you know it, it, he was clouded by this hate, yeah. and it doesn't, and it didn't make any sense to him. But he, it was like what his his race was kind of, or it was telling him and his family, or his brother. And again, there's like a, a flashback scene like earlier where they show his dad still alive at the table, yeah, and his dad is kind of spewing a lot of hate, kind of like hate stuff, like subtle hate stuff, not like cool. not like white supremacy no, stuff, it, like, but like like current. Like the the way yeah. they do it now. The, his dad was ahead of his time, uh, racism wise. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like he's just sort of talking about like poverty and like yeah. like the stuff that's been going on throughout the whole movie. But he's not. He's not as blatantly like these n words. Yeah, and, and he's and not like Sieg Heiling. S-words. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, he's just kind of like a, an asshole white cop. Yeah. And so now uh, Edward Furlong goes into the bathroom with his paper and you're getting the voiceover and then he goes to piss and when he turns around there's just a black kid there and he fucking blows him away in the bathroom. I'm like, holy shit, school shooting and the shooter isn't white. First time? First time it wasn't a lone wolf, uh, (laughs) secluded loser white kid. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, but uh, exciting. Then the next there should be more diversity in school shootings. I mean, probably. Or just less school shootings. Oh, I guess. 
that's, if you want to go that way, that's another adoption. Yeah. I'd, I'd never really considered that, honestly. Well, there you go. That's why we think differently, Scott. Where you and I are different people. Um, so then you see, uh, like it's slow motion and Ed Norton like running back into school and yeah. trying to storm past the police. And uh, Avery Avery Brooks is like like tr- you don't want to go in there. He's like, let me in. And he goes, fine, fine. Lets him in. He's like, oh, you're right. I shouldn't have gone in. Here. Yeah, he goes in and he sees his brothers like fucking brains, Blow blood away. and brains everywhere. Yeah, and he you know squats down, starts crying with them, and then you're still getting the voiceover of like. Edward Furlong giving his like more like Deadward Furlong Deadward Furlong uh, his conclusion of his paper is sort yeah. of like the thing that's you can hear and stuff and then it just like fades to black yep. and it's like that's a fucking bleak Up- ending but it's ending. so powerful yeah it's it is a brutal powerful movie and if there's one thing I learned from it is that never turn away from racism or you'll get shot yeah. If he was more racist, he would have been aware of his surroundings and known that there was a black kid in there. That's true, but don't be too racist in prison, shockingly. Correct. Yeah, be a little more chill in prison. Be chill in prison. Um, but on the outside, fucking... Be worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, very quickly, because we're like, we're what, we're four hours and 11 minutes. Um, Shit! That, uh, Everyone stopped listening 11 minutes ago. Director, director Tony Kay um, actually was... Uh, Initial or K-A-Y? K-A-Y-E. Okay. Uh, filed a lawsuit against the studio mm. for the use of his name as the director, uh, and he filed for $275 million. That seems high. Um, mainly because... he was mad at the Edwards? Mainly because when he was in the editing process, he was... he The movie he made was actually shorter than this. Oh. And it didn't involve, like... Um, the scene with the dad at the kitchen table. Okay. It didn't involve Edward Norton's like big speech before they go and invade the grocery store. Yeah. It had none of that. Hmm. But then Norton kind of like weaseled his way into the editing area. So you might call him Editor Norton. Editor Norton. Um, and it actually it resulted in Kay kind of like being not at all involved in hmm. the final edit. Interesting. So kind of the movie, at least from a post-production and editing it's standpoint, kind of an Edward is Norton directed joint? by Edward Norton yeah. because the movie that got released and has been seen by everyone yeah, is, is the Ed Norton cut. Yeah. And so Kay tried to sue hmm. for the fact that like for the movie was taken away dollars. from him, that he didn't get to do his final project because yeah. it was his first, it was his directorial debut of a big feature. Good debut. He had, he had done music videos yeah. and stuff before. And uh, he was apparently promised by the um, by the the production company that he would be able to like, have his own vision, his own yeah. everything. And then Norton, and then in part, kind of Furlong, just like completely fucked that. Yeah. And then he didn't direct Fucking another Edwards. movie until 2006. Yeah. And then he directed another one in 2011. Yeah. And kind of Peter, which out. I think the 2011 movie people like. It's okay. called. Uh, it's got Adrian Brody in it, and it's about teachers in the inner city. Uh, oh, he's a white guy. Oh, stand, I thought he was a black guy. Stand and deliver. No, I pictured him white. Uh, I, actually, I pictured him as Danny Kaye's son. Is <laughs> 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 I pictured him. Uh, it's called Detachment. Okay, and I think people, I think people genuinely liked it. Okay. I think it got a lot of good. Oh, it's it's got a cast. Holy shit. Adrian Brody, Marsha Gay Harden, whatever, Christina Hendricks, William Peterson, Brian Cranston, hmm. Tim Blake Nelson, oh, wow. Lucy Liu, uh, noted R.I.P. friend of the show, Jimmy Kahn. Um, yeah, hopefully, no, hopefully no Marty or Bobby. Uh, no. Uh, but, I mean, that's a pretty yeah. solid cast. Good stuff. I wonder, uh, yeah, I wonder if it's Blake Danner. Nice. Uh, Sam. Hank Azaria's mom on Huff. Uh, that's how I know Blake Danner. 
Uh, I have to pee so bad. Well, we have we're, to. Wrap no, we're this not up. ending. I'm, oh, you're Scott. <laughs> okay. Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed American History X as much as we do. Uh, see you next week when we definitely do another all request and not something else because we are str- strapped for time before real things happen in real life. Anyways, say. bye. Thanks for listening.